very special Star Wars episode where we will definitively answer the big questions. Oh boy. <laughs> Is The Last Jedi good? Is Kathleen Kennedy the Antichrist? <laughs> Is. But what about <laughs> the joint attack on the Wookiees? Um, I threw you guys off. There. Okay, uh, yes, no, and we need to help them because the Kashyyyk is a very valuable um, tactical part to take over the Separatists, to beat the Separatists and Slavery restore... to the Wookiees. Damn like you said tentacle. That was a lot. <laughs> no, I meant tactical. tactical. With me, as always, are the crew of the Fictor Podcast. Hey, Bart's it's Witty. Hey, hey. Ryan Eliopoulos. That's me. Ben Magnin. The Force is strong and with us today. from the Downright Nerdy Podcast. You. Michael Carls. Hello. Riley Sloan. Hello. Woo! Yeah, you're yeah. finally here. It's Cross, happening. Crossover it's actually happening. <laughs> We've been talking about doing this for a long time, and it's finally here, and welcome. Yeah. Thank you guys so much, and I mean, to be, I, I've told you guys this before, you guys were a, an actual inspiration to us starting this this podcast for us. Were there no other podcasts you listened to? There were very, very few. <laughs> oh, very, very, very few. That makes sense. I mean, I, I think I've, I've uh, expressed the, the um, what happened, how we decided to do this. I, I listen to podcasts while I work out, mm-hmm. and... Listening to you guys, I'm just like, my gosh, I, I want, I want to be able to, you know, have my, uh, my outlet as well. And yeah. you guys were the inspiration, so thank you guys. And it's almost uh, I'm fanboying really good right now because uh, <laughs> I mean I'm get to getting to meet the people that inspired me. Oh, we're famous to people. It's like it's hard for me to realize that we actually inspired you guys and we became friends. And now you're here. We're doing this episode. It's like, man. How did it come to this? Hey, man, we got it. Did we just become best friends? I, I think we yeah. did. Yeah. We did. And Michael's been talking, because I keep asking him, because we're down here doing our vacation. Mm-hmm. And Michael keeps you know, talking to him, like, are you excited for Disney and Universal? And he's like, whoa, whoa, first things first. Big nerds. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, Hello, come on. <laughs> Sparks, you're wearing a downright nerdy t-shirt. I am. I am. I still haven't gotten my downright nerdy t-shirt, but I got a couple fake nerds, but it's in the wash. Sorry. That's fine. That's okay. I just legit forgot. I, uh, <laughs> I don't know if you saw our first Mandalorian episode, but I was representing that first day. Heck yeah. yeah. Air 5. Yes. <laughs> the podcast community is one of love. Yes, yes it is. Yeah. It is. Love it's, for Baby Yoda. Not just the podcast community, but we, it, we fell into the uh, YouTube uh, comic book community as well. And yes, you did. A, <laughs> you legitimately <laughs> fell oh, into man. That's yeah. literally all At I first. did. And it was um, it, it, the amount of of love and, and support and out it, the outpour is just so great it's such a great community i'm so thankful that uh, speaking of this is the saturday after thanksgiving what am i thankful for i'm thankful for the community that we've we we are all Aww. a part of yeah, yeah. sweet Aww. you're welcome community Aww. yeah thanks Thank you. and you're welcome <laughs> I'm, I'm thankful that everyone could be here honestly like i almost wish we weren't doing a star wars episode and we were just shooting the shit yeah, yeah. whatever we want our podcast is just shooting know, the shit i know but it's Star Wars focused today. Yes. I'm not gonna. I've been looking forward to this all month. Yes. Yeah. Oh yeah. I watched a whole lot of Star Wars movies. I watched. I did watch. I tried to watch all of them. I fortunately didn't get to watch all of them, but I watched a huge chunk of them. And the whole time, I'm like, "Yay, Star Wars!" That's yeah. actually a good point. I wanted to start off with. Um, how far did everyone get in the rewatch, and how familiar are people with new canon? Mm. Uh, Who wants to go first? Okay, rewatch. <laughs> I got the prequels sure. and Solo. Uh-huh. Um, and also, I rewatched Last Jedi. It's become a bit of Thanksgiving tradition for me that because one of my girlfriend's best Jedi. friends, yeah. <laughs> well, one of my girlfriend's best friends, she's never seen Star Wars, so I showed her all the films, and The Last Jedi was the last one she needed to watch, and we watched it on Thanksgiving, and she loved it. So the Last Jedi was the only one I didn't get to. I had a terrible fall this past week, um, and it really put me back a bit. I did manage to get to The Force Awakens, but I just couldn't yeah. find the time for mm-hmm. Last Jedi. 
Yeah. Um, Michael, how about you? Yeah, so uh, we watched uh, the prequels. We skipped the original because we've seen them a, th- a thousand and one times. Makes Same. sense. Um, and then uh, we watched uh, uh, Solo, uh, Rogue One, and um, yeah, that was it. We didn't get to watch uh, Force Awakens or Last Jedi over again, which is I'm a little bit regretting, but it's... <laughs> I'm assuming, Riley, you're the same. I'm pretty much the same, although I was usually, like, doing homework while sure. watching, so Absolutely. watching is a generous term uh, for, yeah. for what I get to so do. So you do what days. Sparks does. <laughs> yeah, sadly, but it, it's always it's always in there, you right. know, in the background. Right. Uh, I watched everything but Return of the Jedi and Force Awakens. Uh, I watched Last Jedi at three in the morning yesterday. Nice. So I'm very prepared for this. Yeah. <laughs> so am I. Um, I did everything Ryan did except Return of the Jedi: Force Awakens, and I got through most of Last Jedi before I fell asleep. All right. And so then, how familiar are we all with new canon? Very decently. Decent. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Same. I I've seen the animated shows. The read most some of the comics. There's so many. Oh, you're ahead of me with the with the animated shows. I've read the comics. Oh yeah. Yeah. I've read same I've read a lot of yeah. the comics. Um, no, I haven't read most of the books i read like one book mm-hmm. but i'm familiar with a lot of the stories in the books but... and i think we'll definitely reference some of that stuff today but we're focused specifically yes. on the films yeah, yeah. yep um sad because i love all the legacy stuff oh no yeah for sure there's, there's a lot of great legacy. stuff there. there is some legacy stuff legends uh, sorry we should say the proper term i'm sorry legends. yeah what did i say I said legends. Legacy. legacy legends uh there's okay. some legend stuff that is good others is chewbacca getting crushed by a moon so you know <laughs> or palpatine trying to raise an army to fight non-force using aliens from a different galaxy how many oh my god i forgot about that plot. oh yeah that was a that was awful <laughs> that was a made, big... when they retroactively in legends made palpatine a good guy yeah he's trying to stop a bigger threat talk about ruining uh, a character about yeah. yeah star wars version of the mirror universe <laughs> <laughs> right. oh, oh, boy. Yeah. that was that was rough hey guys new canon's better also say it yeah real quick um before we get dive headfirst into this, uh, I know you guys. It's Christmas time is right around the corner, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and before you guys rip me into one, I want you guys to remember how much you guys like me. Oh, so no. I brought a couple small little uh, Christmas <laughs> gifts for you guys. You oh roll, no, roll, roll, really? Roll. You did not have to do that, man. Oh. Now, mind you, I hate compassion, so don't pass me anything. <laughs> <laughs> You're getting it. This is awesome. That's what she said. Oh wow. Yeah. Okay. You got me a binder. Thanks. <laughs> oh, wow. So cool. Okay. So you pulled out a comic. Yeah. Comic book store fully. All right, so this one, get this. This first one here is for Ben. Oh, I read his mic stand. All right. I feel like it's an award this ceremony. This is uh, one, of my, one of my favorite stories um, of all time. It's a, uh, it's just a, it's just a one-off, but it's a, it's a pretty thick comic book. It's shirtless bear fighter. Yeah, <laughs> I know this book. Do you? Are you familiar? I'm, I'm, I'm oh, familiar with it. It's so great. Enjoy. <laughs> it tells you exactly what it is right there. Yes, you get you, sh- you, yeah, you get it. Thing. Oh the my entire God. story is right there. I think Ben that just is... found his new book club. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> hey Ben, you're actually that's a great, great. You're idea saying you were club. just running out of books for the book club. You're welcome. There you yeah. go. <laughs> okay. Wow. And uh, for my fellow Hawksbox fan. <gasps> that's me. That's you. <laughs> Ryan had to do it. I remember you Hawks made Box? a comment about one of my uh, variant covers, which I decided to want to get you. Okay. Uh, Shannon Mare. Oh my gosh. So guys, I love Emma Frost. I named my cat after her. This is so <laughs> gorgeous. Oh my gosh. Thank you, Michael. I like that yeah. you named your cat after something you love, just like I did Oreos. Yeah. <laughs> hey man, we all love stuff. And all in, uh, this is awesome. Thanks, man. And the last two gifts oh, uh, are Star Wars themed. Right? Um, Brandon, 
You did tell me one time that you were looking for this for quite a while. Don't know if you still are interested in this. Oh, shit. Oh, (laughs) that's a good one. Oh, shit. Speaking of legends. Oh, compassion. Speaking of legends. Oh, jeez. What is it? Jesus. Darth Maul versus Darth Vader. Oh, yeah. It's like a prize fight match. In Star Wars Tales, there was a bunch of out of continuity stories that Dark Horse put out, and one of them was uh, Palpatine wanted to test Darth Vader, and he sent him after a reincarnated Darth Maul. Reincarnated? Sorry, uh, re... um, Resurrected. Resurrected. Okay. I was this like, is before. Oh. This is before the spider legs thing. Happened. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Uh, yeah, I've been looking for this for a long time. That's they tricked awesome. me. Marvel tricked me once, and they were like, "This Darth Maul story collects Star Wars Tales number nine. I'm like, oh. <gasps> and it's just a bunch of shit in the back. I'm like, that's not the story I wanted. And lastly, absolutely. And lastly, since we're talking about the legends novels, my favorite book of almost of all times, almost across all genres. Is the uh, Darth Bane? Yeah. Path of Destruction. Have you read this? That's great. No, I haven't. Please it's been do. On my list. Please do. Oh, this is that you. was my actually my first copy. Enjoy Jeez. it. It's it's my favorite story I think of all time. Oh, thank right you. Right on. Yes. Hey guys. Yeah. Okay. Cool. I think so the last nice. Jedi is a bad movie. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, after this variant, you're probably right. I'll accept <laughs> all it today. Right. So real quick, I also predicted gift this time. Guy. Oh, <laughs> oh my you, gosh. You bitch. <laughs> So it's just for them, um, but uh, Mike Matola does our logo. He also yeah. does line by line art posters, and we he did him. one of your friend John Bernthal <gasps> oh for the Punisher. My gosh, that is so. And so I picked cool. that up last time we saw Mike specifically for them. Oh so that's the script for the gosh. first episode oh, or first two episodes, that's I believe. Amazing. I think it's the first two. I think it's, I think the, first it's the first episode. The first episode, yeah. That's he actually got commissioned uh, by the writer of that episode, right? I don't remember that story. Uh, whoever, worked, so. someone who worked on the show, I believe it's the writer of the show, asked Mike oh to make that God. piece. Yeah. Wow. We, I mean, we talk about how talented he is and his work and stuff, and, and to tie this into Johnny Bernthal, that is so cool. Wow, Thank look at Michael. So it's a sweet piece. Look at Carl. He is entrenched in this right now. Like, I, just, I just, I want a little do. mini magnifying right? glass to just read the entire thing yeah. right now. We all have some, some of his artwork and it's, uh, that yeah. dude's fantastic. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Thank Thank you so You're very awesome. welcome. Also, wow. this is officially Sabak. The card game from Solo. Oh, cool. They've been selling it in Galaxy's Edge, but they sell out very quickly, so you have a copy now. Look at that. So oh, cool. yeah. Fun fact about this one this has dice because the original game of Sabak is supposed to have dice. Really? It's the yeah. best of both worlds. In oh, when he, his dice that he has on the Millennium Falcon, yeah. those are supposed to be the dice that he won the Millennium Falcon with in the game of Sabak against Lando. So he kept supposed the, to be supposed to yeah. be. Yeah. But when they made Solo, they took the dice out of the Sabak game and just made the dice just something he had. Right, right. And I've always hated that. Yeah. That's so cool. Thank Thank you guys so much. I appreciate it. Yeah, of course. Oh my gosh. Can you you not bend it? Yeah, I have. (laughs) She's going to rip it. Don't don't bend it. All right, gift giving done. All right. Yeah. Actually, no, I'm kidding. Uh, (laughs) uh, I'm not that kind. Anyway, so we should just get into it then. Yes. uh, To all this pleasantries. Uh, the prequels. You want, we we, we want are going with. through uh, all the Star Wars films. We're starting with the prequels, so let's break into episode one. Boy, this movie sucks. <laughs> this was, oh man, this is hard to go through again. I am a self-proclaimed prequelist, yes, as you are. I'm sure you all know. Yep. Uh, I was, for so long, convinced that Attack of the Clones is the worst one, because everyone just keeps telling me that. And so I was like, well, I guess you're right. Maybe there's a, maybe Phantom Menace is the only one that feels like a movie. It's a slog. I cannot get through this movie in one sitting. I, it's hard. 
it, it bums me up so much because I remember seeing this at like at like when I was seven or whatever, and I, and I loved it when I was seven. Yeah, I was in second grade. <laughs> took my dad to see it three times in theaters. Uh-huh. I loved it. I thought it was one of the coolest things ever. And then, well, as then, we, and then we grew up. And then we grew up. Yeah, because yeah, like Brandon said, it was Star Wars. My dad talk, took me to see the original trilogy in theaters, as you all know. And then, of course, I a few years later, it's like episode one. I'm like, there's more Star Wars. Mm-hmm. The it's like why wait. the re-releases existed was because he was making one, two, and three. Yeah, and then it's like, wait, so this is Obi Wan when he was younger. I want to see this baby Darth. <laughs> and now see the the the. the I always say there's things that are good in Star Wars, and especially because I do like the prequels, I will always pen, uh, go to back for them. I love Qui Gon. Oh, I yeah. really do love Qui-Gon. James Tell me why. Because I think it's he's Liam a... Neeson. No, I'm kidding. He's a wooden character uh, that I... That it's I the same thought. reason why I love Luke in The Last Jedi. I think Luke is be- is better defined than The Last Jedi, but I like Qui-Gon. And again, you can't talk about the prequels without knowing... Without at least having the information that the rest of canon talks about it through. Yes. Qui-Gon was the Jedi that... Because a lot of the Clone Wars TV series and a lot of the supplementary material does actually help the prequels contextualize. Mm-hmm. I understand that's, that shouldn't be necessary, but exactly. if you have it in your head, it's hard to just, it's hard to divorce yourself from it. Sure. Um, Qui-Gon was the Jedi that knew that the Jedi's hubris were going to be the, the downfall of them. He tried to train uh, Obi-Wan to not go down the same path that he saw the Jedi going through. It's why he wasn't a master. It's why he wasn't on the council. He was kind of the sage Buddhist Jedi. Yes, I would argue that that movie shows literally none of that. I don't and, think none of it, but I don't. I don't think a lot of it. I think. Uh, go ahead, Michael. Before oh, I start ruin this movie. No, so I, I actually tend to tend to agree with you as well. Um, while I uh, do a, uh, I do see what the, your your side, but because yeah. you have more knowledge of the those uh, the of that canon yeah. prior. But for someone that's just kind of seeing it without knowledge of that canon, sure. it, it's just a very. Dull, I, I, while I am a big prequel guy too, I love the prequels as well. The. Oh, yeah. um, but I like it for mainly the reason of uh, Obi Wan Kenobi. In that uh, his yeah. his uh, Ewan McGregor's portrayal is almost. If you were to try to think like, what would Alec Guinness be like when he's younger? I think that he did a great job of uh, portraying I think, that. I think Ewan McGregor and Ian McDermott come out the best in the prequels because mm-hmm. there is there is clearly a through line for Ian McDermott. Yeah. Uh, even in Phantom Menace. I mean, while yeah. they are the prequels, so they do have their silly little lines throughout the entire yes. prequels. It. It's overshadowed by their by their by their performance, their yeah. acting performance. Yeah, and we'll get into it, but uh, I actually do like Hayden Christensen to some degree too. I like him in Revenge of the Sith. Yeah, that's fair. I like him in Revenge of the Sith. In Revenge of the Sith, when he's not talking, it's, so, it's, it's, no, really, I mean, his facial acting is incredible. If you kind of just yes, I do agree with that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it stood out to Ryan and I. We watched the old DVD copy of uh-huh. Episode One because we wanted to watch Puppet Yoda. Sure. And then, and then later, I switched over to the Disney Plus HD version. The 4K and version. Ryan and I saw this massive difference that they clearly like restored and like made a lot of colors. But like, if you watch that DVD version, everything's so flat. Yeah, yeah. I, and the green screen technology, like it, they obviously filmed so up. much of it on green screen, oh, yeah. and it looks so. He he positions actors like they're up against flat walls. It looks boring. Yeah, yeah. Actually, Ryan was telling me that after because I watched um, I rewatched episode one on Disney Plus. And, he, and Ryan was telling me, he's like, man, because he watched it before I did, and he was telling me about how it, everything looks flat. The scene that made me, I was like, damn, that is flat, is when um, Queen Amidala is walking with um, Viceroy Gunray right before Obi-Wan, Obi-Wan, Qui-Gon, and Jar Jar rescue her. And there's this beautiful, that's supposed to be a beautiful shot of the city of whatever it's called, of Naboo. Oh, oh yeah, okay. 
Yeah. On the city of, of, you know, the capital city, Naboo, it's supposed to be this grand, like, oh, look at this beautiful place. I'm looking at this, and like, this is flat. That looks really he, lame. He's John Hammond in Jurassic Park. He was he was uh, coerced by the power of green screen. Yeah. And uh-huh. did not think he could, and didn't utilize it the way he but it's, could it's, have. But it's just like bad filmmaking. Yes. Like, just he's a bad so, filmmaker. So, so, yeah. so poorly staged yeah. in every way and that's like that makes phantom menace really hard it feels to like theater blocking yeah and not only that ryan you also said that the lightsaber fights looked more like choreographed dances than they, they, do. Do. they do they do so as i'm re-watching this i'm like holy shit they everyone, do everyone points to the final fight sequence in the phantom menace as the best fight sequence i wholeheartedly disagree it's awful after re-watching that i'm like the only thing that the saving grace for that fight scene now for me is the John is uh, John Williams music? You could you could I like, know that's I know that's you could like put that over any Star Wars any, argument and say, yeah. but the music, man, yeah, that's, that's the music. probably the best thing that came out. of The music is never the problem with exactly. any Star Wars movies. Exactly, because I'm watching this fight scene and I'm like, what? Like, there's a lot of like lightsaber twirling. I know yep. in the prequels. Here's the like, thing: uh, uh, the original trilogy has lightsaber fights, but it's never been about how how dancey and how well choreographed they are. It's about emotion. They're and fights. They're, they're real fights, and that's one thing that I appreciate about The Last Jedi so much. Oh, same here, because I was even looking back on Force Awakens for just from my memory, like the fight between Rey and Kylo at the end of Force Awakens, I know I'm jumping ahead a little bit, oh, yeah. that's a fight. In the, the Praetorian Guard scene, that is a effing fight. Well, yeah. that's why I like the fight in The Revenge of the Sith, because it does get a little dancey, but it's still well, powered it's, by Ronald. We'll, 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 get, there. Yeah. we'll, get, we'll there. get there. No, but yeah. I wanted to bring, I want, definitely wanted to bring up, uh, he was not supposed to direct the prequels, uh, George Lucas. Right. He, much like uh, Peter Jackson uh, at, the, at the last minute for The Hobbit films, he had asked Ron Howard and Robert Zemeckis uh-huh. if they would direct the prequels, because he knew that he wasn't a good director. Mm-hmm. And last minute, he had no other choice. He had to step in as director. He went in with no scripts most of the time, and he went in with very little preparation, which is why he relies so much on CGI and green screen. He just figured, we'll, pick, we'll fix it in post. And that's a fundamental problem. Um, that original trilogy was made with so much heart and so much, so much earnesty and love. And yeah. he didn't direct most of it. Exactly. He's a great ideas guy. Um, but directing, he can't direct somebody... Or write. Or write. Like, yeah, it's like... I, Phantom Menace is like it might be like the like one of the worst like big blockbuster movies ever made because the amount of money and effort went into it and it's like so it feels lazy. This is it also, feels so lazy. It's also at that time where green screen technology was so new and you can feel all the actors unfamiliar with how to respond yes. to the tennis balls and everything. Yes. Like you can feel them like not knowing how to act yes. with these creatures like Jar Jar. We, we tend to we tend to try and stay positive on, on the bigger podcast a lot yeah. of the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, I want to bring up another positive thing that I do have about The Phantom Menace, and I mentioned it before, it's Ian McDermott. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I do think in the movie it is text, not subtext, that you, you can watch Ian McDermott, and you know it's the Emperor because they don't hide it. Yeah. Um, you can see him manipulate Padme oh, yeah. into, into losing uh, confidence, uh, in, confidence Chancellor, in Chancellor Valorum. Valorum. Yeah. Uh, in, a, in a Terrence Stamp cameo that he hates George Lucas for. <laughs> um, and... Uh, Peter Serafinowicz also hates George Lucas for a similar reason. Yes. Who's he? Peter Serafinowicz is the voice of Darth Maul. Oh, oh, only, only, only in the only Phantom Menace. Oh, in that's the right. Menace. Oh, that's right. Yeah, Sam Witwer is the voice of Darth Maul. From Alas, could, yes. You know, that was a cool line. Alas, we could reveal ourselves to the Jedi. Alas, we shall have revenge. But you yeah. see you see Palpatine kind of kind of manipulate the Senate to around his finger. And it is there. And credit where credit is due. That is a through line that carries out throughout the prequels. Yes, and I actually do like watching Palpatine manipulate the Senate into losing interest, into losing respect for the Jedi and and claiming the galaxy. Especially well. when he's talking to Amidala, that yes. first the one she's because at the she's Senate. so young. Yeah, he knows he can manipulate her. I just wish it was better 
I, think I wish there was more of it. I think overall Padme's at her best in this movie, and that's a bummer. Oh, she gets sidelined so hard in the second movie. Yeah, because she feels like her own character with agency and everything, yeah, yes. and and in the rest of them, less that. Yes. <laughs> also, they never they the only reason why she's a queen, why she's the queen of of Naboo, is because George Lucas was like, why is Leia a princess? But he go he goes back on that and doesn't even explain it because right. Organa is a senator uh, on Alderaan. Uh-huh. Mm, that's true. How well, is Leia yeah. the princess hey, of all the UK has a queen and a prime minister. Like, I don't know. It's, it's, it's space management. On Naboo, <laughs> on Naboo, queen is an elected position. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, there you go. elected queen of Naboo. Wait, what? Yeah. Um, I think Boss Nass is a is a fun character. I love him. He's, he's the, the most personality in this movie. He needs in it for five minutes. Yeah. yeah. That's <laughs> like, <laughs> yes, you know I love that. You know what's interesting subtext? I'm, I'm sorry. We'll get to you in a minute. You got to jump in. I want to say, you know it's an interesting subtext that I don't think George Lucas realized. Uh, the planet of Naboo is completely controlled by Gungan fauna and flora mm. and architect. Yeah. Almost as if the, the humans on Naboo took over the planet from the Gungans. Oh, yeah. Almost like colonialization. Mm-hmm. Oh, 100%. And I don't know if it was intentional because I don't want to give him that much credit, but it feels like it was a happy even, if it, even if it was, it's not like he does anything worthwhile right, with exactly. it. Right, so. exactly. Yeah. You okay, could go, Michael. See, you, yeah, you could see the uh, the the potential that was there. That the, I, I, George Lucas had good intentions going into this. He oh, just totally. didn't have the didn't have the the, the capabilities Skill. of doing it. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, going back to Ian McDermott, uh, there's a big reason why I'm a big fan of the prequels is because is because you see the manipulation of the Sith from this from uh, from all angles from the political angle from the personal angle to the actual uh sith or sith religion angle and uh it's it it's built upon i think that's a most well built upon theme throughout the entire trilogy i agree and it's not convoluted you can no. perfectly track what's happening it's what he's manipulating it's streamlined yeah, yeah. well i i would <laughs> I would argue as well. I think that my favorite is definitely Ian and Ewan in this. Yeah. And again, not because of the script, not because of the word, but they sell it. Mm-hmm. They actually yes. sell the character and they make you believe it because you could have Ian with a different actor saying all the exact same words and you'd be like, yeah, I don't. It's yeah. not goofy. really evil. It's not really bad. I don't really buy it. Yeah. And they are what made, what, what makes Star Wars, right? There, there's familiar faces that, uh, because they were able to sell that familiar faces and be able to convince us that they, yes, they, that is, while it is the same actor, yes, I still believe he is the Emperor. While it's not the same actor, yes, I still believe that he's Obi-Wan. And then, did you guys like the puppet Yoda? Or? No. I, I hate that puppet. I, I even Kill if, it with fire. Even if it looks goofy, I prefer puppetry to CGI 100% of the time, every time. This I is also why, this prefer is why, the puppet. This is why you, you don't get... If you can't get Frank Oz to do your Yoda puppet, you don't do a Yoda puppet. I'll, uh, I'll say this. I think... So they had him re-record all the lines for the CGI. It's not the same recorded lines yes. from the puppet. And I think Yoda sounds more like Yoda in general and also uh, consistent with episode two and three, whereas like when it's the puppet, there's something that happened with also doing the voice that makes Yoda suddenly feel like he got really old between yeah. episode one and two, which doesn't really make sense. That's, yeah. Yeah, that makes uh, sense and, that, and that throws me off. It's more the voice delivery that, that I think is better with the CGI, even though I, I prefer seeing a puppet. Is yeah. Mandalorian Baby Yoda a puppet? Yes. yes, most, most, of, the most of the time. Yeah. Most, most of it of is time. a puppet, correct? Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Except for the eyes, I think, is the only thing. Um, oh, they might be. No, the eyes, the eyes are yeah. mostly puppeteering. Uh, okay. It, there's not a lot of CGI shots, but there are some. There are some, like uh, when he's chasing the frog. 
Yeah. By the way, there's not going to be any spoilers for episode four of Mandalorian. No, no, no spoilers for Mandalorian. No spoilers for Mandalorian. No spoilers for Mandalorian. No. No spoilers for Mandalorian. No, I'm not going to talk about Mandalorian. <laughs> I may have left it, but I'm not going to spoil it for you guys. I don't usually have a whole lot. I don't really care one way or another with spoilers and stuff because usually I'm behind and catch up and everything. I mm. care about this one. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so let me tell you You're on world. watch. So you. many people died. No, I'm kidding. So let me tell you about the world according to Jeff Goldblum. Um, <laughs> so, uh, quick, quick anecdote. Uh, uh, there's obviously, I think with the prequels, just a lot of material that showed that there was a better film that could have been made even yeah. at the time, whether it's through the scripts that they see. There's The shooting script is like published for... Phantom Menace, and it's wildly better with just some of the line choices uh, the, than the, the finished book. product. The, fin- the book? The, the novelization, I was going to say. Like, yeah. the novelization, and this is true for, like, all the prequels, but I was going to share this really fun anecdote that I forgot about because I read the novelization of Phantom Menace, and I was reminded of it. And this is uh, ripped right off of StarWars.com. Terry Brooks' novelization of The Phantom Menace has an interesting chapter that features a Tusken Raider. In this side story, Watto orders Anakin to trade with Jawas in the desert, but the young slave and C-3PO stumble upon a wounded Tusken Raider. Anakin doesn't listen to the horrible tales about the Sand People, and he helps the wounded Tusken. He keeps him company through the night, and when he wakes up, he's surrounded by the tribesmen of the Tusken. Instead of attacking Anakin, the Sand People just leave with their wounded member. Their story shows the kindness that resides in young Anakin, and indicates that he's free of prejudice. It's also later in the book that the Tusken Raiders are shooting at the pod racers to make the other pod racers lose so Anakin can win. Oh, interesting. That's such a good touch. Which also adds to when Anakin kills Sand People in yeah. Attack of the Clones. Yeah. So yeah. there's obviously like better stuff there's, that should have been in this movie. There is something else that's in the novelization. Uh, I was listening to Force Center, the Force Center pod by our friend Ken Napsok, uh-huh. um, who wrote a book that we will obviously be referencing. Um, it, the novelization talks about the history of the Sith and the Jedi, there was no massive Old Republic war. That was something made up by legends. George Lucas never thought that was a thing. One time the Jedi just ruled the galaxy as two people. There was always the rule of two. And then eventually the Jedi just took over. There was no massive war. And so that was just a thing that people were just like clamored onto because the next of the Old Republic video game was so popular. And George Lucas was always just kind of like, eh, whatever, no, that's not my this thing. This game's ruled though, that's a shame. And that's They're probably so why. Good. That's yeah. actually probably why the Knights of the Republic movies, supposedly that Benny Offenweiss were working on. Yeah. I want to say massive, supposedly. Yeah. <laughs> um, probably didn't go forward because, yeah. according to Lucas, who is now more actively involved in Star Wars again, uh, doesn't believe that that was a that was the history of the Star Wars universe. Mm-hmm. So sad. Uh, so let's talk about a baby Anakin. Uh, he's awful. But I feel so bad for him. No, yeah, no, the actor, of course, but I'm talking about just the, mo- the movie. Yeah. The movie, Anakin sucks. I, I've never... He just wanted a Turbo Man doll. <sighs> uh, put the cookie down! Wow! Um, uh, so, yeah, um, Darth Vader is an awesome... He's an awesome uh, uh, villain uh, turned hero at the very end, but, like... It's it's like it's like a, it's like a uh, you don't want to see the origin of like Leatherface or like Freddy Krueger. You don't want to see that origin because like it takes away the mystery. Seeing Darth Vader, this impactful, crazy, like iconic person, be this little terrible, shitty child, like it it it's it's it takes away something for me, just a little bit. I will I will say. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I was just real quick. Darth Vader is arguably probably the most prolific villain in, in movie history. Oh, yeah. he is. Yeah. Yeah, and I don't know. Just adding something that 
that like a mythos that you almost don't you don't want to I don't I don't I honestly I don't want any of the prequels. If you would have started just four, five, six and do seven, eight, nine and just leave that gap that we don't need to know about because I don't need to know what the Clone Wars was. I like it more that Obi-Wan tells us about the Clone Wars and that's all we know. Because I don't need to fill in the blanks because once we do the the mystery's gone for me. I will say, um because obviously that's, that's me, we're going to be talking about a little bit of, of, of new canon and, yes. and the supplementary materials. And the Clone Wars is rules as a show, yeah. but I don't need it. I want to I wanna say, because I like it so much, I'll say I need it. Yeah. But I feel that, and I've watched the, series, the whole series in order this time. I watched, the, I watched uh, from 3, I went to Solo, and then Rogue One. Mm -hmm. And I think if you, if you follow the thread of Revenge of the Sith to Rogue One, you see that... While not execute, while not handled well by George Lucas, other people have handled the transition from Anakin to Darth Vader much better. They've done the legwork to make that transition make more sense. I agree, and I think that is appreciated. I just want to say yeah. that it's appreciated. I, I, yeah, I mean, like a counter to Ryan's point, I don't think that there's an issue with seeing that story, but I think that story needed to be a lot better. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Yes. What, what I mean is like again, like we have the core trilogy four, five, six, and those are you know those are again iconic movies, like they're legendary movies, and then the next legendary set of movies two-thirds of them are atrocious. And that's now the legacy of Star Wars, where half of it is bad. And that's not a world I want to live in. Well, not I almost, almost kind of feel You know like what I mean? The Disney films out. Well, okay. of course, yes. I almost kind of feel like they should have made Darth Vader, be or have Anakin become Darth Vader in Episode 2 and have more of a, of him maybe struggling as Darth Vader. Episode 2 should have been Episode 1, and there should be more of Obi-Wan and his stuff. Agreed. Yeah. Yes. What, I, what I will say, um, one of the things I like about Rebels, and what getting to your point um, of, of what I think that they should have done, is in Rebels it is very much implied that nobody knows who Darth Vader is in the galaxy. Nobody knows that Anakin Skywalker is Darth Vader except for Tarkin. So if you look at and, and so Palpatine... Good. Uh, Ahsoka finds out later, yeah, she does. but when you when you follow that thread, when Darth Vader shows up, people are like, "What the hell is this thing?" Yeah. Like he becomes the boogeyman, yeah. and I would have loved to have seen a movie like Episode Three be that. Like that, the ending, like the ending scene yeah. in Rogue One is one of my favorite scenes in all of Star Wars because the whole movie I'm rooting for the rebels to 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 defeat the Empire. All of a sudden, here's Vader, lightsaber on, just murders. Except for five minutes. For five minutes, we love the Empire. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> for, for that, like, three and a half a minute very scene. Movie. For that three and a half minute scene of Vader just killing all those rebels, it's like, yeah. But one thing I was going to talk about for Vader, I mean, yeah, I do agree. Um, Anakin Skywalker really sucks in Phantom Menace. I, I mean... Jake Lloyd, he is a child actor. Not all, all, not all child it's actors not, are it's not his fault. He was, it is not his he fault. He was bullied to hell. Yeah. Listen, if you have Academy Award winner like Natalie Portman and like Liam Neeson and like Ewan McGregor and you make them bad, yeah. then like you have yeah, no hope. I, I don't feel for bad. I, I feel bad for Jake Lloyd. <laughs> no hope. God damn it, right? <laughs> <laughs> but just the like the things that George probably told him to do, like the whole, the whole scene where he says bye to 3PO, just bye. It's like... Could you just deliver bye, that bye, line? Ladder, we find your dad. <laughs> he just says bye to three PO, and all this like now that night, everyone makes fun of him. Now this is pod racing. It's like I agree. It's wow. it's like he just strolls out of there. It's like he didn't even see three PO. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> so. Uh, I think we're pushing You're out. Making my concussion I think we're worse. pushing out of Phantom Menace and into the rest of the prequels. But I want to po posit this question that came to mind while I, we were doing this rewatch: Is the Phantom Menace the room? of major blockbuster cinema? Oh. Because I think it is. You guys haven't seen Gods of Egypt. Uh, I I don't know, man. Like, it, it's because I think it's, it's like, a, no, 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 did but like, The Room. I sure did. But recognize, oh. recognize that The I'm Room so is something where you. like, it's an internet subculture of like, comedy even in making fun of it and The Phantom Menace has that. Gods of Egypt isn't that. That's true. 
Phantom Menace is that. Like, people still, you know, sit around and quote Phantom Menace in mocking ways. Even. Yippee! Yeah, uh-huh. exactly. Now this is pod racing. Like, it's, it, it's everywhere still. Well, one thing I am glad to say, I enjoy it on the best performance of Jar Jar now. I that man, that man puts a whole lot of effort into it. I, I'm glad yeah, he commits to it. Yeah, he does. If and that character was better received, we'd be saying Andy Circus who. Yeah. Because that that man that man pioneered motion capture technology, and then Andy Circus built off of it. But because Lord of the Rings was better received than Phantom Menace, Andy Circus got all the credit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But that. you know what? I was like, you know what? Yeah, I can see how Jar Jar was made for the kids. And I don't. I I like them. And again, that's not a problem. Like, it is. The original trilogy. They're they're PG. They're made for kids as yeah. well. Yeah. I mean, but, I did uh, kind of cringe at the whole Piusa line at the start of the pot race, but of course that was a kids joke. George that Lucas. Was for kids. One of the things that you know people like to throw out the new the new Disney films uh, criticism is that you know people design too cute, too cool. George Lucas's whole credo was like that looks cool. Don't be afraid to design cute. Yeah. That's his baby credo. Yoda. Baby Yoda. Anyway. Any, there was a baby any, any last things on Phantom Menace? Anyway? It's awful. Like, it, it's, it's, I don't want to ever watch it ever again in my life. It's the worst. You're going to. Right. At one point in my life, I was like, I said it's I wouldn't awful. do it. It's awful. It's, it's like, going to happen. At one point, Star Wars Episode Ten is going to come out, and you're going to be like, i got to watch them all now. Shit. Know. As the Force Center podcast likes to say, it's still Star Wars. It it's is. still Star Wars. Let's go on to uh, Episode Two, then. Now, this is the one I hate the most. Ugh. Yeah. Um, hey, it's it's still it's still not good. You Better know, Phantom Menace. I I think I agree. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's watchable. I don't yeah. Because I, I honestly I do enjoy the stuff with Obi Wan. I think the stuff with Obi Wan is legitimately I, engaging. I'm gonna I'm gonna put it out there right away. I think the biggest crime of this movie and the biggest crime of like the prequels overall, but this one in particular is separating Obi Wan and Anakin. I agree. Um, I don't get a I don't get a sense of their chemistry because they spend most of this movie apart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was also gonna say I remember now on Phantom Menace, like the pacing was awful, just yes. terrible. There's so much dead air that could be cut out yes. of that movie. Episode two suffers from that too, but the pacing problem here is that it's cutting between the the plots way too fast. Yeah, oh yeah. There uh, are like scenes... we're we're somewhere for a minute and a half, and then we're gone to the next thing before I can even get invested. So rushed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's oh man. There are times where I'm watching, because I was watching this with my girlfriend, and she likes Phantom Menace. Or not Phantom Menace. She likes Attack of the Clones. She I also likes Revenge of the Revenge, Revenge of the Fallen, yeah. Whatever the movie's called. <laughs> Transformers 2, Revenge <laughs> of the Fallen, the really bad one. And Don't look at me. <laughs> two of them are good to all right. Yeah. Yeah. So she's like, I even texted her, I was like, yeah, I have to watch Attack of the Clones, that dumpster fire. She's like, no, it's not that bad. I'm like, yeah, you're right, Detective Kenobi is fine. And you know but- what? It's not that bad but everything like all the scenes with Padme and Anakin I'm like Ugh. what about the CGI pair uh, can we talk about the CGI pair you mean the force flirt scene I love the force CGI flirt. pair uh, the force flirt's fine I love the CGI pair so much it's so terrible it comes it, it, once it leaves sorry there's no pair in the scene Yes, it leaves her plate. Comes to Anakin. He cuts something. He cuts it. In, <laughs> he cuts it in the air. He cuts something. He lifts up the piece. She grabs it with her fork, and then the way she eats it is um, so it looks very bad and fake. It's so yeah. Awful. Again, when you when you rely on uh, green screen and CGI so much back in the day when it wasn't perfect, wire. you could have done a wire. You could have done a lot of things. Yeah. And also, this the fireplace scene between Padme and Anakin after I'm they... haunted by the kiss you should never have given me. I in all hate... fairness. In all fairness, if you 
are on a date with some chick that you really want and you have the force. Yes, I'm cutting the pair. I'm cutting he steak. He is 19. Everything. He is a yes. teenager. So, yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah. I am absolutely yeah. Yeah, right. I can't again, this I, again, like, uh, Luke's wife. I'm cutting with my lightsaber. Tell me that wouldn't work. Would that work? Totally. The force is an aphrodisiac. Oh. Oh, my. Worked on Leia. Worked on Leia. You talking about a brother? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> oh, tell this me is, I'm wrong. You've all seen Empire. I this have. is not the Game of Thrones podcast. We're not talking about that. Uh, it's the wrong podcast. Yeah, yeah. Um, I was gonna say something I forgot because I was too funny. <laughs> You're That's welcome. probably why Benioff and Weiss got fired just because they wanted to build on that. Oh lord! We're making an entire movie about Luke and Leia in that month before they found out. Who's the fan cast for Luke and Leia? Sebastian Stan, and Millie Bobby Brown. Yes. Uh, <laughs> oh no let's do it no wow. thank you um yeah. so yeah i think the chemistry between them is non-existent this is before chemistry was invented i think um because <laughs> <laughs> no, it, it's, it's it is so non-existent so when padme finally does say i love you it comes out of nowhere yeah i think yeah because like again i don't have a problem with with them falling in love like 19 23 or 24 however like like he's like a college student and she's like she's a, like a rambunctious senator like she's a, like a grad I, student yeah i have no problem with them doing it but it's written she so shows poorly. no interest in him and up he, until the point she, and she loves is him. disrespectful to her and he treats her like a child he's like oh i have to protect you because you're a girl and she's like bitch i don't need you yeah but she still falls for him anyway and becomes like the the girl in distress yeah. the whole time the whole time i'm watching this movie i'm like where does she follow it like maybe she has interest after they kiss and on the lake but after that she's like no Stop doing that. No, don't look at It's the way like he that. surfed on that elephant monster. <laughs> it's every the part t- of the, the giant tick. Yeah, yeah. Everything yeah. about it, everything about the relationship says Padme is not interested. She doesn't want it. And then finally, when they're about to die, she's like, I'm in love with you. I'm like, where did this come from? I think it's from the where? script. She but, well, it's, well it's forced. But you, don't you dare, you guys, Sparks. You guys were all talking about uh, Jake Lloyd having just very, you know, very like, oh, bye. Even her, when she says, I love, she's like, I love you. <laughs> George Lucas can't direct actors. But well, and I would disagree, and I would say that their relationship is just cringeworthy. Like, oh, yeah. It's not even that I don't buy it, because I don't buy it. It's yeah. not real at all. It's all completely fake, but it's ew. Yeah. Ew. <laughs> just ew. Like, even yeah. the way when Anakin still, he, like, looks at her like, oh, yeah, he's giving her the eyes. <laughs> watching, watching the Clone Wars animated series, you, you kind of have this moment where you're like, oh, Anakin's supposed to be likable. Supposed to be. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Like because Clone Wars does a lot. He should, be, the, he should be rubbing the table like in the Clone Wars TV. <laughs> in the Clone Wars TV series, like Anakin is charming. He's funny. He's adventurous. Daring. He's daring. Yeah. So but you get he reminds me of Solo. So you don't get anything in the, of that in the movie. He's literally the antithesis yeah. of that yeah. in the movie. So, like, when, right. so so it really feels like Dave Filoni, who I always say is the better George Lucas. Dave yeah. Filoni was told by George was was like George, what did you intend to do with Anakin? And he was like, oh, Anakin's supposed to be this daring, adventurous, kind of, you know, roguish Jedi. He's like, okay, Where? I'm going to do that. Yeah. <laughs> you know, okay, so we're, this is, is not canon anymore, which kind of hurts my soul because it was really good. The Tartakovsky Cold Wars, the yeah. five-minute micro We do not know that it's not canon right now. Canon to me. It's, it's canon, canon in my heart. So there, it, has, it has, as of yet, not been disqualified from canon. Awesome. It's not been blessed. But there's this one. Filoni says it's not. But there's this yeah, one bitch. part of that show that I remember. It was the episode where Anakin was officially knighted as a Jedi. It's a cool episode. It was a great episode because, I mean, everyone's around him. Yoda knights him. He cuts Isn't off a like, little rat he tail. He walks in in, like, the darkness and the yeah. lightsaber. Yeah. yeah. The yeah. lightsabers yeah. turn on. It's really cool. Yeah. But it's when a 3PO gives Padme the ponytail, the rat, the the uh, the apprentice rat tail, whatever it is. Yeah. And she smiles and puts it in with the carving that she has. That's the only time where I'm like, oh, yeah, Padme's supposed to be in love that? with Anakin. She, 
Yeah. Yeah. She, uh, yeah, that's when Anakin became a Jedi Knight, so it, it's precious yeah, to put her. That on ice. I kept your yeah. rat tail, Anakin. It's, it's <laughs> air, it's not that. There's cloning in this universe. <laughs> yeah. Does I she mean, intend but, to clone him? Oh my god, that's a plot for episode 9. Oh no, <laughs> no, no, no. Someone found Padme's Do guys, Ray is Anakin's rat put tail. Put it on your bingo. Put it on your bingo. <laughs> that is but, the best plot I've heard. Oh my god. We've, we've cracked it. I did not intend, because that was the only time I actually believed that Padme had, was truly part of the canon. <laughs> but that part that's like, oh yeah, so Padme truly is in love with Anakin because she's keeping all these keepsakes of major milestones in his life. The little parsnickety snippet or whatever the frack it's called from episode one, she still has. It's on her body when she's put to rest. I don't remember what it's called. It was dumb. It's like Wolverine's like persnickety snippet. Anyway, 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 so what I wanted to, what I wanted to mention, uh, going back to Spark's point about the fact that keeping Anakin and Obi-Wan apart for the whole movie is a mistake. Yeah. Horrible. When, when you get to Revenge of the Sith and... You know, you're you're my brother, Anakin. I think Revenge of the Sith does the legwork for that line, but it's not enough because we don't get it in Attack of the Clones. I agree. Which is where we should have gotten it. Yeah, but you get yeah, but it in the Clone Wars show. You do. But again, if you are only watching the exactly. movies, like like I, I again, I think the Clone Wars is a great show, but like we cannot rely on that if it's yeah, just like, people wa- like the regular person watching these movies. Blank, blanket statement: the ancillary materials outside of the films make me like the prequels more. Yes, this is true. Yes, yeah. but the prequels themselves. It's true, all of it. So there's this there's this part really early in the film where Anakin is sent to Palpatine to convince him to have Padme go back to Naboo for her safety and everything. Yes. And uh, when he gets there, he Palpatine's like, oh yeah, that won't be a problem or anything. So they finally given you a first assignment. Your patience has paid off. And he's like, well, your guidance more than my patience. And I'm like, what is this relationship? How come we aren't exploring the fact that yeah. he's been manipulating Anakin and like coaxing him this whole time. I know, it's a huge time jump, though. But it's just, but it's so... It's uh, telling us, not showing us. Yeah. Exactly. Like, it's so just under the radar, and this is not something we see, because, like, Ryan and I were talking about when Revenge of the Sith happened, that, like, it's very unconvincing how quickly Anakin turns on everything. But it's less unconvincing if you know that Palpatine has been grooming Anakin ever since the day he arrived on Coruscant. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But that's for, not for shown. Years. Yeah, because he even tells Anakin on the booze, like, we'll be watching your career with great interest. Yeah. And then later on, oh, God, the scene where I'm like, yeah, this is total. Even the way Ian McDermott delivers it, it's like, you evil son of a bitch. Because when they're talking about the Separatist crisis, and then they're like, we need a clone army. We need we need an army. And he's like, but what, like that blue guy, the one with the weird, like, uh, yeah. tusk thingies. Ken knows like, his name. Yeah. yeah. The, he's like, this is a crisis. We need. He's like, but what sort of senator... Would make such a drastic motion. Stares, stares at, at Jar Jar. Jar. <laughs> As I stare right at Riley, sorry. <laughs> uh, <laughs> might as well stare to the camera. I want to yeah. yeah. say. I want to say. I, wanna say anyway. I, I love Ian McDermott so much in these movies. He's so hammy. Mm-hmm. And one of the things I really love is his fake politician voice. Yeah. yeah. He's just like, like we said, it's like, but who, what senator would propose such a mm-hmm. dangerous. Uh, also another side note i also really enjoy senator jar jar uh, yeah there's more of him in this movie than i remember and i'm still like yeah. uh, i don't want him I st- no thanks okay no poor almond i also like yeah. senator uh, et's yeah, you yeah. See, no, you see. The, I actually took a snapshot on that on my Instagram story because you see him in uh, episode one you know what's really oh. you know what's really strange i don't understand why the wookies are on the senate 
They're part of the Republic. No, but I don't understand why they're in the inner rim. Because the, the Senate is made up of the inner rim, not the outer rim. Kashyyyk's in the inner rim or is it in the outer it's, it's in the inner rim because they're in the Senate. So one of the things that confuses me is why were the Wookiees enslaved between three and four? If they were part of the Senate, mm, maybe there has, there has to be something else. Maybe after uh, like the Republic became the Empire, they're like, no, we're actually racist. We don't want Wookies. Maybe there's more <laughs> than one planet with Wookies on it, man. Yeah, don't because, be specious. But I mean, yeah. Kashyyyk, they talk about Kashyyyk was be, was completely enslaved by the Empire. Yeah, and yeah. we know going into A New Hope, the Empire still had a Senate because they were waiting for the Death Star to be finished Ooh. before they disbanded the Senate. And maybe they also got wind of them helping Yoda. Be. Yeah, that could. And, right. and they helped the traitor. It, yeah. it does. Yeah. It, okay, so very, very minor story thing. I'll accept that. In uh, um, Jedi Fallen Order, the video game. Better be very minor. It is very because you, you do something will kill you. Because <laughs> you do go to Kashyyyk. Yes. And this well, this is in the trailers. You saw no, this in I the trailers. Kashyyyk. Yeah, we go to Kashyyyk and Saw oh, Gerrera's there, and he tells you, you have oh, to yeah, yeah, yeah. you have to help the Wookiees enslaved on Kashyyyk. Yeah. So because the Republic was there during the during the war, so they yeah. just like, oh, we're here, might as well just take it over. Now so it could, the it but could they just were there be because they're part of the Senate. Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah, so yeah. it could just be a thing where once the empire, once the Senate turned into the em- or the Republic turned to the Empire, they're like, hmm, these Wookies are very strong. We don't want them uh, to rebel. So. Click, click. Yeah, I, I think I, I actually think Michael's uh, answer is a, is a good one. They, they probably they were like the whole planet helped the traitor. Yeah, yeah. So Attack of the Clones. Um, Attack the Clones. I yeah, think yeah. Anakin would have worked better if Hayden Christensen were younger. He be, and what I mean by that is that it feels like he's written to be a 15, 16-year-old with his wild emotions. And all of that makes far more sense. But Hayden Christensen not being that age, not even close right. in appearance, uh, makes it so that it feels like, what's wrong with the man-child? Yeah. <laughs> Why is he so all he's over the place? He's always complaining about Obi-Wan. But he's so but he should be like in that sixteen year old range and then like yeah. him being yep. so wildly back and forth about his emotions would work better. But, but it, then it wouldn't fix everything. <laughs> but then but. you can't go into the storyline of like the whole like love angle no, and everything. Because if he's like fourteen years old, like no, it's I, already gross. And they I have know. to get together because I'm just trying I'm just trying to fix Anakin and with that. You can't situation. fix him. Well you could <laughs> fix one or the other. But yeah. so yeah. you could fix Anakin but then you'd have to change the storyline. I, I know. I Yeah. Know. I still go back. He's great when he's not talking. Mm-hmm. When he's not yeah. talking She's it's also just his, she's his also emotion. supposed to be younger than she really is. In when yeah. those films are happening she's supposed yeah. to be she's like 14 when she's a when she's a queen yeah when she's in Phantom Menace she's like 14, 15 yeah like yeah, she's supposed to be really young like even that We're Not Yankovic song he says he's not but she's and she's 14 yeah but yeah. and then 10 years later 10 years yeah. later yeah yeah, so I, they should be a Romeo and Juliet situation, but it doesn't work out that way. No, yeah. he definitely intends it to be that. You know what? You know what? One of the things that would have fixed the prequels—not like fixed the prequels, but would have been would have been nice if it, instead of Naboo it was Alderaan. Yeah, yeah. that'd be cool. Yeah. I mean, we yes. only see Alderaan once. And well, that Alderaan should have been Naboo. But if, yeah. if Naboo if Naboo was Alderaan, then when Alderaan is destroyed in New Hope, you yeah, do get point. a bit more of that. Don't even like. Universe. Don't even change anything. Just call it Alderaan. Yeah, we <laughs> never see exactly never see Alderaan. Yeah. yeah. I agree. Yeah, I, agree. I think that would have been cool. I am, um, so I don't come to Star Wars for big epic lightsaber battles, right? That's never why I come to it. I come for space battles, and oh. those are usually always cool. Even in the prequels, they they do good stuff. Yeah. Uh, but like, I really like the ship designs of the prequels. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I, I was gonna say real quick, like design of everything. I think yeah. in the prequels is also not a problem. It's never like, the design. battle droids, the ships. Yeah. I, I, I said, cool. I said on my Twitter. I don't know if you guys saw this, but I think the Republic cruiser looks 
awesome. It does. I, I did see that Cruiser tweet, is yeah. awesome. I actually really enjoy the fight, the whole battle scene on Geonosis. Mm-hmm. Like what? Uh, also, what, yeah, one, like of my, shot. one of my big pluses of Attack of the Clones is our Lord and Savior, uh, Detective Kevin Kenobi. Kevin No, oh. Detective Kenobi. Because you know how a lot of people put, uh, like, oh, like Jesus? You, yeah, of Jesus yeah. with Hugh <laughs> McGregor. He has the hair for it. He yeah, looks yeah. good. But um, Detective Kenobi, is, even when he's on Kamino, I really like that stuff. Especially his, I love Kenobi's wit. Especially with his exchange on, with Jango Fett. When he's talking, I to like him. the Camino stuff. I like yeah, that. I like the Camino stuff. Like when he shows up and they're like, "After all this time, we thought you're not coming." And Kenobi's like, "Eh, uh, I mean, I'm on time, aren't I?" <laughs> Everything of the Obi Wan plot is good. Oh yeah. Like there's no problem. I'll watch Ewan McGregor. I'd rather watch him the whole movie. Yeah. <laughs> I get angry McGregor when they cut McGregor away to tell me about Anakin and Padme. Two main yeah. things, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, I, I really like the stuff of Camino, but I also really like the, the the his like wit. Like when when they're just like, "We gotta help Padme." She seems to be on top of things. Yeah, she's all she's like kicking ass. I just already. think I, I really like you, McGregor. Way too many Jedi die in that Geonosis. Oh battle. god, yeah. yeah, so many. Although it I makes do them like... look very Weak. very much hey, like punks. The biggest question we haven't even addressed the biggest question of Attack of Clones. Um, worried. <laughs> Should be. Where was Yaddle? Oh yeah. Oh, oh my gosh. They I couldn't afford to no, I see Yaddle in the first. Yaddle was also a puppet. Yeah, because I, I yeah. see her in episode one, and then episode two, she's I'm like, no, you know what I saw in episode two that I think who took Yaddle's seat mm-hmm. was this weird tentacle Jedi. Oh, I, I saw that guy. Tentacles for legs. I even rewound it and asked me, I was like, Eddie, do you see that's that That's a cool looking dude. That is a creepy looking dude. Favorite yeah. favorite ancillary Jedi? Oh, that's Plo a tough Kuhn. one. Plo uh, Kia D. Mundi in a stupid forehead. Plo Kuhn. Kit Fisto. Yeah, oh, Kit Fisto is a good choice. Was. Kid Fisty's on a Do you have a favorite ancillary Jedi? I don't think I do. I don't think I do. I'll give you some names. Mace Windu. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Mace Windu is not ancillary. He's not ancillary. Come on. Shanti. Shanti. Mace Windu is not ancillary. You're right. You want to know the original canon, the original legends explanation for why he has a purple lightsaber? Why? It's because he walked the line between the light and the dark. Oh, yes, that's true. And that yeah, it's supposed legend. to be the blend of red and blue. Yeah, that's right. that was the original legend. It's not canon right now, but they haven't disproved it. But then Samuel Jack Strip says, like, I wanted a purple. I want purple. Yeah. I think... Or I'm putting snakes on this ship. Padded <laughs> <laughs> with these... Yeah. Thank um, you for having the mother effing Jedi yeah. on this motherfucker. Oops. Oh, 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 yeah. Yeah. oh, you got the one in. You got the one. Right there. Right there. <laughs> Um, when, uh, yeah, the Obi-Wan Camino stuff is good, uh, I, I actually do like his exchange with Jango, and he's just like, what are you doing, Jango? Uh, the, I love Jango. The scene with Yoda and the younglings is excellent. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, like, yes. like, oh, you lost, see, so uh, Obi-Wan's lost the may system. I? <laughs> right, may I? How Please. embarrassing. Master, Master Obi-Wan has. Yeah. How embarrassing. And yeah. those, those oh, little yeah. guys are so cute, and one's like, Master, <laughs> what if somebody just deleted it? And you're like, oh, <laughs> kids are great, aren't they? <laughs> From the mouth of babes. Yeah, yeah, I really, I really like the, that, that sequence. Uh, I really like Django Fett. Yeah. I, I, I think Fett's I like that. Okay. okay. I, uh, I don't I, care about Boba. Nope. Yeah, screw Boba. Don't need to see him at all. But Worst he, fake, fake la- <laughs> laugh. No, nobody, nobody in canon, I want to say in canon, no one in canon has ever made Boba Fett likable to me. I've never seen a good version of Boba Fett in canon. Uh, I would argue the comics, but that's a different argument. But com- there, there is no comic book that Boba Fett has shown up and that is canon currently, and I've not read a lot of Legends. Yeah, that's there true. is. It's the one where Boba Fett tells Vader that he has a son. Oh, you that's know what? True. That's the first Star Wars comic. Yeah, yeah, that's all yeah. right. But anyways, that's going right. back to my take back. going yeah. back to my original, going back to my account, my argument as to why I think Django is a little bitch mm-hmm. in this movie. <laughs> well, 
He is made out to be such a badass. Just like I his mean, son. He, he kicks the ass of a Jedi. He does then he dies like a bitch. Okay, I do agree. He goes out like a punk. He goes out like a punk. He beats up Obi-Wan. He does. He beats up... That part is cool. But I'm talking about the whole Geonosis... The, the whole fight scene on Geonosis. The There's only a lot cool going part, on. The only cool part where he has is where he blasts one dude. And then he does a cool like the Western six-shooter style. Yeah, he was what, trampled by a thing. Yeah, but then he gets trampled by a thing. He loses his jetpack. The only... And then... Mace Windu z- cut his head off. Opens the door. I just, yeah. I just thought Django might would have been smarter in this fight. There were parts where Django was cool, and there were parts where Django was late. You, you've seen the. I'm sure you guys have seen the the bit where they, they he, Boba picks up the helmet. Oh, and the head falls out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm glad they didn't do that. But uh, just that his armor design is cool. I bet there uh, ancillary. I bet there's ancillary material that he's makes Django cool and makes Boba he's just, cool. He's just wearing. Yeah, yeah he's just wearing Mandalorian. He stole it. Exactly. He's not a true Mandalorian. Yeah. After watching Mandalorian, I'm like, Django's not a damn Mandalorian. This Boba's not, not a damn Mandalorian. Yeah, exactly. This is not the way. Yeah. Um, I, I have spoken. I do agree. I think all the chemistry between uh, uh, Anakin and Padme is pretty bad. I, I love stupid, like, poetry, so I do think, I kind of do like the line of, like, I'm haunted by the kids thing. Oh, I hate that line. I hate the line, but the thing after is, like, yeah, it, like, that memory's turned into a scar. I think that's an okay line. You know what? I just think the the it's acting could have been better. I think that line itself isn't bad. I but think every, just the delivery. Everyone goes goes to, the, like, the lines, like, the sand I, line. I the sand line. I don't mind the sand line. It makes sense. He doesn't like sand. He grew yeah. up on sand. I don't mind the but sand line now either. It's the, it's the, it's the, the kiss delivery. line is and, so terrible to yeah, me. That one. I'm haunted by it. Sorry. <laughs> we just go. We just go. And it is the no, good. It is all good, man. He has a front row seat now. He's like, man, where's my popcorn? This is great. I d- really what this is for us. We're just like fangirling. <laughs> watching watching, watching. All the, the prequels in order, I do think the Palpatine stuff is the strongest. Even yes. though I wish there was a lot more of it. Um, I wish it was the focus of the movie. I do too. Because uh, there's a lot of like side plots. So like him going to Camino is cool. Um, I I might have sacrificed some but of that for hit, more. But the stuff him going to Camino is cool because it works with the Palpatine plot. Uh, yeah. yeah, you're right. Yeah. And I want and I want to say I want to talk a little bit about. Uh, sorry, you know what? I want to move to Darcidius, but I, not Darcidius. Darcidius. Uh, Count Dooku. Uh, yeah. So as you said what you were going to say, then we'll, I want to move to Count. Dooku. I just wish that the prequels overall follow through line of your main character is Obi Wan Kenobi. Yes. And your secondary plot is not Anakin and Padme, but Anakin and Palpatine. Yes. And Padme's just a extra piece to that. Yeah. Not that she shouldn't have a prominent character, but that be the focus. That's your A plot and your B plot, and that's what you're following, and the things that connect to it from there. Right. If she's already being well, sidelined to be, like, like a girl in hiding, like, doing nothing, you might as well, like, do something else then. Are we going to say that? So, go, every time I look back at a lot of these uh, prequels and things like that, I always think to myself... Okay, so this is what could have happened or should have happened, right? Like we could all, we could argue all day. Any any fans can argue about this. Um, what I, I'm always curious about is to how did the when we, when that first came out, how did it affect the next movie? Oh, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's like it's like the fandom and the directors, like how, like the the reception to that movie. It affected each every time it affects. I'll the tell movie, you right? how it did. It didn't. It didn't at all. Because here's because I don't know if you remember. Each one of those prequels were very well received upon first release. Uh, Empire, it's, only, it's only later. It's once, only later that people yeah. realize because we were getting new Star Wars. So we were always like, "It's Star Wars. I gotta that, love it." Uh, that was true of Phantom Menace, but Attack of the Clones definitely started having. Well, its Attack of but I want, I want to bring up Empire Podcast. Yeah. The Empire, the Empire Magazine gave Attack of the Clones five out of five stars, saying it was one of the best Star Wars movies ever. And a lot of people gave that movie high scores because it was Star Wars. And they were like, well, this can't be bad because it's Star Wars. And then later realized, well, we made a big I knew from day one. I remember. I'm sorry. Uh, Just uh, real quick. Yeah, go for it. So 
even if these are, I mean, we like the prequels, some people don't, but if anything, I think it did, what it did end up doing is getting a lot of the younger people introduced to Star Wars in a, a, a newer generation, 100%. right? And, oh, yeah, there are, there are generations of people that only right. grew up with the prequels. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I remember Attack of the Clones, because like, I saw these films with my dad, and when we left Attack of the Clones, we looked at each other and we were like, that wasn't good. Mm-hmm. Like there, we had good, there were good parts to it. Like one of my favorite scenes in Attack of the Clones is besides Detective Kenobi is the fight between Yoda and Count Dooku. Because growing up, I'm like, Yoda, that that fight's still not the best, but I still enjoy it. And because when I was growing up, especially with Episode Five, it's like Yoda is supposed to be this grand Jedi master. How come I never see him turn on a lightsaber? How come I never see him fight? And now I got my answers. Like, I almost kind of wish we never did. Me no, too. I, I 100% mm-hmm. agree. I feel like he should be so strong he doesn't need to. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, I do appreciate the fight with Palpatine in Revenge of the Sith. Oh, yeah, that's good. But fight. I wish that was the only time we saw him fight. I don't like the Count Dooku fight because the way George Lucas shot that movie, he shot it in full like widescreen. Uh-huh. Uh, he, he shot it like from, from afar with very few close-ups. So when he gave those, those to the CGI people, be like, make this look good. And then they're like, there's no way to make a frog fighting an old man look good. It's five minutes of two old guys, like, throwing things at each other yeah. very slowly and, like, their reactions. And then it's a, a, a crazy a frog bouncing around. Yeah. But also, there, I noticed, especially of what Attack of the Clones is the... Because I noticed, I said that in the prequels, there's a lot of lightsaber, unnecessary lightsaber flipping. I mean, I'm guilty of doing that when I hold my own lightsaber. One of my favorites is actually from Revenge of the Sith. Yeah. Can't wait to get my own lightsaber. Oh, oh, I can't wait either. dun 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 um, what was I going to say? But yeah, there's a scene, but the fight between Anakin and Dooku when Anakin has the double blades, it's just a Sean Dooku, bunch of red. Anakin, blue, uh, blue and green. Dooku, it's, Anakin, Dooku, it's Anakin. Quite literally just someone with a flashlight, red and blue lights. Yeah. Running it's like, this isn't good fight directing. I'm, they're just their faces, and I don't see them actually fighting. This sucks. It's a pretty bad um, CGI overlay on, the, on like the stunt guy's face too. Sometimes, especially and, uh, Dooku. Yeah, especially Dooku. <laughs> I want. I want to bring up Dooku. I like Dooku's inclusion. I, like, I think Christopher Lee brings a lot to the movie. I guess. Um, one of the things I really appreciate is that it does reinforce the idea that the Sith actually never lie. And when it suits them more, they'll tell the truth. And the, and again, the thing that he talks about Qui Gon, like, oh, are you sure Qui Gon would be on your side? Yeah. Like that kind of stuff. I. I never, I never got that from Qui Gon in that first movie. Even though that, like, he is more like, oh, I'm a little hesitant on the Jedi stuff. Yeah. I didn't get that enough for that line to mean something, but that line is there, so it intrigues me. Yeah. But I'm like, oh, where is this history that I? Because that was that was the intention, and you do get a bit with it with Clone Wars. There's a yeah. flashback sequence that Yoda has. Um, and so with Dooku, when Dooku just lays it out, what if I told you that the that the the the, the, Senate, the Senate is, is it... run by the Dark Lord of the Sith? Yeah. Like, and he's like, no, you're lying. lying. I was like, okay. I remember watching, going back to Phantom Menace real quick, I, I always kind of thought that Qui-Gon would have been a great introduction to the Grey Jedi and having an, a, having him being maybe a leader to a whole other society of Grey Jedi where see, they kind of walked the line. Yeah, see, that's the that's the thing that, that Qui-Gon wasn't... So I'm going to spout out some stupid some stupid continuity shit. Um, <laughs> the thing about Qui-Gon is that he wasn't that far into... He wasn't that far Grey. He was still a part of the light side. He just knew that the Jedi were more into their way of life and less about pacifism now. He didn't foresee the coming conflict, but he knew that something like that could happen and the Jedi would be asked to be involved in that. And they would be used. And he didn't think that was the right way to go because the Jedi aren't supposed to be warriors. They're supposed to be protectors. Yes. And the Jedi became warriors. But if he were alive... 
he might have been able to stop it. One good line from episode one, I can only protect you, I can't fight a war for you. Yes, yeah. exactly. And then they do fight a war for him. They fight a war for her. And that the, the fact that they fight a war for the Republic is the very setup that Palpatine wanted yeah. to get the Senate to be like, hey, the Jedi tried to kill me, and the Senate was like, they are really bad people. Yeah. Because he he does a one eighty for the Senate on the Jedi. Well, he does a great job. He 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 does a in the in the Senate side he does a one eighty, but he's everything is proceeding as he is foreseen, yes. right? Everything is he's a great he's a puppet master. Yes. When it comes to the uh, uh, the politics game, and it's I mean, it, it, I kind of wish Darth Bane was his his story was canon, but you see. I don't like know about Darth Bane, but have you ever heard the story of the tragedy Star- of Black Plague? Oh. But I mean, it keeps on going, going. Uh, the the whole thing about Darth Bane is that it uh, he started this thing, and he he knows that eventually it may, it may not happen now or fifty years or maybe even a thousand years later, but eventually we need to work work and uh, um, get get the Sith to a point where they we can control the entire galaxy and make them love us for it. Yeah. Kind of, so. That and that that is actually what Palpatine wanted. Palpatine yeah. wanted to get to the Jedi to the point where if he was attacked by the Jedi, he could tell the Senate, "The Jedi are bad. They're mm-hmm. traitors. They tried to take over take over the Republic. I'm protecting you," and it and the Senate would buy it because he has them all wrapped around their fingers. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about uh, uh, the clones for a second because I uh... I don't mind the clone CGI. No, I don't either. Um... I, I think the, the the first scene on Camino where where he's overlooking like the armies assembling and the lady's like, what do you think about your army? Yeah. And like it's like, oh fascism. Yeah. And that's like one scene where I even mentioned this part. So I'm like, oh this is good. This is a good little part where it's like, oh you see the empire being built under their like, noses. I especially like at the end when you see the, like there's there you know Palpatine's looking at his Grand Republic army. The Clone Wars has started. Yeah. And it's kind of supposed to be like this cheerful thing. Like hey, and, we have an army. But and it's then not. the Imperial theme is playing. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. That that's is I really cool. like that. I think that's some good filmmaking. And, and of course, become the Clone Wars. And you see yeah. Organa just like kind of like, damn, we yeah. screwed up. Yep. This is the this is the end. I really I like that stuff. Yeah, definitely not as bad as Phantom Mounts for sure. No. There, there's there's more stuff in Attack of the Clones that I think is. Like I said, I think Attack of the Clones is watchable. Phantom Menace is hard to watch. Yes. I, they're both hard to watch for me, but I still yeah. enjoy them. Yeah. yeah. Again, yeah. it's Attack, Star Wars. Attack, yeah. of the Clones, Attack of the Clones is at least filmed better. It's not filmed as flat as Phantom yes. Menace yeah. was. Should we get into the next film? Yeah. Yeah, let's move on uh, to episode three. Woo. Revenge of the Sith. Uh-huh. Uh... And my favorite Star Wars movie. That opening it's your favorite space Star Wars battle battle my favorite Star Wars movie. is awesome. That it opening is. space battle is so cool. It was very, very good. I again like I love the designs of the ships. The Jedi Starfighters are awesome. I had both oh, yeah. Lego sets of the of the Jedi Starfighters. I think those things are rad. I, I feel like that's what we've been yeah. waiting for for the after the first two uh, episodes came out. We're like, this is a space battle I really, really want. Yeah. yeah. And I, 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 it also really shows that Obi Wan does not care for droids. No, yeah. Or he just space travel. R four just dies. I feel like, like all oh, of that. that I feel like all of that is just so that you can justify why Obi one doesn't recognize R two in Episode four. Maybe uh, is that he just doesn't care about droids. I think if you hang out with a droid weak. for twenty years, you recognize you know who he is. <laughs> well, no, it wasn't twenty years. He was gone for like fourteen thousand years on on Naboo. Sure, because that's how long. But the they Naboo keep meeting up feels. in every single movie. I like, know. how do you how do you not remember somebody that like helped save the universe with you? I was making a joke that Attack of the Clones felt long. Oh, you, oh you're right. It is long. <laughs> Anyway, uh, yeah. the opening is incredible. I will give the credit. It does look really nice. The opening is 
I love how all the Star Wars films open in space, but this one was the most action-packed, where you see a cruiser fly across. All in one then, shot, too. And then it just dips down into this massive war over I also really, I also really like the um, the uh, clone fighters. Yeah. The like proto X-Wings. I don't I like, like those. those. I like the Jedi Starfighters more than I do the oh, clone Oh, I do, fighters. too, but I like the clone fighters. I think I think all the Clone Wars uh, designs are awesome. Again, seeing like like the like the Republic ships and like the, the not X-Wings, like uh, it's cool to see like, oh, this is where the Empire stuff comes from, where yeah. like the Rebel stuff comes from. Like it's yeah. cool to see the origins. Like of you see the yeah. Republic starships become Star Destroyers. Yeah. Yeah, I, I really again the Republic Star, the Republic cruisers are. The awesome. opening is so good. I'm almost convinced that George Lucas had nothing to do with it. <laughs> because I'm like, it's it's incredibly shot. It's all in one take. Like there's no yeah. there's no static images. Like it's all clearly I will going. Say. It's mostly CG. It is. Which means he probably it's, didn't. Yeah. It's good CG. That's yeah. the thing. It's the only, I, I think the first, first time. I yeah. think the first two movies do not hold up. And I think luckily the third one it was more recent and they put a little more budget into it. So the CG yeah. doesn't look as bad. Do well, both, both Attack of the Clones and Panda Menace did so well that they could have put a lot of money yeah. into this one. Yeah. I feel like sometimes I, uh, I, when I decide I'm like, I'm going to watch all the prequels bef- before this show, obviously. I, I want to start with the first one and then I end up skipping to the third one. Yeah, yeah. You guys end up doing that? Ever? Sometimes, I sometimes I'll be like, I want to watch a Star Wars movie. No, nope. I'll just put on. I powered through. I, I mean, for, <laughs> yeah. specifically for this, I wanted to watch all of them. But Same. like, anytime I want to watch Star Wars, I'm never putting on one or two ever. Yeah, yeah I yeah. never have an inkling to put on Attack. I would. I mean, unfortunately, I stopped it solo before I got to Rogue One. I wanted to watch Rogue One, but I was like, I gotta go to bed. I gotta yeah. sleep. Yeah. And when I watch Star Wars, I like I rather put on either the original trilogy, Rogue One, or Force Awakens: The Last Jedi. Those are the ones I would gravitate towards, but it has to. You really have to convince me hard to put on Phantom Menace. Yeah. Like you really have to this, want to watch it was, that this movie. Week. It was this time. Yeah, it was this time where I was like, I gotta re, I gotta remember. But yeah, I, 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 I really, I, I really like Revenge of the Sith. I, so I think do it's I. also it's the best paced of the three prequels. Easily, it I, has like Brian said the best the best VFX. Um, I think Hayden Christensen and Ewan McGregor's chemistry is there in oh, this yeah. one. This is where uh, the fun where begins. It's, where it's not in the last Hayden two. Christensen isn't as bad. There, yeah. He still has some pretty terrible line delivery, but like I, I buy some... But, most, I, but again, like, I blame Lucas more than him for that. You, yes, yeah. of course, yeah. still. Yeah. I love like um, the scene that the banter he and Obi-Wan have. Now that he's officially a Jedi Knight, it's like... It's just... It feels a lot more fluid. It's like... Like we're... Um, we're in the beginning of the scene where he's trying to like knock the buzz droids off and he's like, stop doing that. He's like, you're okay. I agree. Bad idea. I, it it I feels more really... like a partnership than a master apprentice situation. Yeah. Like they're like they are friends. And like their banter in this in the the, the cruiser, the, the separatist cruiser, is mm-hmm. actually really good, real well written dialogue that they feel like they're bantering off. There's a otherwise. there's a deleted scene that I watched with Sparks that I forgot where it's like, um it's the it's death of the one where they kill Shock It's where the death it's it's a death of Shock T, but it's like so it goes from a death to a comedy immediately. Yeah. But the comedy's really good because it's like they're trying to do like, hey, we need to do this maneuver and like they touch their nose and wiggle their chin. It's like, nah, that one's not good, Anakin. And then like do the side ear moves. Like, nah, that one's too tricky. And it's like they have this really funny exchange. And I'm like Anakin has a personality. Do you know that? The, do you know <laughs> Wait, that why is this deleted? Do you know that they killed Shock T three times? Uh, what? They've killed. Shock, isn't it like this? They've oh. killed Shock T three times, but they deleted the first two. Where was so the, the first, first time they killed? The her? first two are, are deleted scenes from the previous movies. Uh, well, I think. Wait, Force Unleashed is the first time that she's killed. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think uh, Star Killer kills her, mm-hmm. and then obviously Revenge of the Sith deleted scene. Yep. I forgot what the third Comical? one was. Let me look it up. Because she, 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 she has killed three she has been killed three times, yes. but each time but the first two were 
deleted from continuity in various ways. And you know, huh. while I think that this is the best movie that uh, that Hayden Christensen had, I, his non-talking, I, I feel like I broke a record, his non-dialogue scenes Clearly, are the best. Looper. Jumper, oh. that's the one. My no, bad. I agree. Like, the best scene like for Anakin and Padme in this in this prequel series is when they're uh, she's at their home and he's at the Jedi Temple. Oh, and yes. they can't talk to each other and it's just the music and them looking out at Coruscant and you get everything. It's like really haunting music and like yeah. Anakin like lets down the single tear and I'm like, this, this, is, this is good. And a rare kind of slowdown moment in Star Wars. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was great. It was, it was the exact moment where they had, they were so fearful and so in love that they didn't know what, what was going on but they knew that everything that they fought for is going to end. Yeah. yeah. Like, like they feel it approaching, yeah. Although this is the movie, I'm, I have to agree, this is my favorite prequel movie. Uh, but there's also the movie where I noticed that there are times where even of uh, the previous films where a scene would start, because I noticed this the most, but when uh, Palpatine tells Anakin he's appointing him to the Jedi Council as his representative. Mm-hmm. And it, the scene opens with the two of them walking in the office saying nothing for about two seconds, and then finally the dialogue starts. It's like, it's like a bad, it's a bad edit. Yeah. And I'm like, wow. Yeah. Because I noticed this throughout the, all their prequels where like they're just walking and then finally the scene's like, it's like they're walking, they're walking, and then you hear, and then George Lucas will yell action and then the dialogue will start. It's like, they there's at a lot. It's never more, uh, uh, that is more, never more apparent than the scene where Anakin goes to Mace Windu and he's like, hey, I think Palpatine's the Sith Lord. Uh-huh. And then Mace Windu's like, oh my God, we need to go with the most urgency. And they just walk. Yeah, they're just walking, and they're like, "We need to take care of this. This is a big deal, Anakin. You need to go handle this." And but I'm also, like, where's the urgency? What but also, about? one thing I do like is how uh, we mentioned before how Palpatine's been manipulating the Senate to fear the Jedi. Mm-hmm. Like the scene between Mace Windu and Yoda, where he's like, "The Jedi may have to take over the Senate to ensure a peaceful transition." It's like, "Oh, this is what Palpatine wanted." Exactly. Yeah. It's like, "Oh no." Again, Palpatine's clear they're... line makes sense. Oh, my partners okay. are here. Hi. I got, they... I got it. Sorry, I, I just figured it out. So it's four times. Oh, my God. So wow. she's she's killed twice wow. in the same movie. She's killed Revenge of the Sith twice. Uh, both times deleted. The first time was it was the scene uh, that was referenced before with him with her being killed by General uh-huh. Grievous. Mm-hmm. Uh, the it, the uh, second time was in the same movie, but she's meditating in the Jedi Temple, and Anakin slaughters her. Jesus. Oh, Jesus. They didn't decide where to, they wanted to kill her. The third time was actually in Lego Star Wars, the video game. Oh, my God. Where Darth Vader cuts her head off. Yikes. Oh. And then Star Wars The Force Unleashed video game, uh, she she's on Felucia when she's killed by Starkiller. So she's never died in canon. She's never died in canon, yes. <laughs> you hear that, Mandalorian? She's still alive. So yeah, I, I think that's hilarious. Poor Shuck T. I think oh. Grievous is like arguably one of the coolest things ever in Star Wars, and he is so he is so fundamentally like Wasted. not cool in this movie. Yeah. When yes. when he has to fight with Obi Wan, it's shocking how bad it Here's is. Here's the thing: Clone Wars, the Tarkovsky series, built him up so he's much. a monster. In he that show. is the boogeyman. He is the Darth Vader of the prequels. And then we get to Episode Three. Like Episode Three, that was the biggest thing for me. He's like, I cannot wait to see Grievous f shit. Up. He's like, I was trained by Count Dooku. You can't believe how dope I like am. The and then he's was... just a helicopter. Yeah. And then he gets his. He, 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 <laughs> do I wish he flew? He becomes <laughs> a helicopter. Be so good. You would think that a guy with four arms, with four lightsabers, trained in the martial arts of the Jedi, is like, I'm screwed. This is Dark do Souls you know final what? boss. And then he instantly gets a hand ben, chopped off. Ben, 
Do you know why it exists? Why? Because George Lucas thought it looked cool. Yeah. No other reason. Yeah. It would have been so nice to see him acquire those those lightsabers. Yeah. yeah. Just, well, so, we just see to it. show how menacing he is. We see it is. in the Clone Wars animated series. Yeah. Where he in, might but kill... But again, in the movies, right? Like for Wait, he might movies. kill Ki-Adi Mundi in, the, in, those episode, in that episode, doesn't he? I don't know. No, he doesn't. No. Yeah. I He's know what Shedda you're thinking yeah. of, and it's not I thought he was in that episode. I personally like. I, it would be cool to see him kill all the Jedi, but for me, like just seeing like, oh, it's I'm gonna add these to my collection, meaning he's done this before. Yeah. So that's all I personally need for that Same. interaction. Same. But man, like Obi Wan got his ass kicked by Jango Fett. How did he do so well uh, against four lightsabers at once? Like I, it's he's so been bad. In war. No, I know, but he's supposed <laughs> to be he's like studying. he's a machine trained by a Jedi. He should he should have kicked his at ass this, way more. At this point, Obi Wan's on the council, so yeah. admittedly, he's probably a lot stronger than when he fought Jango Fett. Sure, and of course, we get one of the best memes of all time. Hello there. Yes, yes, he loves saying yes. that. All the memes came from that. I feel all the memes came from Episode Three. Yeah. Well, okay, so just digging into Grievous real quick is that uh, at one point Tartakovsky was unabashedly canon. But um, George Lucas designed Grievous because he had this idea of wanting each of the Sith apprentices we see to kind of add up to what Vader ultimately would be. Yes. So Maul was supposed to be one side of it, Dooku the other, and then, you know, uh, Grievous obviously the, the droid, the droid part. side. And so he wanted to add a breathing thing, so he made Grievous cough, which is stupid. And Tartakovsky ran with that and was like, okay, well, we'll have Mace Windu crush his chest yeah. at the end of uh, Clone Wars. What and an then awesome it makes episode. sense. Filoni came in and ruined that. Yes, he did. Um, because he made the digital series, and now Grievous just coughs all the time. And he's like, well, because Tarkovsky series didn't happen. And I'm like, cool. Why does Grievous cough? Nobody's explained that. He's got that. a bad lung. Nobody's made that like work or make sense or, yeah. or let Grievous uh, stand out as the character. And it's all just because uh, Lucas was like, I-, I want him to have a breathing thing. Yeah. You know what's funny? There's a uh, um, uh, an interesting fact of all the villains from the prequels that uh, foreshadowed Darth Vader, or Anakin becoming Darth Vader. In the first one, you see Maul, just the epitome of hatred and mm-hmm. uh, and, uh, and and villainy. Then in the second one, we get uh, Dooku, uh, who's more like emotional, mm-hmm. and him challenging his uh, his, uh, his Jedi, ideals, his ideal, his ideals. And then you see the machine and Grievous for the third right. one, right? It's just all three of those combined will become Darth Vader mm-hmm. in exactly. the next three. Next three. Yeah, uh, I think it's a it's a good it's a good idea. I I it's not executed uh, that well. I do think. Uh, uh, Again, like, I think this is too cool. Yeah, I do think uh, even in this movie, like uh, like the Dooku lightsaber fight with them with those two, like it's fine. Like it's still like just really heavily choreographed. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, there's more a little more CGI on his face, which you know, just yeah. over time you just notice the thing. It's no big deal. He's yeah. he's, he's, he's eighty years he's old. Eighty years old. Yeah, I, I have no problem with that. Um, but I do think uh, the part where like uh, uh, Dooku slams down an entire like level like of a, a building railing, yeah that and he just like obi-wan walks it off i'm like dude you just had like a level of a building dropped on you what's how is this yeah. even maybe what? he had a force bubble around him uh, that's what it is <laughs> you see, and he, like i really don't like the cgi in that bit because you see him like it's it is a it's like a platform and yeah. he, like, it looks drops like a ragdoll and he just like slip slip yeah it's like dude that would have crushed you, you yeah. his legs dead. his legs would have been like snapped in half uh, yeah. dooku um Losing and then like about to be decapitated, looking over at Palpatine, yeah. and knowing this was not it's the like, plan, and, and he's just like, "Do it, just kill, kill it. it." And Duke is like, "Say what?" And no, he's like, no. "Good, kill him." He, he didn't know that this now. was the plan. No, sorry, that's what I was about to say. Yeah, yeah. yeah. like, "Oh, I was supposed to die here." Oops. Yeah. Yeah. And, if, and of course, my life airlines. 
do it. Yeah, it's, I, I use that line a lot for oh, everything. Yeah. Dang, I say to each other all the and when, time. And then it's hard to say to her, like, what about, du-? Grievous is like, what about Dooku? And he's like, ah, he's, he, he, his, his purpose was done. Don't worry about Dooku. We have a better apprentice coming along. Soon I'll have the Jedi another. do the same thing, because in that very first scene, uh, when Anakin wants to come go back and save the... Uh, the, the the ships that are being that are attacking him. Oh yeah, Obi-Wan, his clone his clone friends. His clone friends. Obi Wan's like, no, they're doing their job, so we could do ours. You yeah. Know? Mm-hmm. yeah. So Obi Wan has a weird relationship with the clones. Also, yeah. he treats them like droids. He yeah, treats them a bit like droids. Yeah. Uh, they're like they're not real people. Yeah. yeah, we get a little bit we get a little bit less of that in the Clone Wars animated series because I think they wanted to make the clones more person, give them more personality, more likable. Yeah. Um, but I do think it was Lucas's intention that Obi Wan. Well, having the best intentions was still blinded by the hubris of the of the Jedi. Mm-hmm. Um, it just doesn't come off that well. Yeah. Oh, that sixty six. I think uh, the original trilogy of Star Wars does a really good job of telling more personal stories and not getting too grand scale. Even mm-hmm. though there is a grand scale, but it's very focused on like the personal adventure. That's why I love Revenge it. of the Sith is the one that got the closest to replicating that. And, I know, agree. I think that that was uh, that was uh, there. That was like a, a, a what you. Part of their time, I mean, they didn't have the technology to, to be so grand scale. They had mm-hmm. to be, they were forced to be uh, filmed in close quarters. So, like, right. hey, they had to uh, rely on this on the on the story and the character development. Yeah, and I think Revenge of the Sith is the one that takes a step back towards that because it's a very personal story about like what Obi Wan's doing and what Anakin's doing, and it's yeah. really just focused on those two things. It, it's still not flawless in its execution of those, but it's close. So I want to say I love melodrama. Mm-hmm. Which is why I really like the end fight sequence. Yeah, I love oh, yeah. how overly emotional it is, and it's mostly sold by Ewan McGregor. Um, yes, it's so bombastic and unnecessary and almost parody. It's very long, um, but I, I really like it. I also really like the fact that Yoda just gives up. Yeah, um, I still don't agree with there, that. There is, I'm sorry, there is no reason why Yoda should have lost that fight. No, none. Yoda should not have lost the fight against Palpatine, and the and the mistake was making Yoda too powerful. Mm-hmm. But he should have he should have made Yoda over uh, overpowered by Palpatine rather than just fell. Yeah. He still has yeah. the Force. He's still yeah. a strong Force user. I always kind of felt like the reason, like uh, they always say that uh, he's been he was exiled, right? Um, sent after, himself after, in exile. Today, yeah. yeah, he sent yeah. himself in exile. I thought it, it could have been uh, again another could have. Maybe the if the fight scene maybe were to have taken place or the, or the very end when he defeats if he if you were to so be so strong to defeat Sidious have the, have him defeat him in front of the entire Senate and let uh, the plan of Sidious letting the Senate know that Jedi are evil trying to take over. Oh yeah, that's, you know a, good that's, a, that's a good idea. Uh, yeah. that, that, that would have been, been, that been a better. That's actually a really right? good because idea. The entire series, the prequel is all about politics yeah right if when they rise up when they rise up and and maybe maybe palpatine loses his lightsaber as they're rising up in his yep. chair right and they see yoda about to strike down about the uh the the chancellor that would have been, exactly. right. been awesome and it gives reason uh, uh yoda an actual reason to, to yeah, exactly. yeah. Right. No, I wanted, like, yeah you know i could kill this guy and then try to explain myself later but if i did that the civil war would continue because all he or... needs to do is the same thing that he did with mace windu which is like no don't hit don't i'm just an old fool exactly Man. So I'm, I, I think we're, we're using the wrong name for Palpatine. We need to use the name Calabar. 
Calabaza, uh, thank you. <laughs> because that makeup is awful. Good I, lord. I can't tell you how much I hate the reason why he looks that way. Do you understand why we're saying Calabaza? I don't. I, I love the Riley's Riley gets it. it. Uh, <laughs> She's uh, not here, by the, the way. She's over the, there. It's the Halloween Town yeah. Disney Channel original movie. The uh, creepy guy that shows up at the end, the villain, is called Calabar. And the makeup and performance, honestly, yeah. of Ian McDermott in this is very reminiscent okay. yeah. of that. Google yeah. Magic. From the uh, uh, Disney Channel original movie. Now yeah. that you mention it, I'm like, holy when he, crap. When he jumps to from one pl- from one side of the chair to the, the other. I, honestly, K- it, K- has me, it has me waiting for Calabar. Star Wars Episode Nine for it to be like, pal. Your Palpatine son. <laughs> God damn it. I should have known when he gave me the Senate. No. Yes. Oh, what was this? oh, sorry. Sorry, Michael. That's a sequel. We need to just look at regular Calabar. Not, yeah. not his son, Cal. Calabar, Halloween Town. Calabar, Halloween Town. We're doing a Halloween Town segment right wow. now. Sorry. Calabar. You left the wrong time. You left the wrong time. <laughs> sorry. In case you didn't know, Riley, she has to do this. Her? In case you didn't yes. know, she's like, hey, where'd Riley go? She actually has to go do some yep, homework right it. now. So the, she's the makeup, the... the makeup that they use in this movie. This you see thing. it? You see it? Yeah. Yep. yep. They, shot the oh, same, yeah. they shot the same. They shot the same. They shot the scene in Empire Strikes Back <laughs> to replace the the old lady yes. in, in Empire at the same time that they filmed this. this the so it's the same. Lady. Well, she's an old lady. <laughs> and we're in the same bit where she where where um where Palpatine has the has the new makeup. And I agree with you, Ryan. That makeup is a horrible. Uh-huh. And B, how he gets it is terrible. Yeah. I'm so glad you agree. Uh, I, I, that's the one thing of uh, uh, Minutes, or not Minutes, damn it, Revenge of the Sith, thank you, that I do not like is when he's doing the lightning and then the lightning is just reflected back on him and he gets like, weaker Jedi, and older. It's like, right. this is dumb. But here's the, 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 this, has a, this has, a thing, has a problem that the Jedi, one of my issues with Revenge of the Sith, and I do really like it because it's so bombastic and weird and I just kind of like that, um, is that the Jedi lose for really no reason. Like, Mace Windu, again, shouldn't have lost the fight against no. Palpatine. Those uh, five should... Master Jedi should have gone to... now. I will buy... I will Hold on. Let me finish this thought. I will buy Palpatine killing the three the three Jedi, but Mace Windu, no. Yeah. Because when, when Anakin shows up, Mace Windu should have been like, Anakin, slice, now let's talk. Yeah. <laughs> like, seriously. I, I've seen had, that me before. He had so many... He had so many opportunities to kill Palpatine before Anakin cut his hand off. Well, and but there's a question of, like, how much was that Palpatine just baiting him? Oh, baby. I think Mace Windu is tough. I don't know that he actually could have beaten Palpatine. Yeah. Um, I think that in some way Palpatine was was giving it as much time as possible for Anakin to show sure. up. Also, Palpatine does some really silly faces. Yes, he does. There's yeah. one specific. Yeah, he's like, yeah. <laughs> when he's, 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 not, he's doing a thrust, he's like, oh. But I do. Yeah. Love... Ian McDermott has never hold, held a lightsaber. Yeah. No, but I do. But I do love the scene where Ian McDermott gets up and says uh, he flicks his lightsaber out like because like Assassin's Creed style. It's treason. I am the Yeah, yeah. I am. That is cool. And in the Battlefront games, that's every time he he gets his lightsaber, it's always. It's always like that too. Yeah, cool. yeah. I like. Or even I like that. even when he is like deformed, he's like, "You can't stop me, Master Yoda." Yeah. Or I, even when he says, "I've waited a long time." I will say, this. I now that now that Michael has said his uh, idea for how Yoda should have lost. Well, I like that a lot. I do too. That is such a good idea. That's awesome. I mean, that one time where Yoda like gets like, oh, bitch, where he's like, my little green friend. Because because when he shows up in his chambers and he just like knocks out those troopers, which is those those guards, yeah, imperial guards, and then they're just like leave us, and then they have a little force thing. I love the blue guy. He's just like, well, not my fight. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) The blue guy is just like, I'm out of here. That guy was with Chancellor Valorum. That guy's a traitor. That guy's a yellow man. Well, that guy was a bureaucrat. He was trying to undermine Chancellor Valorum. He's a he's a politician. I like that his 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 um his uh things get bigger throughout throughout the movies because it gets older. Oh, what was oh man? Oh Oh, yeah, sorry, I'm sorry. 
George Lucas has a cameo in this movie. Oh, so yeah. He's, he's, in, he's in the opera so scene. Son, yeah. He's in the opera scene, isn't he? He is. I try to find it, but I He can't actually find has him. a character in the Clone Wars TV series. Oh, nice. Yeah. His I, voice? Uh, I don't think so. Oh. I really wish that, like, he, I guess he could still be human or whatever, but I really wish that like him looking the way he does in the original trilogy is that's just how he looks and he's been hiding it from all of us. That would have been so much more yeah. interesting and more powerful. I'm like, oh, he literally was hiding this entire time. Well, the, the original idea, the theory going around was that he looked like that because the dark side of the Force was can, was cancerous. So like That makes sense. Even That makes sense too, yeah. Yeah, so like if you're part of the dark side of the Force, hello. Garners. Um, Sorry. If you're part of the dark side of the force, you uh, you kind of like decay a bit because it's so corrosive. So Even in, like role-playing video games do that too. Yeah. Well, it, so in some of the uh, legend books, uh, it wasn't so much just the entire dark side was cancerous. It was using certain parts of the dark side that were super like cancerous. the lightning or things. Either the lightning or just another, just trying to tap into, especially trying to. Uh, 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 manipulate midichlorians to create life or whatever that that part how do we feel about that midichlorians are silly i don't mind midichlorians and i'll I say why know. i'll say why i don't mind midichlorians uh and i'm going to actually do this in two parts two bits i think dave Filoni <laughs> does a does a better job with midichlorians than george lucas <clears throat> did so i was kind of like all right i'll, I'll buy the midichlorian thing two i'm really happy george lucas didn't go for go forward with his original idea for seven eight nine i don't know if you've read it but he was going to dive even further into the midichlorian thing yeah, and talk about the these, micro cities these 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 force gods called the wills that control yeah. people through the midichlorians and it was just like buddy you're on a thing so, you'll be off it <laughs> here's the thing even though it's about you know spaceships and laser guns this is not a sci-fi franchise this is a fantasy franchise yeah and and, and the, the archetypes are just translated from instead of being you know conan barbarian it's luke skywalker it's 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 a fantasy series when you actually introduce science fiction elements like that it takes away the mystery and the magic the actual magic of star wars to me because it's like oh his midichlorians are twenty thousand. i'm like that's that you're putting a number on religion and faith. I, I think that was a mistake. I think it's bad. I think that was a mistake. Um, uh, so I so I say again. I think the way George Lucas handled it is terrible. Yes. I think the idea of trying to explain the force is just a fundamentally bad idea. Um, but the way Dave Filoni kind of like backtracked a little bit and tried to kind of make it make sense more mystical. The Last Jedi also backtracked on it a little bit. Yeah. That's what I like. And mm -hmm. I prefer kind of the idea that, yeah, the midi-chlorian thing is real, but it's not the way we described it initially. Yeah. See, I think you're giving George, uh, George Lucas a little too much credit because I think what he was trying to do... <laughs> <laughs> Me? He looked, at, he looked at something like like uh, uh, Dragon Ball Z where they all had numbers that, uh, oh, based yeah, on their yeah, powers. Yeah. Oh, I, think yeah. that, I think it's as simple as that. Oh my that. god. I might like it then because I love Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> you never thought of that before? Like, that's, no, all think, that's all I think oh, in that man, moment is he's like, the power, power level is off Dragon the charts. Ball, Dragon Ball Z didn't air in America <clears throat> until after Phantom Menace, right? No, that's not true. No. No, it didn't air before. No, no, no. It's before. It was in America? Yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah. 100%. I was just ripping it off some internet site that I don't know. Probably. Anyway, probably. Yeah. Anyway, I, the final fight scene between Obi Wan and I think I think order order, order um, execute order sixty six still hurts because you it's a good sequence. When, yeah, that's when you see like all the Jedi's just start dying left and right. If you hear these players, I'm sorry, I forgot Carter Carter's game today. But, Plo Koon. Yeah, like when Plo Koon gets, sh gets shot down, when the one who says, well, what about the droid attack on the Wookiees? When he gets shot down. Mundi. My God, Thank man. You. It's Ki-Adi Mundi. Well, thank okay. you. When Ki-Adi Mundi dies, it's like, that I've sucks. only said it 15 times this episode. Shut up. Ayla <laughs> on Felucia. Yeah. That's the plant with all the big, uh... Yeah. But the plant. See, we all yeah. play Battlefront. Yeah. 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 I just remember my Gito. Oh, like, yeah. you know, with the, it was like, welcome, Master. What brings you to honorable sexuality? Yeah. I, I like the idea that 
and I only I didn't like it initially, but I think Rebels helped me like it a bit more. That uh, Order sixty six was actually a chip implanted in their head. Yeah. Um, I kind of liked it as like sub supplemental programming, um, but when we reintroduced the idea that some people took some clones took it out of their head, yep. uh, were able to like remove it from their head. Captain Rex. Yeah. Like Captain Rex. Yep. Like I really liked the idea of like uh, back at that point that there were clones in the rebellion. I was like, okay, that's that it, works for me. Ancillary uh, materials have always made the prequels better. Yes. Yeah. Is is it uh, canon that uh, Rex is actually the old dude from Return of the Jedi? It is. It is not. Canon, oh, okay. quote unquote, head canon. Which, dude, which old dude from Return? Of the so Jedi? there's an old man and there's an old re rebel. There's an old rebel in uh, Return of the Jedi who's on uh, the moon of Endor with the rebellion, and everyone was kind of like, "Oh, is that Captain Rex?" And oh, nobody okay. said no. <laughs> are, are you Got talking it. about the what about the old dude who starts walking in uh, Last Jedi? Who's on top of? Crate? He'd be dead by then. Oh yeah, he'd, oh, yeah. that's forty years <laughs> later. Yeah, he'd probably be dead. Twenty years later, he'd probably be yeah, the, way the, old. The, 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 it's, it wasn't initially supposed to be, but I think people are like, well, we don't have a name for him, so why not? Why not? Yeah. yeah. The, these two are supposed to be the same people, I think. I, I, uh, oh, okay. I can buy it. Well, I can buy it, I'll for buy sure. It. If they haven't said no, then... <laughs> they, oh, that's exactly the thing. They were just yeah. kind of like, yeah, okay, sure. Why not? Yeah, I, 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 I can see it. Says Dave Filoni and P that's uh, like, Pablo Hidalgo like seemingly confirmed is... that Rex is the older man seen in Endor in Return of the Jedi. Yeah. That's, that's something that doesn't during, need it. during Star Wars Celebration. That's like a Peter Parker and Iron Man. I was yeah. going to say the exact yeah. same thing. That's the sentence I was going to say. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, like that's exactly like a. Is that Peter Parker and Iron Man too? <laughs> yes. 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 <laughs> no, like, screw it. Why did the whole time? Yep. <laughs> I, I just, I just like the idea that Captain Rex made it through. Yeah. The rebellion. That is yeah. Cool. yeah. No, it's cool. It's yeah. a good storyline. I like. Um, I think we've exhausted. The I, prequels. I, I will say yes. Um, I, I don't like the prequels. Revenge of the Sith is like, is like, it's. I think it's fine. It's good. Um, I do think it does have a good sense of of hopelessness, and like at the end, <clears throat> the Empire has won, and all our heroes are scattered. I think it, the tone that it's trying to set is really good, and it's like, oh, this is the lead up into you know the Empire versus the Rebels. And yeah, stuff. yeah. I'll, I'll touch on that real quick and say like the parallel tone it hits with uh, Leia, sorry, Padme giving birth and Anakin being turned into Vader on the tables uh -huh. with each other is like, man, like I wish this kind of I wish this kind of imagery and uh, and all of this was something th thematically that perpetuated yeah. throughout the, all the prequels and not just this last one. Why couldn't they just say she was dying? Why did they? Have yeah. Like, Why, she just lost the will she, to live. It really should have been like she got injured by Anakin or something. People, just die, people yeah. die in childbirth. Exactly. Yeah. Or, or you, she, but, no, she she died of a broken heart. Yeah, but uh, still, she has no will to live. She can't die in childbirth because she, she just had two names. kids. I'm like, is that not enough to live for? Yeah. It, it does. It is really unfortunate <laughs> yeah. that, that Padme... I, I, I like the imagery, but Padme dying uh, makes the line in Return of the Jedi not work. The idea that... Uh, uh, shit, Leia... Oh god, I can't forget. <laughs> I forgot her name. Leia remembers her mom. Yeah. You, oh, yeah. I see. Yeah, that's the re return is one of the ones I didn't watch because I she remember. because she said because she's asked by Luke, do you remember your real mom, your birth mom? And she's like, only bit. She died mm -hmm. when I was young. Okay. And I mm -hmm. kind of wish that Padme had gone with Organa. Yeah. I thought that uh, at some point uh, it was. I mean, it may not be canon, but I thought that because of Leia's. Um, uh, ability to tap into the force maybe she was able to maybe project images into her head that she thought were so memories uh, Look, Jedi, Jedi Fallen Order and uh, Force Awakens have both introduced the force power of uh, psychometry which is force when, yes, where you're touching uh, something and you're able to get like a sense memory through the force of it and see things and feel things that you that have happened long ago and so Leia could have had that ability and that's how she'd seen her mom before even just through like something Organa had that was 
was Pat Mays. Yeah. Possibly. I mean, like, that's, that's like, really stretching into it, but, like, it's... I'll still accept that. Wasn't there also something where, like, if someone... Just like the uh, Luke's or Anakin's uh, lightsaber, you touch it, you can... Think uh, hear the memories or feel. The oh memories. yeah, yeah, yeah. But only, so, but uh, only fallen, things, but only right. fallen order, fallen order has said only a few Jedi have that gift. Right, and that's and that's something that that Ray does when she touches the lightsaber. That's why yeah. she has that whole moment where yeah. she's yeah. 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 and, and it is it is canon right now that Leia was stronger with the Force than Luke was. Yeah, so she might oh, have wow. had that power. Well, we would have seen that if she if Carrie Fisher had passed away before this last. Oh, maybe she got some deleted scenes. Did you read uh, Did you read Billy Lord's letter about? Carrie Fisher? I have but not she, yet. Okay, because no. she, she wrote this whole piece and she talked about how excited Carrie Fisher was that the last film was supposed to be about her. And so there's just some of that stuff opened up. Oh, okay. Open. Yeah. So it's a worthwhile read. The, oh. the idea was that Yoda actually wanted to train Leia, not Luke. Because Leia would have been a more uh, kind of disciplined pupil because she was stronger with the Force and more keen to the light side. That would have been was. a dope Elseworlds. Yeah. 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 Uh, that is an Elseworlds. Oh, yeah. is that the it's book you're right? I had that book you're right. Actually, I have it. It's, in my, it's on my bookshelf. All That's right. right. Let's move on to the original trilogy. Yeah. All right, we're getting a little long in time, so we're going to do the original trilogy as one sec- segment. Hell yeah, baby. Because this is awesome. Because he's a ton of positives for forever. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Are there any negatives? Brandon's got one. I got Ooh. one. Okay, let's hear uh, it. It's one, it's one big... I think McClunky as... No, I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> I, uh, I think A New Hope is not a good movie. Wow. What? I, I have a hard time watching A New Hope. I think it's, wow. I think it's hokey and too... Look, to say it's amateurish is unfair because it is his first movie. It so is amateurish. So That's the not, charm of so it. So I won't. I don't find it. It's I also find, from the seventies. I don't find that charming for a new hope. Personally, um, I think a new hope for me. Let me. Let me. Okay. Let me. Let me explain. So for me, Star Wars is the Disney films, Empire Return, the prequels, Clone Wars, Rebels. All those things make up what I what my image of Star Wars is. They all have the, the but not the foundation. The foundation feels so against what Empire Return and all those other ones that I that I said uh, talk about, like in the way people speak, the way people act, the way people describe the events of, like, you, you know, you know, Obi Wan saying like Yoda trained me, but you know, we find out later, and I get that's like a later retcon, but because I came to the to the original that's trilogy, an empire. no, I no he I I know, but like that's a bad example, I guess. Let me, let me ask you this. Did you feel this way uh, the very first time you ever saw it? Or is it something that's been kind of degrading in your memory since been, since seeing these the other movies and also seeing just other movies in general and seeing how they're made? I can't say because I don't remember. I'm pretty sure I saw the original trilogy first. But I honestly cannot remember what, what which Star Wars material I watched first. Was it the prequels or was it the original trilogy? Um, and if it were, perhaps if it was the prequels that I saw first, then perhaps I do have that image of A New Hope in my head because of that. But if I saw the original trilogy uh, first, then I don't know why I have this feeling about the original trilogy. So for, for me, growing up, the original trilogy is what I grew yeah. up on first. And I think Same. it may, I'm not sure, maybe it's the nostalgia mm-hmm. of the first movies that may keep, keep me thinking like, oh, these are the original ones, these are the foundation I can't see a new hope and, th- and think to myself like, oh yeah, this is a bad movie or or poorly made or, or give too many critiques on it because of the nostalgia factor. It just overwhelms everything else. I just me. I just thought I just thought of a good of a good example. I, th- I think I can explain better. Um, the a, a new hope feels too much like George Lucas is trying to make a Flash Gordon movie, 
Whereas that's and, exactly what he was doing, though. right? But I don't think he's doing it well. Whereas Empire feels like it's it's a Star Wars movie, and you know what? Whereas a New he Hope directed, where a New Hope is a badly Shocker. made, like a New Hope is, I feel a badly made Flash Gordon movie because it's got the princess and it's got the the hero and it's got the evil Empire and it's got the da 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 da. But the um, oh, that looks cool on the thing. But it's um, Star Wars. But the but Empire feels more like a sci-fi own its own kind of universe that we've that we finally gotten to i mean to your credit brandon i i do love a new hope but i will agree new hope is kind of boring like we know my one of my best friends jeff he has my never he's never sat through a new hope and every time i've tried to sit him through to watch a new hope he's never seen the original star wars trilogy he just knows it all by osmosis and me yeah, but fair. he always falls asleep during new hope and even when i was a little kid when i saw new hope the first time I, I was like, oh, the space battle, like the, the final attack on the Death Star was like the best part of the movie for me because that was like, that's what I came here for was yeah. space battles. The things, here's a, here's a better, here's a, a, my final word on it, I think I can, I can sum it up in. Um, the things I like about Star Wars aren't present in A New Hope. And I, I think that's just a, a good blanket way of saying that. Which are? Yeah, you see, so, so, okay, so <laughs> I, do think, I do think your love of the prequels uh, does influence this because. You have people who grew up. Um, I mean, we're we're at a weird age where like they were kind of happening almost at the same time. Sure. Yeah. So, but we people, had the re-releases. Yeah. So, but when the prequels come out, those are fundamentally very different than the original trilogy uh, in every in almost every way. Um, you like a lot of that stuff that is not in that original trilogy. But I do think they're in Empire and Return. I just don't think they're present in A New Hope. Um, I just I, I I find that really weird because again, it is the foundation. Like it is the. It, to me, A New Hope is exactly Star Wars, and from that, everything just expands. Like, it is all the same stuff, just mm-hmm. more of it. I guess it's the... I really feel bad saying this. I, I truly do. Like, yeah. saying, saying what I'm saying right now, I, I, I debated saying it in general. Well, it's how you feel. Like, that's totally fine. Um, but for A New Hope, it's too much like a... It's too much like a Flash Gordon, John Carter, John Carter fantasy, and not enough like a science fiction Star Wars. But it's not science fiction. Again, that's the whole point. It is a I, fantasy movie. I, but I okay, I do think Star Wars is science fantasy. I, 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 yeah. I as Sparks know, I went into a long debate about. Uh, it sci- is more fantasy, fantasy than it is science fiction. Star Trek is science fiction. I agree. Yeah. Uh, but I think Empire Return and all the other ones that I mentioned, I just feel like A New Hope is the outlier. For me, mm-hmm. and that's it, it's really hard for me to explain. It's also really hard for me to just say in general. Yeah, that's I think fine. You also get, you're going to see a lot of people, uh, the the hardcore older fans, older generation, defend it as much as they do because not only because of the nostalgia factor, but because of where film was in general at the time, 1977. This is nothing. This is. Uh, groundbreaking yeah it literally was groundbreaking it uh, set uh, set the tone for all, a lot of future si- uh, science fiction or, in terms or... of special effects yes yeah, cgi effects. did not yeah. exist george yeah. lucas and and his company they created they created rotoscope and he created so many things that allow he created ilm yeah and like, it, like it's really, the closest thing that they had was like sesame street that was like the yeah. other puppets that yeah. were around yeah well i mean i will give credit where credit is due because obviously when you watch these films especially after the end of rogue one which is it's practical and cgi heavy and it goes right into a new hope perfectly you and then you watch a new hope for the first time and it's it's the it looks lame but back in 1977 it, i don't think it looks lame no no i mean by today's standards it's like damn but if you think about it, 1977, this was groundbreaking. And I still even, I could tell that they're different, uh, that, that the, the ships, they move a little stiffer than they do in other yeah. movies. But He's I listening still, lazily to the left. I yeah. just realized. But I still don't care, because it's like, this is still I, great, even by today's standards. I just, think, I just think it doesn't feel of a piece like the other films do. It doesn't feel like part of it. We're, we're out of order. 
A New Hope? No, yeah, we're not supposed to go to New Hope. We've got to oh, go we missed, solo and... No, 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 uh, I was saying we we're going to do the original trilogy, then we'll talk okay. to Disney. Okay, I thought we were going in complete No, 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 no we're sorry. not going to complete continuity. My bad, my bad. Yeah. No. Got myself confused a little bit. Too. Uh, yeah, no, no, I, I, want to handle, I want to handle the Disney <laughs> era last, because I think like the, calling it the Disney era is like, that's an internet thing that's happening is big part of our discourse that'll happen yeah. later. Okay. Uh, so let me see real quick uh, uh, why I love A New Hope, because it is... It is the start of something. It is a self-contained story. You don't need anything else. Um, it gives you so much world building, and it gives you exactly how much information you need to understand the world. Uh, again, like the mysteries of the Jedi and the Clone Wars, I don't need to know anything about that because Obi-Wan clearly has been through some shit. That's why he's in the middle of a desert nowhere. Yeah. Uh, it, it gives me so many questions that I don't necessarily need the answers to. Uh, I think all the, the iconography is still impressive to this day. I think the fact that it is not CGI, everything does still hold up because yeah. it was 1977. That's the past. It's going to look bad. It's it's called aging. It's how, mm-hmm. it's how movies work. Uh, and I still think all of it looks great. And I think the special editions actually enhance a lot of that stuff too, even though it is a little bit CGI. Like It's not an over-reliance like the new movies are. I think, yeah. the, I think the special editions actually helped A New Hope age a lot better than it would have yeah. if George Lucas had never gone and retouched it. I, I would agree with that. He probably just shouldn't have edited Which it. Yeah. Yes. Well, so any like any time, like he was able yeah. to go in and take out some of the white lines and take and touch up some of the lightsaber effects. Like yeah. he was able to touch it up to I the mean, point see, where it doesn't feel like it doesn't feel like it's aging like a movie of its era. And it's it's almost like it's an Star Wars is an indie movie. Yeah, it's an indie movie that went through so much hell, and the fact that it came out as good as it did is a revelation. My dad still has the uh, the original on, in on VHS, all three, without any of the re edits afterwards. Just when they first came out. I need to get those somewhere. Yeah. Jealous of that. Yeah. Those are so my cool. copies of the no VHS my, player. Yeah. We got the VHS. Yeah, yeah. My copies of the original trilogy do have some of the CGI dobacks, which, I mean, when you're watching them after some time, you're like, that's not supposed to be there. The, but, the, the DVD copies I have were the prints that came out with the this version, but also uh-huh. with the original theatrical prints. Oh, lucky. I don't mind, and I'll, I'll say this about this, the original trilogy, I don't mind a good, like, 60% of the editions that he did. Yeah, I think yeah. I think some of them are fine. There's some I, I I wholeheartedly disagree with the entire Han Han shot first. Han didn't of shoot course, first of course. debate that George yeah. Lucas has created. That's the it's whole like, point of his character. What are you doing? He can't he can't make it look good, so he should never try. Arguably, that could be the whole point of Solo. Yeah, yeah. Just I love shot first. Yes, I love Solo for that. Yeah. I love Solo for that. Yeah, yeah. I, I I but I, I like the I like the. When the Empire is scouring, scouring for the droids, I like that it looks yeah. like, like a manhunt. There's more, there's more going I on. I love Alec Guinness. In, yeah. In, yeah, like in, everybody, uh, everybody is good. Yes. Mark Hamill is good. In the original good. trilogy, all the actors are doing a great job. Yeah. I mean, I always love... Even though scene. Carrie Fisher was cooked out most of it. Yeah. <laughs> and, yet she's, and yet she's also getting to be one of like the earliest feminist uh, action sci-fi yeah. icons yeah. ever. A woman's place is in the rebellion. Yeah, she's she's a princess who is in a nice white gown and shoots a hole in a garbage chute so she can jump in it. Yep. Yeah, it takes initiative. Like mm-hmm. that that was unheard of. Yeah, I wish they would have settled on what accent she was going to have. Yeah, that, she talks. I definitely noticed that she's slipping in and out of British I, accents. I, I wish they'd love... settle on how everyone else should pronounce her name. Leah, yeah. I do love Peter Cushing. Yeah, I think Peter Cushing's awesome. Yeah, he was Tarkin, right? Yeah, Tarkin. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Grand Moff Tarkin's always... Oh, my biggest point. Oh, okay, so yeah, I love the original trilogy so much, and A New Hope specifically. Darth Vader is not this huge badass icon with this enormous past. He's just a dude in a suit. He's not even the main guy. He, 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 he like, answers to Tarkin, right? He, Tarkin tells him to, to settle down, Vader, and Vader's like, cool. He's just a mini-boss. 
So, the, so that he slowly got built up bigger and bigger. He's and the then, mini boss who an, eventually becomes the final boss. Yes, and he then he got an entire trilogy surrounded around him. I like when Vader isn't like this huge legend, like with Luke Skywalker being a legend in Last Jedi. Like it, it, it feels like they were trying to do that, but like the bad version. And I don't. And like A New Hope, is, I think it's she, so simple and clean and perfect. And you know, I think I like that. I, one of the big re-edits that I really did not like is when they added the uh, the holographic Emperor. Into into the first. Let me just mention that. Yeah, right? yeah. Uh, because I mean, it's it, it's nice to see that there's a mystery between between who the who the big bad is really yeah. going to be. Because we know in this movie, it's not Tar- it's it's Tarkin in this one. But yeah. it kind of shows like, okay, well, who, there's people above generals and above moths, so there's got to be someone else. Over we and we hear him talk about like the emperor has just disbanded the senate. Yes. yes. That, now yeah. that the now that the Death Star is completed, the emperor disbanded the senate, and will the and the Death Star will just be the power and land. Seed. Fear will keep anybody. the original yeah. systems in line. Yep. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, so I. I like stuff like that. I like. I I wanted to ask you. Yes. Um. I don't know if you remember. You probably do. But when I think Empire Return was coming out, there was a press tour where, where Mark Hamill explained that George Lucas had a, had an idea for twelve movies. Mm-hmm. He was going to do the prequels, and then he was going to do seven, eight, nine, then ten, eleven, twelve. Uh, that was like in the eighties. Yeah. Would you have liked the prequels to have come out around that point? And now we'd be on like twelve. Um. I think. I, I honestly, it's impossible to even to even say. Yeah. Because uh, like again, if those if those if the prequels came out just a couple years after those movies, they'd be fundamentally different movies too because because be, yeah. of technology and like I bet he wouldn't be directing all those again either. Yeah. Like, right. it, like it, a, we we would have potentially had some of the same rollback team from the original trilogy. Like it, it's a different. It's, it's a different, different beast scenario. entirely. Yeah. Yeah. I uh, often try to. I would wonder about that because we would have had the twelve movies by now. Yeah. I think that the key thing that. I don't think would have worked well for it and that I think works in the favor of the prequels is that Star Wars has become a generational gap no, uh, franchise. Yeah. And I don't think that would have worked as well if George had done that. Yeah, I don't think point. Star Wars would have the lasting and staying power that does. Like, like them or not, the prequels did allow for it to be the kind of thing where you were in that first generation who saw the original trilogy, you had kids, you then took them to the new ones. Yeah. They now have kids, they're taking them to the new ones that are happening now. That kind of thing has happened. It has allowed everyone to feel like there's a trilogy of Star Wars that belongs to me. Yeah, mm-hmm. and that's kinda, good point. Kind of hope that they don't have another actual trilogy until well, for like ten they, years. They've said that they're gonna the Skywalker saga is ended. Yeah. So like that oh, doesn't mean they're gonna make an episode. 10 no, of course. 12. Of course, that doesn't that doesn't mean um, that of course like that's over. But I do think they are gonna give it some time. Yeah, because uh, I, I think they'll give it the time after what happened with Solo, and so they realized they need to take breaks and they need to actually think about the future. And uh, I think they I think they do recognize that like main episode titles need to be generational. Yeah, yeah. I agree. Um, I think Empire is really rad. I think Empire is my favorite. I, and Return of the Jedi may be my favorite, but I would wholeheartedly say that um, Empire Strikes Back is the best Star Wars movie ever made. And I, 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 I find this movie like flawless. I, really I can't say a I bad thing about Empire Strikes Back. I love the 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 scene on Hoth. I love the train scene with uh, Yoda on Dagobah. I even love the the mysterious the the mystery or not the mysterious the the tenseness that Luke goes into the the cave, the dark side yeah. cave. And of course, the the biggest cinematic reveal of all time: "I am your father." Sure. What's yeah. great about that reveal? Uh, I'll get to you right now. But what's great about that reveal is we're not looking for it. 
Mm-hmm. It just comes out of nowhere. What, yeah, yeah. what were you going to say? I was going to say that um, you can tell that even George Lucas recognizes that Empire's near infallible because he's made so few changes. Yeah. All his changes have been like mildly cosmetic. Like, yeah. I'm going to put a nice ship in Cloud City or I'm going to put a nice CGI landscape for Cloud City. I really, but, it's, actually, but it's very, very minor changes. Talking yeah. about like, things I like about the, the additions that he made, I like the additions to Cloud City. It made it makes it look a lot more open. Empire's, it does, Empire's yeah. like, touch-ups don't bother me. No, no, Empire's no. the one where like if I watch the currently on Disney Plus version, I'd be like, that's fine. That's yeah. the one I yeah. watched. It was fine. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the only big one is like... He like, changed so little. Like, Because so. the only t- time that kind of bums me out is when I see Palpatine unhooded in Empire. It's because they shot it the same time they did Revenge of the Sith. It's so dumb. Yeah. For but, me, the, but then I, re- like, I remember the, when I saw it on the original version where you still, it's just like, you only see his mouth and maybe a bit of his nose. I don't mind that it's Ian McDermott. I, don't I still mind don't mind that. seeing him. I just hate yeah. that it's the original. No, I was going to say, yeah. like, I, it, take away the makeup. I don't mind that we see him clearly because it, it thought you should. Like, yeah, it's a literally. holograph technology. Like, it makes it's, sense it's that you should. Because it's not Ian McDermott in the original Empire Strikes Back. Right. I also love how even more badass Vader is in this one. Like, because he chokes out how many admirals in this movie? So many. So many. Like, I love when... Um, do we get the Superstar Destroyer in this one? Yes, we yes. do. Because yeah. one of my favorite parts is when um, they're turning down the Falcon in the asteroid field, and then it just flies away. He's like, I will apologize to myself to Lord Vader. Next scene. Dead. Apology accepted, yeah. Captain. I mean, uh, tell me, if you guys were ever in the Empire, you would never want a promotion. No, no. heck no. Like, oh, no, screw no. that. Oh, I'm, I'm doing the bare the Higher minimum. up, your choke percentage goes up. <laughs> I, wouldn't I, wanna be, the... I wouldn't want to be anywhere near Vader or the Emperor. <laughs> <laughs> just put me. Just put me. Put as, me on Cloud City. <laughs> yeah, no, just put me in a on a Tie Fighter or a Tie Interceptor. Farthest away from Coruscant, oh. farthest away from any of the, those the guys. Day that, the day yeah. that Vader has to show up on my plane, I'd be like, wow, I got some vacation time. Felucia's <laughs> 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 nice this time of year. Yeah. Before I forget, there are TIE Interceptors in Return of the Jedi. I didn't know that. Oh, there are there? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, sweet. I, I don't remember. I only remember, remember seeing TIE Fighters. They're the, they're the, they're the TIE Fighters with the, like, the pointy... Yeah, the, yeah. Pointy, the, the, the cool I never ones. saw them before, but I watched... Is that what Vader, uh, Vader drives? No, no he's Vader... Got, no, he's got a similar design, but it's a yeah. different, it's yeah. a different yeah. one. Uh, Vader's TIE Fighter is uh, custom-made, whereas the Interceptors, they're kind of like A-Wings. Yeah. They're, okay, the, they're yeah. the Empire the, equivalent to the A-Wing, whereas the Fighter is the equivalent to the X-Wing. I didn't know that the Interceptors were introduced in Return of the Jedi. I thought that was cool. Yeah. I and, think... Uh, uh, yeah, so rewatching this last night, uh, the pacing is, is incredible. I think going... So you have this incredible... Maybe the best action set piece in all Star Wars is Hoth. I think every time I watch it, I am I am so shocked of how cool it is. Yeah. Every time I yeah. see it, and how beautiful. Literally. Seeing those, yeah. and seeing those Imperial walkers is just the just seeing those adats. Just what about the you guys seen the delete scene? Which uh, one? Maybe when C three PO rips off the sign. And oh. then the stormtroopers yes, tro- yes. storm go in and get attacked by a thing. That's yeah, awesome. they get attacked by a Wampa. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Oh, is that the scene from that's from the Star Wars arcade game where you shoot Wampas inside the base? Mm, I don't know. No, no, no. Oh. Go watch this. Uh, okay. Next break. Yeah. Yeah, okay. It yeah, yeah. okay. It's really funny. All right. We go from Hoth, right? And then they do a daring escape, uh, uh-huh. escaping a bunch of Star Destroyers and stuff. This is real cool. And yeah. then they go into the asteroid field. And then there's uh, uh, a giant oh, space worm oh, inside the asteroid field. And there's field. like Minox. And it's like the scene after scene after scene. <clears> it's like cool shit happening. And why doesn't anyone? I don't complain about this I want to be clear but why does nobody complain people complain so much about Star Wars why does nobody complain Uh, Luke never learns how to fight with a lightsaber hmm uh, I guess I don't have a problem with that I don't don't either but everyone complains so much about but like Oh, you yeah, can yeah. say Ray. Come on. Well, okay, no, she has, she has staff training, so I forget. She has, right, she has training. Well, so, Luke has none. Yeah, but I thought that it was a thing where you touch it and you gain the gain the strength. Only if so. we don't know that Luke has the power. Yeah, technically, Ray does. Te- supposedly, theoretically, technically, 
We see it happen. Before. Technically, uh, Luke ha- was practicing on the ship, and then he's doesn't use lightsaber in a New Hope, and then supposedly he's been using the lightsaber on his own for stuff, like not yeah. necessarily good at it. Well, but I mean, he's been using it like he's up seen... to Hoth because that's what all those comics. So, yeah. like going back to, going back to the Just comics, there's this great uh, like the first issue or the second issue of the relaunched Marvel comics, the Star Wars, the main Star Wars title. Good the stuff, second good issue, stuff. Vader Jason takes Aaron. his light. Vader takes Luke's lightsaber, what, and he realizes like. He's like that's why taunting. Yeah, he's yeah. taunting him, and then he realizes like, "Oh shit, this was mine." Right. Yeah. Uh, but Luke, I don't even think that's a, a necessary argument because like Luke clearly like trains up by the time he gets to Return of the Jedi. It makes sense why he's more skilled with the lightsaber. But in Empire Strikes Back, you could argue he's still not skilled with the lightsaber because he gets his hand cut off. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, he does use it to sneak into an AT-AT, which yeah. is pretty cool. But well, you know, that doesn't take great lightsabers. Han Solo <laughs> cuts something open in this yeah. movie. I mean, at the same time, yeah, he got his hand cut off by his father who's been trained. No, first. absolutely, absolutely. But I'm saying, like, if you isolate just to Empire, uh, the argument that could be made that, like, where does, why is Luke suddenly so good with the lightsaber? I'm like, is he? Is he? Yeah. <laughs> I, like the, I like the idea that Vader, because, you know, Vader's lightsaber looks a lot like Anakin's lightsaber. Right. Uh, I really like the idea that Vader was just like, I like that design. Make it a little blacker. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yep. But, well, okay, so, obviously, favorite sequence in this whole movie is the fight between, is, like, the Force is with you, young Skywalker, but you are not a Jedi yet. Vader's just toying with him. Vader is... He yeah, knows he he's got going, him in the and bag. He, at this point, he knows he's his son. Yeah. And just this whole scene, even with the... An- like, I know you were saying earlier, Sparks, that the ancillary material makes the prequels better. The ancillary material for, like, the comic books make the original trilogy just even more impactful. What yeah, I do, What sure. I do like a lot about the current... Uh, for lack of a better word, expanded universe. Mm-hmm. Uh, the 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 current uh, Star Wars ancillary material is that it, it has done nothing but heighten yeah uh, things that are in Star Wars. It doesn't detract it. it has as of yet. I've never read anything that detracted anything from the stories. Yeah, no. I mean, obviously the lightsaber, like the whole, even the whole. I love you. I Justice know for scene. Kanan. Oh. Okay. Even the. There's just so much about Empire that I could praise that we'll be here all day. So right, Empire exactly. is just Lando. We have Lando, Lando is so what freaking cool. Why is he wearing Han's clothes at the end? He's really fond of Han. <laughs> Han fawn. Maybe weird, if I dress it? like this, Leia will kiss me. Yeah, I love. He I love that he just he calls him Han and he doesn't let go. I also love how Donald Glover calls him Han in yeah. Yeah. Solo. Uh, I, Lando's a great character. Um, he double crosses his his his. Friend. His friend, uh, and then like, and then we see in the next movie. Obviously, he feels bad about it. Yeah. Well, he had no choice. Yeah. I mean, it's 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 the Empire. Like, the Empire got there before he did. Because if so. uh, you kind of get the impression that if Han Solo had gotten there first, he would have hidden them. Yes. Um. We see. So yeah, Han Solo gets uh, frozen in carbonite. We see yep. some Ugnaughts. Yeah, we do. And you know who's an Ugnaught? Ooh. The Mandalorian guy. Little Nick Nolte is an oh, Ugnaught. Yeah, yeah. I have spoken. Yep, yeah. exactly, yeah. Um, again, like, I the think... The C-3PO stuff is really cool. When he's turned on, he's like, oh, no, I've been shot. Yes. Yeah. Oh, I, we didn't talk about Horrifying, it in Attack of the way. Clones, but I do I do oh, like yeah, yeah, the, yeah. The, the slapstick of, of uh, C-3PO's head on a droid. Yeah. He's like, die, rebel scum! What have I said? Oh, oh he's, he's like, like, die, Jedi! Yeah, that's um, that's some good stuff. That It's, it's but, funny if I, I find it hilarious. But you brought up a good point that, like, we shouldn't have seen them put the heads on the bodies. Yes. We should have just seen C-3PO's head knocked off in Attack of the Clones, and then not seen him for a while, and then all of a sudden on the battle, out comes about droid with C-3PO's head. Because yeah. that so would have been a much thing. better oh, also, this Or the opposite, a battle droid's head on C-3PO. He's like, well, yeah, I oh, require maintenance. Yes, exactly. Yeah. 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 I uh, Back to back to Empire. I think Lando is a standout in this one. I think Carrie is incredible in this movie. Yeah. The fact that I know that she helped with the script is awesome. She's a script oh, doctor. Yeah. She does she, a lot of stuff. She and, Han, she, and Han, she and Harrison Ford have such good chemistry in this movie. Oh, yeah. Uh, the stuff with, with Luke on, on Dagobah, with Yoda. Run so to good. Dagobah. Dagobah... 
is a really good sequence. And we haven't really touched on it right a, a whole lot, but with when Yoda shows up and he's like kooky and crazy and kind of playing with Luke, and then he turns into the Yoda we're familiar mm-hmm. with, is such a good misdirect. Just the fact when um, that puppet's awesome. Yeah, the puppet mm-hmm. is awesome, but also when he's like all quirky and finally he goes. I cannot teach him. And you mine, hear Alec, mine. and you hear Alec, yeah, he's like, mine, mine. And you hear Alec Guinness is like, was I any different when you told me? Mm-hmm. I'm he's not stopping old. the voices, by the way. Oh, I love it. I'm not doing any voices because of you. Yeah. Again, um, like this is like Empire and Return of the Jedi's lightsaber fights are like the type of I li- lightsaber fights I like. Like they're not heavily choreographed. They're, people, a, they're two people fighting, but it's, it's more fight. it's more about the emotions behind. Yeah. It. Yeah. Yeah. I, I agree that the choreography the choreography in the in Empire and Return is better than the like. There's the rest. Okay. Going back to Revenge of the Sith, there's this one part where Obi Wan and Anakin are fighting Mustafar, and for two seconds they're just like swinging their lightsabers to uh, not. I love other. that. It is cool, but just not cool it's why I, it's, why it's I said, so bad it's, it's why i said the the, the fight almost gets par- yeah. paradox par- paradoxical whatever yeah. um is, is because there is a moment where just two seconds you're just flipping like it's like yeah. you're not even hitting each other you're just doing cool one of my friends is a fight choreographer and he hates that oh yeah he absolutely hates there's that. no point he's like it's it's so stupid and so he was doing a comedy show and they had a sword fight in it and so he made them do that good. because it was stupid good i i think it's so dumb i, I went and it. saw it in the audience and then i the moment that happened i looked back at him i'm like really? <laughs> <laughs> i want to say that uh when family guy did all the spoofs of the uh the original one oh, I think yeah. that was one of the spoofs where you just all you saw were this the lights and then the guy behind it but it was it just went on forever <laughs> and yeah, yeah, ever yeah, yeah, and yeah. ever that's good uh so return of the jedi i love empire so much Return of the Jedi. I Return, like it a lot. Yeah, Return of the Jedi is a, a really good movie. Yeah. It, uh, Return of the Jedi is actually... I had this really dumb fan or headcanon in my head for the longest time that you be, when you become so. a Jedi Master or a Jedi Knight, you're, you change your lightsaber Your lightsaber color. becomes green. Yeah. No, I thought that too. Yeah. Because like, even in uh, Phantom Menace, it... it perpetuated this theory because Obi-Wan was the apprentice and Qui-Gon was the I master. I totally thought that too as a kid. And it wasn't until episode two when both of them had uh, blue, blue lightsaber. was like, oh, you get to choose. You should have you you told that to George Lucas because George Lucas initially intended uh, all Jedi to have red lightsaber. Well, because Obi-Wan, oh. Obi-Wan had a blue lightsaber in A New Hope. Oh, I yeah. Like, I didn't well, that re- doesn't really make sense. Yeah, I didn't realize but that. But I thought that I thought that too. I was like, oh, when you like become cooler, you Lucas, become green. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a black belt. <laughs> Lucas had almost... <laughs> yeah, Lucas, exactly. There was a moment where, where when Lucas was designing people's lightsabers for the prequels, he almost had a couple of people have like orange and red. Well, Coon had an orange one. Yeah, and then there was like yellow. Uh, and like, I, it wasn't until the prequels where it was like, no, you know what? Only the bad guys get red. You know what's funny is that uh, it kind of shows how much I really love Star Trek. I thought that each one was like a certain part of the force that they controlled or something like that. Like, I don't know, red would be... Fun, funny enough, in like know. in certain video games and in, in old comics, like what color lightsaber was depending on what kind of Jedi you are. There's like yeah. Jedi Guardians yeah, what, and like yeah, Jedi Sentinels. Yeah. Yeah. There, there is still a sense of that. We still get some of that aspect yeah. in new canon. That like the Jedi, te- the Jedi Templar Guardians, they do have different colored lightsabers mm-hmm. than the Jedi Knights. Yeah. So we do still see it a bit, but we don't see a whole lot of it. I mean, my favorite color is green, and I will always, like when I do eventually make my lightsaber at Galaxy's Edge, I'm going to green lightsabers. Uh, yeah, once I get 200 bucks to burn, I am making a green lightsaber. Job of the Hut's gross, and I love him. Oomba chaka womba. What, what color is your lightsaber going to be? going to be red. I, oh, I, might, oh, I yeah. might even do uh, Darth Maul's. Yeah. Right. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. We'll see. Right, so, so, yeah, <laughs> I'm a big Bane fan. Maybe I'll try to make one that looks like oh, Bane's. Oh, nice. oh, okay. oh, all right. Uh, so, yeah, okay. Return of the Jedi, I don't think is the is as strong as Empire. No. Um, but I wanted to ask, so Sparks, you once told me 
that you thought that people had misunderstood the ending of Return of the Jedi? Oh, yeah. Uh, what do you mean by that? This is a, I think this is a common thing that happened on the internet, and it's a big reaction that people were having a, around the time of like Force Awakens and, and The Last Jedi coming out, is that I, I just don't think a lot of people understood that uh, what happened in the fight is that Luke didn't best Vader by using the light side of the Force. He gives in to his anger, and that's why he chops Vader's hand off. And then he realizes this isn't the way, and that's why he puts the lightsaber. People don't realize that. Out. A lot of people. Are don't you kidding me? That. That's really? the whole. That's the central focus. No, of that's a, that's a common thing that that has happened. Is that people? That's my blowing. Okay, so the whole reason this came up is because on the I didn't know that this was something people didn't get. But when Last Jedi comes out, people are like, "Why would Luke even think of doing this to his nephew? Why would this even happen?" And it's yes. like, guys. He's embraced the dark side before. Yes. Mm-hmm. That's the whole point of Return of the Jedi is that Luke is going on this journey where he's dipping into the dark side power and he's utilizing it. He uses it when he goes to Jabba's place. That's, that's my he's favorite. He's using yeah. the dark side. and it, But like it, it doesn't have to be like there is no 100% on one side or the other. And that's what Luke's starting to figure out. However, he goes too far when like, he fights Vader. And like that's those, what he realizes. In the beginning of... Uh, um, uh, uh, Crab baskets. Return of the Jedi. When those two guards come up to him at Jabba's palace, he uses a. Uh, he force chokes them. Yeah, he force he, chokes them. He force chokes them. He brings them down. And That's he's like, dark side power. He's like, nope, nope. I'm not dealing with this bullshit. Yeah, yeah. The, Try not to choke on he's, your He's put in a black oh. robe when he comes in on purpose. It's meant to hint yeah. to this yeah. idea that has Luke gone to the dark side. He's wearing black the yeah, whole the time. Entire movie. He's and also black. the part that and he looks at, dope. at the end of the uh, of the end of the movie, part of it re- is revealed to be white that he was always with the light side mm-hmm. force. Right. He's kind of like Mace Windu where he can channel oh, I catch that. That's cool. Yeah, where he can channel parts of the dark side because he's accepted the force as a whole. Yeah. Right. That's that's kind of the whole point of the film is is this Luke is dabbling in the dark side throughout Return of the Jedi, and, like, then, he, and then he lets it get the better of him when he's fighting Vader. Yeah, like, that's the whole thing. But a lot of people like don't get that. They think like, oh no, he's been a true Jedi the whole time. They make that argument. It's and, never uh, more apparent. Go ahead, Ben. Uh, like later on, um, when he's ch- teaching Ray, and last I know I'm jumping ahead. I'm sorry. When he's telling Ray, he's like, yes, there is a balance. There's powerful light and there's powerful dark. He should know that because he's used the dark side before. Um. So yeah, uh, the Return of the Jedi likes to. Fight- battle is my favorite lightsaber battle because there is so much emotion behind it and again yeah. Luke using the dark side uh, of, the for- of, the, of the force and slicing his father's hand off immediately recognizing oh he has a rope of hand like I do yeah. that, that's all you need there's so much there's so much storytelling happening in that one minute right mm-hmm. there and him seeing Vader on the ground not as this giant like empire monster as a frail old man and also one of my favorite lines I am a Jedi like my father before Yeah, that's me. so yeah, yeah. powerful. You failed, your highness. Uh, that is so powerful. Yeah, that's why Return of the Jedi is my personal favorite yeah. of the it's Star Wars rules. films. It's it's whole thematic arc and, and personal character-driven story for Luke is just too yep. good. My reason why Return of the Jedi is my favorite, because, I mean, obviously, Empire has the big reveal. It's the Ewoks. No, it's not the Ewoks. I do not like the Ewoks. I like the Ewoks. I like the Ewoks. I've like grown to, you know, no. I've grown... You, like, you don't like no, the Ewoks? Yeah, Dan- I knew Michael didn't like Ewoks. Yeah. <laughs> you're, not, you're not down with a native people taking down its colonizers? Uh, oh. You're not down with cannibals fighting oh. the Empire? Yep, I'm yep. definitely down with cannibals. I, I, you know, they they look mighty tasty, though. I might put them <laughs> oh, on no. the You hey, man. Wicked. All right, so Ewoks would have killed you. When Michael, did, uh, Michael did Ewok hunt on Battlefront <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. for a long time. Hey, it's a fun mode. Anyways, game first, back to... Uh, first appearance of... Um, what's his name? Nope, the, nope. No, Wicket. Uh, Warwick Davis. Davis. Warwick Davis. Oh, oh yeah, Warwick Davis. Who's been in every Star Wars Getting back to why I like Return of the Jedi is it deals with the fallout of the reveal from the episode five. Vader is Luke's father. 
and Luke has to deal with Once again, the that, Sith telling the truth, but it suits their purpose. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and Obi-Wan's saying, from a certain point of view, your, Darth Vader did kill your father. And Luke's like, that's bullshit. Yeah. But just that whole thing and telling Leia and finding out that Leia is his sister. And also when Vader goes, sister. Yeah. That whole part of him like to, trying to fight for Leia, him realizing that shit is going down. I now have to deal with this. That is why Return is one of my favorite Star is my favorite Star yeah. Wars. Film. I love uh, when when Luke's captured and like Vader's walking and talking and he's like, yeah. like I know you're my dad. I know they're still good in you." And he's like, "Bitch, please." Yeah, I really like the line, and I like it. A, I like it a little. Nah, okay, so in the line, the line when uh, when Han Solo leaves the Millennium Falcon and he says, "I just have a funny feeling I'm not going to see her again." That oh. line is there because he was supposed to die at the end of Return of the Jedi, yeah, yeah. and I never caught he that until to, this time. Yeah. He was he asked to be killed yeah. at the end of Return of the Jedi, yeah. so that line makes a whole lot more sense as foreshadowing than mm-hmm. it does in the And in, that's in the only the film. reason why he came back to the Star Wars franchise is because yeah. they allowed him to say, okay, yeah, I better die in this Give one. me 20 yeah. million and kill me. <laughs> <laughs> I can see Harrison Ford saying yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. But I can't take off my earring. Yeah. No, no, that's that's in his claws. Yeah. Like Peter Capaldi's wedding ring. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay, we're getting a little long. So yeah. Sorry. Hey guys, uh, original trilogies. more thoughts on original trilogy? I, 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 I love it. What more can be said that has already been said? It's really. so good. Yep. Strike me there's down. There's a reason huge. that it's held up to the test. There's, there's Absolutely. Honestly, one of my favorite things is this really small throwaway moment uh, in Empire where Chewie and Han are trying to fix the Millennium Falcon. And uh, Han's like, Chewie, turn it on. And he turns it on. And then Han's like, no, Chewie, turn it off. And Chewie's just like, yeah. ah! <laughs> and it's like a Muppet moment. And it just makes me laugh every time because I'm like, that's some good slapstick. Empire, another good Star Wars has really funny humor. Empire, yeah. when, uh, when, C- when 3PO tells R2, he goes, what if I told you about uh, talking to other computers that you don't know? Or oh, God, what was the line? I don't remember, but oh. yeah. Oh, what talk about strange talking to strange computers or something like that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. He's like the central the central computer told you R two D two. What have I told you about? <laughs> or the, don't talk to strangers. Or yeah. the, the always funny. It's like uh, we're fine, we're fine. How are, are you? you? Oh, <laughs> how are you? Yeah. Um, help, yeah. Let's see. The of course the Wilhelm screams. Oh, yeah. all of them. Oh, for sure. Yeah. And uh, scruffy nerf herder. Yeah, and when the stormtrooper hits his head on the scaffolding. Oh yeah. yeah. One of my favorite <laughs> one of my favorite things that George Lucas uh, put into the to the re-releases was the louder bonk noise when he. Hit oh his yeah. Head. Uh, Uncle Owen worked side by side with C three PO for years and didn't recognize him when he returned. All right, let's move on. To <laughs> the Disney era, everybody. He had a different color. <laughs> no, you know what happened. You didn't... Now we're in the Disney era. Okay. The Disney Star Wars films. The much maligned Disney Star Wars These are all terrible. Disney's ruined my child, says the internet. Solo and Rogue One. We'll talk about those. Kind of. They're the spin-offs. They were kind of the big experiment. Can we do spin-offs of Star Wars? Can we try to keep this going without the Skywalkers? So we'll do some stuff there. What do we think? Basically, just what do we think about Solo and Rogue One? No. Go ahead, Ben. Um, at first, I was kind of in on Solo. I mean, it's not terrible. It's not the best. But after rewatching it, I really enjoy it. I think it's a, it's a fun uh, high school because, as you guys know, Han Solo is not my favorite. Lucas, I love the Jedi. But seeing uh, Solo, watching Solo again, I was like, yeah, this is actually very enjoyable. I, I really much like this, how the Vulcan got a Solo, and I can't not love Donald Glover as Lando. He just emulates Billy D. Williams to a T. Rogue One, yeah, yeah. Rogue One is still, my, I mean, the Mandalorian is not done yet, but Rogue One is still my favorite of these spinoffs. I love that movie. Yeah, uh, I will say Rogue One is my favorite of the spinoffs. I, I like that film a lot. Um, Solo is, I have not changed my opinion since the first time I saw it, uh, rewatching it 
uh, for this. Uh, I think it's a good film. I think it's a wholly unnecessary movie. Uh, I really wish it wasn't a checklist prequel. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I, would, I don't mind a Han Solo movie, but I don't need to see every important event in his life. That's, that, I think that's my only real criticism because um, I think that's the same. Rewatching both these movies, I, I was pretty lukewarm on both these movies when they first came out. And upon rewatching them, you know, having like the. Uh, before they came out, there was a lot of like, oh, are these necessary, blah, blah, blah. We have our own like stigma, like, oh, how Han Solo in my mind. Once it's all washed and I just watch the movies for what they are, I think they're both really enjoyable. Yeah. Uh, there's so many things that I found that I really like in this time that watching Solo that I did in the first time because I just, I let my nerd goggles go away for a second. Uh, and I'm, I'm glad you turned on the road. I am, uh, I am too. Um, I still think some of the character stuff, like I would like more of it. Yeah. But like the central like plot and like the action and some of the characters like are really strong. Yeah. yeah. Like, I, one of my favorite, one of my favorite funny moments in Solo is when he ta- is talking to Blade Proxima. He takes out a rock. He's like, "This is a throw deader that I just armed. No, that's, that's a rock. rock. That's a rock. You yeah. made a clicking noise with your mouth." Yeah. And he just throws it. And yeah. I mean, the old, I guess the biggest. Thing that hurts is that he grabs the dice and the dice just don't mean anything because there's this great that's there's that's a shot that's a big thing. yeah because there's the shot in of course uh, Last Jedi where Kylo's holding onto the dice and they fade away yeah Michael what about what about you with the one so, so with me I agree that I, in my opinion both Rogue One and Solo oh, more so more so Solo they're not real Star Wars movies yeah Solo is a heist movie uh, Rogue One is more of like a rebellion type of movie it has more Star Warsy themes but i did enjoy them more than i think anything else i really love so mainly because i'm a huge mall fan as well that mm-hmm. little reveal at the end uh-huh. is yeah my See, favorite. i and really don't like that yeah, I'm, I'm a huge mall fan i, I, I love dark i love I hate that reveal i love mall being in there but at the same time it's like he doesn't does he need to out his lightsaber we know no, who he is. yes that's <laughs> hell yeah <laughs> no star wars movie cannot have a lightsaber in it oh wait no there's a lightsaber vader at the end duh the thing I loved about Maul is maybe not so much Maul himself, but knowing that he did uh, have a lot to do with the criminal underworld of uh, the Star Wars universe, and that's what excited me. Clone Wars, baby. It's a nice um, setup. It yeah. is a nice setup that we might not ever see anything. And, and also, anything with Queen Daenerys in it, I love. Yeah, yeah I don't like her. I, I found her more tolerable this time, but I do agree. Um, I, I really, I'm still not in love with it. I really like Paul Bettany in this movie. Oh, so I found myself enjoying him 100 more. I also really enjoy Woody Harrelson in this movie. Yeah, but the one thing, I, but going on your, when you do though, yeah, no, his unnecessary like gun switch. It's so weird. But uh, going to what Michael said about how he loves the mall reveal, I'm thinking it's like I thought it's like you know what this will be a gr- this movie is a great way to get people to watch the Clone Wars the anime show because obviously if people only watch the movies they think Maul got chopped in half he's yeah. effing dead. Yeah. There were so many people like when I saw it in theaters who were like. What? Let me tell you. Let me tell you about the Night Sisters. Spider legs. Yeah. I had to, I had to explain the Savage oppress. Yeah. I was I was seeing Solo with my mother, and she's never watched any of the extra stuff. She just watches the movies, and she's like, "I thought he got cut in half." And I'm like, <laughs> "He came back. Look at the robot with robot stuff." <laughs> Let me tell you about the Night Sisters and the Dothamirians. The, the uh, and she was like, Count Dooku's like, still dead, right? And like, Count Dooku's still dead, yeah. yeah. So, give me a list. Who's alive? Like, yeah, yeah. Did, I, did you know how I first found out that Darth Maul was alive? I was watching, my nephew was watching Clone Wars, and I was just playing my DS in the back. I looked up, saw he was alive. I like, what? My dad comes in. He's like, what's going on? I was like, Maul's alive. He's like, he does. My dad doesn't care anymore. But I turn off my game and I'm watching this. My nephew's just playing with his toys. I'm like, I'm invested in this shit now. Darth Maul comes from a planet 
with force witches who Heck yeah, baby. who have enslaved his species, a segment of his species, Zabras. and have and have and, and took his spider legs and made them into real legs and oppressed them, if you will. Oh yeah, because there's a guy named Savage Oppress. His brother, his brother, his brother. Savage. Sorry, Savage. Yeah, Savage. Yeah. If anybody has ever read the IDW uh, four-part miniseries of uh, uh-huh. Darth Maul. Uh-huh. Great miniseries. Yes, I highly it recommend it. Good story. Is that like Star Wars? Dark Horse. Yeah. Dark Horse. Yeah. What did I say? I did that. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, that's the only. That's the only Dark Horse comic that Marvel kept in canon. Fun fact. They didn't do it until later, but yeah, they yeah. they brought it in. I think the uh, again initially I was like, oh, what what does doing the Kessel Run on twelve parsecs mean? I had in my own mind what I wanted that to be. Or what I don't care. No, exactly. And then now that I don't care anymore and I'm like I just watch them like oh this is actually really cool yeah I should I have him really flying through that I think all the action, action, I think the yeah. action sequences are cool I think L3 is awesome L3 is L3 is one of my favorites in this movie besides Lando yeah I mean honestly I love how you see the, the Falcon pristine pristine condition and then it just gets worse and worse. Huh, I, I will, <laughs> huh, it up so I will say the, the the unfortunate thing with L3 is that it makes it makes Lando losing the Falcon a little bit more tragic yeah, yeah. And that, that's, I'm not also sure. It just makes L3's life tragic because it's like, I'm fighting for droid uh, rights. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, wait, enslave my mind in this and shit like, forever. When, yeah. when Lando goes out of the cockpit, he looks at L3 and says, do you need anything? She goes, equal rights. I'm like, damn, L3. And there's a really, like, a lot of people don't like this moment online because uh, it talks about robot sex. But there's a line of like, you know, uh, Lando loves me, but we're just not compatible. Like, oh, <laughs> Data is fully functional. Data, data, data works. <laughs> but that's the thing. LP says, uh, like, how does it work? And she just goes, it works. Oh, yeah, because Kira's like, well, Lando's banging that robot. Yeah, because um, um, Kira's like, how does that work? And she's like, oh, it works. And she might as well be weak. Yeah. I hope they incorporate a li- like at least a little nod when Lando gets back in the cockpit. Yeah. I, I, oh, so. I want to imagine that the C-3PO hooking himself up to the computer, like, there's like a little, like, oh, she says hello. Like, just something like that. Something, yeah. Like, a little line of, like, if you get it, it makes sense. Uh-huh. Um, like, that'd be really cool. That would be Yeah, nice. I, uh... That's that. It does kind of create a little bit of an issue for me. With, with it makes it makes Holland winning the Falcon less of a fist pump, more of like, oh, poor Lando. Yeah. yeah. But also Lando cheated, so like, yeah, yeah Lando's been coming. Yeah, he said he every the since the first Sabacc game, like, oh, you that's that's scoundrel. that's the thing. Like Han Solo was a scumbag, and then yeah. he became a better person. Even just like when Lando, he, like when he shoots Beckett first, it's I like, mean, yeah, yeah, he shot first. But I love Rogue One so much. Rogue One has some really great action. Yeah, Rogue One, the thing I love about I know we're jumping ahead, but I want to get to Rogue yeah, One. We gotta get through these, baby. Because Rogue One, I mean, the title it's in the title Star Wars. This is the, a war movie. Yeah, this really makes it. It feels like a, a great cutscene from a Battlefront game. Mm-hmm. It's like this is a war. This is boots on the ground. You have battalions. You're trying to fight the Empire. This is some real shit. That it feels dirty. dirty. The whole the space scene battle. On Scarif the is space the battle. The space battle on uh, above, above Scarif. Above Scarif. Oh yeah. Is I'm just gonna say it's probably the best space battle in Star Wars. It's awesome. Oh yeah. But I the think, hammerhead. Yeah. I think that, that is explains awesome. why Blue Squadron wasn't in. Uh huh. Yeah. I, the whole like using the hammerhead Corvette from from uh, Rebels just to mm-hmm. sort of slam into the into Star, Star, Star Destroyer is so cool. Also, feels, it's all CGI. Sorry, it's bad, real quick. Yeah. Uh, it's all CG, but it feels tactile. It feels yeah. real. It feels like you can touch it. Mm-hmm. The CGI in Rogue One is so mind-blowingly good for yeah. Star Wars. I don't. Feel like it's completely CGI. Feel like I'm watching models again. Yeah. Right. Something what I also love is that, especially in, um, in Return of the Jedi, they have to bring the shield generator down over the the forest of Endor. 
you actually see a real shield generator above a planet, and you know what happens when a ship flies into it, they blow up and die. Yeah, I like that. Answer. Just seeing a physical well, we shield that, we over that, a planet. We get that in Force Awakens too. That's why. Yeah, that's, we do. If you're traveling below light, if you're traveling below light speed, you get you slam into it and die. Yeah. But if you're traveling at light speed, you're you're you through it. Yeah. Um, I, I think you in Avengers Endgame too, or Infinity War. I mean, he's not wrong. <laughs> yes, he's not wrong. Uh, I think. Um, like, I, I, the, like, this is like a two-hour long movie, right, or whatever. Like, yeah. the last 30 minutes, like, once I get the Scarif, like, uh, it's, it's 10 out of 10. Like, it's, it's full on. Man, like, so good. Yeah, every, I think everyone, that's where everyone is elevated, and, like, all the, and everyone dies, oh, uh, yeah. which, I do, which I do think is really a really good idea. I think he's my favorite antagonist of the entire, of all the new new stuff that's come out. Uh, director, the director? Krennic? Krennic, yeah. Krennic. yeah. yeah. I, I love, like, Ben Mendelsohn does such a good job. job. He's up there for me. Like, I'm, I'm still not, like, like the choke on your aspiration line, like, it's a, it's a little silly. It's but Vader like, doing a dog joke. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I yeah, like, like Vader and himself. I like Vader in Tarkin's inclusion. Yeah, I this movie. Yeah, I think I Tarkin. Like CGI. I don't mind CGI. Yeah, honestly, yeah. like I don't mind. I like it. I like Tarkin's better than Leia's. Leia's looked a little. Cool. Yeah, Leia's looked weird. Yeah, yeah. But, but seeing, a little more shiny. But yeah. seeing um the actor who played Bail Organa in this movie again, Jim Smith, yep. and he's yeah. yeah, and the actress from Mon Mothman, Mon deleted Revenge of the yeah. Sith. Yep. And so seeing them back, it's like, oh, this is so cool. And even them mentioning, it's like, do we do we need to talk to the, to the Jedi? He's like. Nah, we don't need to we involve get, him yet. We get more of the shit I like, which is like, I'll go to the Senate. They'll never, they'll never let this happen. Yeah, yeah, bitch. The Senate, no, the Senate, Senate is useless. Yeah, but also what I love is that this, the aesthetics, because this uh, movie. I mean, obviously, it's made with twenty sixteen. Yeah, it came out twenty sixteen, right? Uh-huh. Yeah, it, it's made with twenty sixteen technology, so the CGI looks great. But the actors, they look like they're from the seventies. It feels like a new hope. There's this dude with this rad mustache. They so many mustaches. Remember when I remember when I was talking about Alien Isolation? And we were and we were and I, I really like recreating the aesthetic of the seventies yeah. sci-fi. Star Wars keeps doing that for me. Like yeah. uh, Rogue One does does that really well. And for it, me. it I includes, really appreciate um, that. It includes old footage from from. New Hope uh-huh. with, with like original like like the the Red Two or like whoever yeah. those guys yeah. are and I'm like and that's such an awesome idea and it's seamless it I seems really yeah. loved uh, Forrest Whitaker's portrayal of Saw Gerrera me too <laughs> 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 okay so rewatching it he doesn't say it he doesn't say that. At all, he says. He says. He just says lines and deception and then nothing. Yeah, where's the boogaloo from? You and he says the boogaloo. Because he does that's say the, the thing. That's the creature that's that. But he says that later. Yeah. No, I know. Yeah. I just like saying. Ryan, it, Ryan added it later on because he thinks it. He sounds funny because he says. It's yeah. What do you guys feel about the uh, the rumor of an uh, or I don't know if it's. 100% yet, but the Cassian Andor series coming? No, it's happening. Oh, that's yeah. happening. happening right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, K2SO is my second favorite character in that entire movie because he's just snarking all about it with all my heart. I will say, Ryan, you are, you are, you are right about one thing in your original, in your original criticism of Rogue One. Uh, Cassian Andor is not written consistently in the movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, he's, this is I, also something I said. Yeah, yeah Sparks as well. Thank he is, a, he is willing to shoot someone in the back. To protect his own his own skin, and he then he's kind of, and then he's kind of a righteous guy. Yeah, and you're like, I don't believe this turn. Well, it's because they're trying they're trying to create the idea that like this is the person he is, and and he's he's going against it, but it doesn't it doesn't deliver right. Also, yeah. like. I, I really enjoy I like the first scene where we meet him where he does shoot the guy in the back. That shows that the rebellion is willing to be gross and dirty as well. Yeah. And that's one aspect that I really like. I give up the last chat where it talks about oh war profiteering is on both sides of the war. That's that's the whole point that yeah. I do like is that when Cassian says, We're going to go with you, we believe in you, we have to go do this is because we've done awful things. It can't be for nothing. Yeah, we can't. I, I wanna see what that is because I think that would that would take to his character building. Hopefully we'll see that in That's yeah. what I'm hoping for too. Me too. Michael. When, when we do see it, I wanna see something that's like like almost 
uh, Game of Thrones esque, like something really like to get in the gritty of it, a rebellion and yeah. a war. Right? So, yeah. my yeah. question: Did you know that Cassie Andor, Andor was a separatist before the the yes, he was? I did not. Yes, he was. I know. Well, Ken told us that he was. That's what we found out. I was just wondering if you knew. That's why he says he's been. That's why he says he's been fighting uh, this war all his life because he was. He's always fighting the governments. Mm-hmm. Um, just the uh, one time he was, manipula- he was being manipulated, and on the other time he was fighting the right side of history. And that's one thing I have not. I'm, I'm still halfway through his book. Uh, I got sidetracked with Rachel's book, mm-hmm. and then um, Rachel's book again. The second, I, I didn't get the second one yet, but this. Yeah, I'm waiting for the second one too. We need to talk about Admiral Radish. The dopest dog. He's so hot. Admiral Radish. Yes. I love. Admiral Radis. The one who's so, like, we must fight. Yeah. The Winston Churchill from Moncala. Yeah. He I love him. so cool. I, I thought I loved Admiral Akbar. It's a trap. But I love this one a whole lot. I, I, lo- I love when he's talking Radis to... Radis chuckling at your I really love when he's talking to Rogue One. I really love when he's talking to Rogue One when the, when the signal comes through and he looks down at the planet yeah. as if that will be better. Yeah. He's, he's like, like we're here, Rogue One. Where are you? Can you see me? <laughs> because he looks from his chair and he's like, can you see me? Oh, probably not. I got to look at his lift driver. <laughs> what no. I think is um, really cool about Rogue One is that they took a dumb idea from Spaceballs and made it cool. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> the whole shield around the yeah. planet. Yeah. I uh, the Galen Urso plot of of having the Death Star plans be called Stardust, which is the nickname of the daughter. Yeah. So it would be they can help find it. Or I think yeah, that's awesome. Or even it, or even because one of my originally one of my problems was like, wait, well, I thought the Death Star was created during Episode Two because we see the the plans for the yeah, the plans were yeah, but like the blueprints. Were. Yeah, but then Galen Urso comes in and he helps make the Death Star. He revises the plans to put the weakness in it. Yeah, it it was it's also kind of explained that the Emperor was keeping the Death Star hidden away from the Senate. Yeah, because he didn't. Want the Senate to know that he's making this? Like, hey, I have a I have a weapon that can destroy a planet. Yeah, and it says like, uh, bitch, what? Well, yeah, because the Star Wars equivalent of an atomic bomb. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and I love the use of it because when especially when, when oh, fire one reactor. Yeah. yeah, when he when he destroys Jeddah, when he destroys Scar, it looks like, like an and atomic it, bomb. And it's yeah. still and it's even worse because it doesn't just destroy Jeddah; it destroys everything. What looks like a 3,000 mile radius. Yeah. It just yeah. looks it's complete and total. Continent destroying capabilities on one reality. I would have yeah. loved to see more about Jeddah too. I, I love the mythos. We get uh, we, they go to Jeddah in the comics, the Star Wars Marvel comics. Uh, the most re- the most recent run that's going around. The, so I'm not, not the Greg Pak one, the Kieran Gillen one. Yeah. Um, also, because you recently played the Battlefront two DLC goes to uh-huh. goes to yeah it does yeah. yeah. I, I got rid of. I just wish it was more about yeah. uh, Days and Chiru. Yeah, because I think they're great. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, I still love how I actually I'm really happy that all those characters die because of my friend, my friend Grace, when she watched it for the first time, she's like, "But they all die." I'm like, "Yeah, it's a war, and it's something different that we've never seen." Yeah, it's a suicide mission. Yeah, yeah. Honestly, it reminds me a lot of Mass Effect Two, which is my favorite game, which is a suicide mission. Um, yeah, the ending of the movie is dope, and then Halo Reach. Also, Halo Reach. Oh, exactly. I love yeah. Halo Reach. Uh, and then we get to um, the Darth Vader scene, which is just which is the, so cool. Just like, the the oh, music, uh, like we said, Star Wars can never be faulted for the choice of music. The music always amplifies it. This is when Michael like, Giacchino, baby. Yeah, well, this is the time where someone other than John Williams, like I can make Star Wars music great. And that whole scene is amped to eleven. Just the whole the chorus and the orchestra when it kicks in, right when they say "open fire," and it's just. Just, Vader turns oh. his life support off so he can be sneaky. Yeah, he does. Yeah. That is such a, then, he holds his breath so he can be scary. And then he turns it on. You hear the... 
it like it like dark smoke like fills the room like like it's a sense of dread like Vader has never had before. I really, I really like. Uh, I, I want I want to say I really like that. If you follow the thread, Revenge of the Jedi, Revenge of the Je- Revenge of the Sith, mm-hmm. uh, to Rogue One, to A New Hope, I do get the sense that the Vader I see at the end of Revenge of the Sith has become the Vader I see at the end yeah. of Rogue One. So oh, yeah. losing more humanity. Over yeah, time. and yeah. then when I see him in A New Hope, I buy that they're the same person. Mm-hmm. I think I, Rogue One helps that. I buy that too. Um, I do. I do think that the transition from Rogue One into A New Hope works really well. However, I do question like. How come Vader's not just coming in with his red lightsaber killing all these fools? Yeah. <laughs> also, why is he okay with them being like, no, we don't have the plans. I saw you leave. Yeah, there's a great meme where it's like, there's like, Lord, it's like, we are on Diplo. You're part of the road. It's like, they changed the line where it's like, bitch, you just saw us glass a planet. Well, I do think yeah. that what works is the, like, uh, this if this is a consular ship, where's the ambassador? Where he's like, all he's looking for is the plans. He's like, oh, you got a princess on this ship. Yeah. Oh, what? Yeah. It's like actually a kid with chocolate on his mouth. Yeah. Like, uh, I didn't need the cake. I, yeah. I was I was literally yeah. in the hangar yeah. as you left. I watched you eat the chocolate. I, do you know how many of your Alderanian uh, guardsmen I murdered 10 minutes ago? I debated jumping onto the ship. <laughs> that Just that whole escape scene just... It's one of the best in Star Wars I've seen, and even how it seamlessly flows into Episode Four, just always was like, "This is Star Wars. This is great." You know the, that last scene with uh, with with Darth Vader. Uh, not a lot of people give these people uh, enough credit, but the but the uh, the actors that were running away from Darth Vader. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. they were they were the so terrifying. Even Eric Edwards believed everything that I saw. Oh, yeah, even Eric really, I love the one. I really like that. I really like that in Rogue One. Gareth Evans was like. The lightsaber should be seen as a nuclear weapon. Yeah. Like, it should be seen as something that's like, oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> We're screwed. Again, like, I mean, they all pause before they even, they because they're just so like, oh, my it's, God. It's the equivalent of everyone else having swords and him having a gun. Yes. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. Uh, and again, like, not, not to bring up the pickles again, but like, when you have 500 lightsabers in a fight, it loses its, its how special it is. So yeah. when you are but it was 100, 100 against 1. But it was a more civilized no, time. No, I understand, but that's not the time, that's not the time I want to watch. Uh, I like it when the rebels are like, are like trying to survive. But it'll like be this. what? When Obi-Wan uses a blaster to kill Grievous, so uncivilized. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so... Force Awakens? Now it's time for Force Awakens. Uh-huh. Uh, the I, only time I cried in a Star Wars movie. I think I think The Force Awakens... I like it for the most part. Uh, it's a very frustrating movie for me. Because... Tell me why. Because it's... Because J.J. Abrams is never sure what plot points he wants to move forward with, so he's constantly filling the movie with bits like... Oh, Han Solo knows who Rey is. No, he doesn't. Oh, yeah, you know what? Yeah, he does. No, he doesn't. I, 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 I completely understand what you mean. I, I don't think that was the intent. I, I think and it's because it's mainly because J.J. Abrams is very, very like he needs to put mysteries. In his he's movie. a mystery box. He's director. a mystery box director. Yeah. Uh, and it's frustrating getting it from Star Wars because we've never gotten it from Star Wars, and I don't need him to set up things that, I, that to be answered that in these movies. That is true. Star Wars has never been like a mystery setup type of thing. It's yeah. just like, here's the story. The Darth yeah. Vader reveal isn't something we're looking for, which is why it comes yes. out of nowhere. Right. I, I also don't like that aspect of Force Awakens at all. I also don't like it because more than anything, it frustrates me because I know there was no answer. Yeah, exactly. They yes. were just made to be questions without yeah. answers. And that's that's only become more apparent as we've gone, and we know that that's the case. And I'm like, I, Star Wars has also never been something while it's been traveling through its trilogy without some kind of relatively known destination. Yes. yes. But this trilogy has. Yes. I like both these movies, but this trilogy has been that. Yeah. And that 
It's been started with J.J. Abrams being really, like, random. So, Michael, this is why you're here. Is it? No, the next one is. That's what I was thinking. Yeah, I feel about Force Awakens. I, I, to be honest, I didn't mind it. I actually, when I first saw it, I thought it was, I was, I was getting really excited about uh, the entire new trilogy. Um, it was nice seeing something kind of a little bit more dark. Uh, the Han Solo dying was a, was a big thing for me. That was probably the most emotional type of. I think Harrison Ford's really good in the movie. Yeah. I think, oh yeah, yeah. I think he, he's probably. I think the. I, I really like. I wish that we would have seen another. I know we're. I'm jumping ahead, but I really like the dynamic between Boyega and um, Ray. Uh, Did you really? Ray. Yeah. Um, I wish I would have seen. We could have seen that more in the second. In the second yeah. one. That's yeah. I agree with that. Another one of my things we'll talk about. I guess. Like Han Solo uh, holding the holding the bowcaster is just. Oh, like so good. Yeah. Yeah. It's so like you've good. known him for how many years, and you're just now using his bowcaster. Yeah. yeah um, uh, I loved Maz Kanata. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Uh, she's one of my favorite characters, which I wish we could have seen. They could have easily put her into the Last Jedi. I thought. I, and that, that's the thought, that's the thing that that's one of the bits where that frustrates me because when when it cuts to her and she's like, so who's the girl? And you're yeah. just like, I'm like, come on, come yeah. on, JJ, yeah. give me something. Right. Yeah. yeah. That so that mysterious. that's one that drives me nuts. Um, yeah. 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 Like what, don't. What? Maybe maybe the girl isn't nobody. I, yeah. I, I appreciate Jeez. that J.J. Abrams has publicly acknowledged that his biggest mistake with Force Awakens is when Rey comes back from Han's death and hugs Leia, yes. and Leia just ignores Chewie. Chewie. Yes. Oh which makes gosh. no That's sense. That's why I get that because moment. Because, because it is implied. It is implied in that moment that Leia knows who Rey is also. Exactly. Yeah. And, and like Rey recognizes Leia as someone to her, yeah. and it's like, this isn't true. They haven't met, and it, you just stole a really important moment. Yes. I have to hug Rey because she has grown from my mother's something mother's heir yeah it's an awful awful mistake and I wish he hadn't made it me yeah. too I um I was very very hot on Force Awakens when it came out because as you guys know I don't like the prequels and I and this feels like the older Star Wars movies um to me um I think this movie looks incredible if, if, if anything else, J.J. Abrams is a visual, like, he gives us a visual feast. Yeah, I agree. So as, as, I agree. I love the designs of the X-Wings. Yeah. Now, I love Force Awakens. Mm-hmm. I loved it ever since I first saw it. Like like I said, I cried on, on the opening crawl because I thought, oh my god, I'm getting more Star I, Wars. I 100% I'm got getting, a, too, 100%. I'm getting a t- continuation of Star Wars. And a lot of people that I know, they criticize Force Awakens because it feels too much like a new hope. But now I think about it, I was like, you know what? We kind of needed to be pretty nostalgic. It's what we needed. Because, of course, you're bringing all the older fans back from from the original trilogy. It's like, you have to make it feel like the original trilogy. If, I, if you're going to bring people back from the original trilogy, you got to bring the generations back that watched the original yeah. trilogy. And that's why you kind of so, make it. So, I, will, yeah. I will say that the mistake that he made was having an almost allergic reaction to explaining mm-hmm. the, the system of the Republic and the Resistance. Um, and I think... He did it because he didn't want to go too political because the prequels did. And I understand the impulse, but it was a mistake because he does actually have an intricate backstory that he just leaves on the cutting room floor. Yeah, which yeah. It's, a, it's a bummer. Because the Resistance is being funded by the Republic, which is uh-huh. why the First Order is able to attack because the yeah. First Order is not allowed to attack. Yeah. And that's all That's all just subtext now. And yeah. it's so weird that we don't get that in the movie. It's, yeah. it's, it's really a shame because, like, yeah, like, J.J. sets up all these things, but, like, I don't know if he knew or not if he wasn't directing the next one immediately. Yeah. But he did. He did. Like, that was the thing. When they came into it, it was J.J. Abrams. Uh, oh, and then Trevor Ryan nine. Johnson had that one, and right. Colin Trevorrow had right. the last one. So he, Thank God. Yes. Oh, so, yeah. So, J.J., it, it doesn't even matter if he was going to do the next one or not. He's like, oh, I just have to be the setup guy. 
And, and yeah. to be fair, like that's what he does a lot, and yeah. that's not his fault. People like that he does that. But yeah. one of the things I do love is that how this takes place obviously thirty years after Return of the Jedi. Uh, you see the remnants of the war. Ray's living in a destroyed attic. Um, you see. I like the Jakku War. Uh, even the uh, the line where Harrison, where Luke, where Han Solo says the Sith, the Jedi, it's real. All it's of true. it. It's true. I like even the when that the that the that the Republic wasn't able to destroy the Empire outright. Yeah. They were just able to defeat them enough. Yeah. And kind of move them. For them to get scattered. Yeah. yeah. And of course, when why the First Order came out, like when uh, the attack on Mos Kanaz Cantina by the First Order. And Finn turns on the lightsaber. Of course, the marketing is like, oh, he's going to be the new version of Jedi. And right. the scene at the end, I love the Jedi mind tricks uh, with Ray looks at the story. Daniel Craig? Yeah, <laughs> I love that. Where he's like, you're going to open the door and unlock these restraints. You're going to unlock these Daniel Craig cameo. Yeah, and he just goes, okay, and drop your weapon. And drop my weapon. Well, no, first he's like, Excuse me? Yeah. He's <laughs> like, I will tighten these wrists. I will tighten these restraints, you scavenger scum. And yeah. she finally does it. And her taking the lightsaber and fighting Kylo Ren. I mean, I really enjoy Kylo Ren in this movie. He is really good. You know, going back to uh, uh, you know not wanting to ever be promoted in the Gal- in the, the Empire or whatever. Those two stormtroopers who see who Me. were walking right by <laughs> Kylo Ren throwing his tail, oh, they're like, like, "Oh, gosh, this, we took the wrong turn. Let's go yep. take another." Now 15. people always. So he's like, oh, he's just a crybaby. He's like, no, he's trying to feed his... I see it as him trying to feed his anger. He's no, trying he is to... a crybaby, too. That's why his character's awesome. That, yeah. yeah, he's he's basically Anakin and Vader. He is a, yeah. he is a Darth Vader fanboy. He is. Yeah. And I think that aspect of the character is so awesome because he is so conflicted, but he's like, but I want to be like the cool guy. Yeah. He, I like the idea that he's not... Conf- He's not, you know, Luke was old, Luke and Anakin were always like pulled towards the dark, mm-hmm. but he's pulled towards the light. Yes. Yeah. And I like the idea is like, I want to be in the dark. But I'm pulled towards the light, and I hate that. I have to kill the thing that's keeping me. Just that, uh, like that person, like his talk with. I'm sorry, Michael, but his whole conversation with Han on the bridge before Han dies is just man. That's powerful. What were you gonna say? Do you remember? Um, Something about you, what you said about Kylo. Yeah, uh, he was a. He's a man baby. Yeah, he's a man baby, and we, yeah, we have seen that in the in the past, which is why I think that I wasn't really a big fan of. Of, of Kylo or I, I know that uh, Adam Driver is a good actor mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I know he is I just didn't need to see another kind of cryberry another another uh, an Anakin yeah, uh, that's right. type of character which is why I think kind of moving forward I just it just in the back of my head I just never really have fully embraced uh, that this part of the of the new trilogy yeah yeah I get that uh, let's go ahead and jump towards Last Jedi <laughs> Now the moment you all been waiting for. She's back for it. Yeah. The last <laughs> Jedi, somehow the most divisive film of that year, which I did not expect, still mm-hmm. don't. Yeah. But the last Jedi came out. Mixed response, I guess. Is mixed response is right. yeah. a good way to say yeah. that. Um, the whole reason why you're here is you guys don't like that movie. I don't. Do you? <laughs> And we're so, here to tell you why you're wrong. So here's okay. the thing. It's, it's, it, this isn't a situation where, like, I saw it opening weekend, and I and I did not like it. And then I had a nice conversation with my friends on this podcast, uh, and they changed my mind, and now I really like that movie. I think enough time has passed where we're not going to be able to change your minds because you're right, because the ideas are so firm. But I think the things we will explain might open your, open your heart to it. So here's the thing. Uh, you guys have changed my minds on other movies before Ooh. because of listening, right? Cool. So well, space, I've yeah. only seen this twice. Mm-hmm. Okay, and uh, once was in the theater, and once was for this show. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're, you know, oh, I'm glad you rewatched it for the. For yes, the uh, me too. I, I didn't. 
was really hoping that I'd be able to as well. But um, yeah, so uh, why don't yeah, you so like maybe, it? Why don't I like yeah. it? I I found it very boring. Oh, interesting. I've not heard that yeah. one yet. So I know. I know. I know he's, he's, you know what? I will take. I will take that one um, over like any of the character choices. Yeah, like uh, because it is kind of it is kind of like a. a it's not. I don't think it's a badly paced movie, but it is definitely a slower movie than than The Force Awakens. That's it is probably why I'm thinking. I love that hat. Well, that's probably why I'm thinking <laughs> that I, I I I didn't like it as much as or as much as you guys did. Um, yeah, some of the character development, but every, everything. I felt like I was just looking at my watch a couple times in the theater. Yeah. Um, babe, what about you? Yeah, yeah. No, I I have the same complaint that I was just kind of like. Slow. See, I didn't have that issue at all. I, I do think it kind of, I think the pacing kind of slows down a little bit when we get to the casino, but I, I don't have an issue with the pacing. I found it to be very exciting for the most part. I, I remember for like frame one, and I've told the story to, to the guys here, but uh, frame one, once once Poe is doing his, his thing on, on, with the afterburner, I'm like, mm-hmm. I want to see this again. I, um, can this be over so I can watch it again? I know you think Rogue One is like, your favorite or the best uh, space battle, but I think Last Jedi has my favorite because the, the stuff Poe does is like, of course he's able to to outmaneuver this incredibly large ship because yeah. it's so tiny, and they didn't account for and that. And he's a good pilot, and he's a great yeah. pilot. Yeah. But I think the reason why I think you like the space battle in uh, Rogue One a little bit more than this one, I think that the character development for Rogue One helped build the 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 battle to mean something a little bit yeah. more than what... I don't know uh, if anyone accused, ever accused Rogue One of having character development. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, it, 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 well, it helps that that's the final battle of the movie where this yeah. is the beginning of the movie, so there is no and character the, to develop. And the whole the whole point of that of that battle is to... It's to show Poe's an asshole. It's to show Poe's an idiot yeah. more than an yeah. asshole. Sorry, that's what I meant. Yeah, not, he's not an idiot. He's not a good leader. He's, he's, he's a flyboy. Like when, Le- when Leia says, there were, there, like when Poe's like, there were heroes, dead heroes, no, no leaders. leaders. Exactly, yeah. Yeah. And going back to, you, you know, a lot of people were saying like the people had some uh, issues with some of the characters. The only one that I really had an uh, issue with was Hondu. The, uh, what, Le- Honda? Uh, Honda. Oh, Admiral Holdo. Lord Dern. Lord Dern. Who's Hondo? Well, I really enjoy Hondo her. Hondo Onaka is the one who the will introduced them to the smugglers run ride. He's from Clone Wars. Yes. Yeah. Um, I, while I really enjoyed um, how she, the big sacrifice that she had at the very end, the 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 Holdo awesome, maneuver. Yeah, the whole yeah, exactly. I I, I just I did. People keep sorry. People yeah, keep people keep saying about that about the movie. It's like, why do they just do it all the time? Yeah, why don't I just light speed all my resources into other people's? Why do I just sacrifice yeah. a giant ship oh, and yeah, kill that's... myself every yeah, time? Yeah, let me yeah. just kill everyone on my damn cruiser so I can knock out fifteen other cruisers. The Hammerhead yeah. did that, and they all got killed the, too. Yeah. The whole point of that maneuver is that there's no other choice. It's a last but we ditch have effort. Very little yeah. to yeah. to do. Um, I so Holdo. When I actually really like Holdo, and a lot of people have always had this problem with Holdo that she is. Uh, that that she's she is so disrespectful to Poe. That's the fact that she has this this kind of like uh, attitude that she she can't trust Poe. You're damn right she can't trust Poe. Yes. Poe just lost her whole fleet. Or a bombing fleet anyway. Yes. It's not it's not that I don't didn't like that aspect. It's that I didn't have any frame of references to her past. Mm-hmm. I wish I had just a little bit more, maybe a couple scenes of of her and Leia maybe reminiscing on some on some older uh, battles or mm-hmm. something. Something, but. Uh, I mean, because I totally get uh, the um, you know, the the role of uh, somebody uh, a, a leader, the chain of command, have, yeah, chain of command, having to make decisions, even though uh, someone may not understand. You don't need to understand. I we have a plan set, and if all the all the spokes on the wheel don't turn at the same time, then that plan has failed. Yeah. Um, 
And she does not need to trust Poe with that plan. No. Uh, yeah, I, I, I like Holdo a lot, and I don't actually think we need that that kind of over-explained backstory for, for her character. Because we, we didn't need it for Akbar, We didn't need it for Mon Mothma. Yes. We didn't need it for Palpatine, even. I almost feel uh, with, with Mon Mothma and, uh, and Akbar, uh, they, they weren't as, uh, I don't think, uh, as critical to the story as... as... I, I think Akbar is. I think Ak- Akbar is definitely is, is as, as, as influential to the story of Return of the Jedi as Holdo is to... Um, I think influential is true, but I don't think present is as true. I think Holdo is more of a character in Last Jedi than Akbar is allowed to be in Return of the Jedi. He, he's, a, he's a meme. He's like she's in more scenes. Yeah, she's yeah, more relevant to the plot of what's happening. So I understand the like, reason I like Holdo is because uh, it it would have been nice to have more character development for for every character, right? You always want to see more of somebody. But the the lines of so because of the chain of command and it goes to Poe and Poe's like, oh, am I going to be the leader? He's like. Oh, but, someone's got to be later. But like, Poe oh, was demoted. Exactly. Yeah. Suppose so. It's Holdo, and apparently, like nobody on this ship knows who Holdo is, but she's a captain of another ship. Yeah. So she stands up, like, "Hey, I'm sorry that I have to be the leader, but here's this is what we're gonna do." And then Poe challenges, like, "Oh, hey, I know you want to be involved, but it's not. This is not your responsibility. You listen to me. I am the chain of command. Yeah. And like, that's what a powerful leader needs to be. And she is very stern. And some could argue that she doesn't really have a personality. I think she's she has a huge personality. She's very stern, and she knows exactly what she needs to do, and she doesn't need to explain herself to a to a little flyboy. Yeah. Because exa- that's exactly the reason he was promoted, because he got hundreds of people killed when they didn't need to sacrifice them. You bet your ass if Luke had done a, had done a stupid stunt like Poe did, that oh Luke God. wouldn't even be and trusted. And Leia would have been, no, would have been twice as hard on him. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, just, I think people are unfair towards a lot of the characters in, in The Last Jedi. Holdo... Holdo gets a lot of the brunt because the, because they don't see it from the perspective of like, well, if this had happened in the original trilogy, they feel like they would have happened differently. But I don't think so. No. I don't think the, the new trilogy has done anything that the original trilogy wouldn't have done if they could have. Uh, Again, when we meet Mon Mothma in the original trilogy, she's just a lady that's there. Yeah. We don't get her backstory. She's like, hey, this is what we're going to do. So, and we know she's the leader. So yeah. I want to hear more of uh, what yeah. didn't work for you in the movie. Because like, I know what worked for us. We did a yeah. Last Jedi review. That's so true. I know what it was. Two and a half hours. Yeah, I remember. Yeah. <laughs> um, the, uh, let's see. Um, do you like Luke? I, I keep going back and forth, but I think overall I don't. Okay. Um, uh, a, a big reason being is because of the... Uh, I keep going back to the nostalgia part is... He was the the hero that yeah he had he had to d- discover you know the, the the his way through the force but at the end he was that very confident Jedi right and then we see him completely broken down and it's just not something they they never one they didn't even bring him Leia and Han back together I know, will admit that's a mistake that, that was yeah. that was something that I just not Ryan Johnson's mistake the, the, the nostalgia yeah that was Force Awakens but um I want to see Luke strong and and it just it, i i would argue I'm that we, to, no i get i get it though because you know you're echoing a lot of a lot of things that i, I do here that's why i originally yeah. felt as well yeah, yeah i do hear yeah. a lot a, a lot of this but i think that that we do see luke as a strong jedi yeah like it, if i might the part because a lot of people uh, will say is like because i luke skywalker is my favorite star wars character and people say like, oh you must hate last Jedi. i'm like no i love last Jedi. he's like well they killed luke's character i'm like they didn't they, they, they developed Luke's character. Yeah, because, I mean, Luke said, in the, as the movie progressed, he said, I was the legend. I was the legendary Luke Skywalker. I was the one to bring the Jedi back from the brink of destruction. And he did, 
and then it fell because he, in a fleeting moment, he was going to kill his own nephew. He didn't learn from his mistakes. Exactly. And he didn't and learn he, from the mistakes of the Jedi. And he falls into the same pit of despair. It was like, all the Jedi's teachings, they're failures. It was Obi-Wan who trained um, Darth Vader. It was the Jedi who allowed Sidious to take over the Senate. It was the Jedi who allowed Sidious to take power and destroy themselves. And here he was, trying to rebuild what was destroyed, and he failed again. It yep. wasn't until his whole scene with um, Yoda, where he said, where Yoda's like, failure is the best teacher of all. Ray knows this. There's nothing in the books that Ray doesn't know. The, the scene with Yoda is probably my favorite scene. It's a good scene. Oh, it's, it's a, a great scene. Jedi. It's a great scene. Yeah. Um, but I still can't get over the fact that I was still just bored the entire... No, I want to I say, uh, going back to The Force Awakens being frustrating, yeah. the, the, the fact that Luke is on that island is an unfortunate circumstance of one of J.J. Abrams' mystery box uh, things. And J.J. Abrams put, put Luke on this island... And said to Ryan Johnson, have fun. And Ryan Johnson had to work backwards. He yeah. had to come up with an idea to make it make sense. Why would he have isolated himself? It doesn't really make sense why he would isolate himself from the Force, from his friends. These pe people are dying. Why would he do this? So Ryan Johnson had to come up with a reason. And truthfully, I think he came up with a pretty good reason. He made another mistake. I he couldn't handle yes. it. Let me tell you why uh, uh, Last Jedi is dope and Luke Skywalker is dope. Because uh, all of Star Wars, I love all of Star Wars. It also looks cool. He also looks cool. Yeah. I love all of Star Wars, but I don't think it's unfair to say that they are relatively simple, simple premises. Yeah. There's not a lot of incredible depth, like 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 a Scorsese movie or something like that, right? It, they're, they're cinema, yeah, yeah, they're cinema. <laughs> they're they're popcorn blockbuster movies. This oh, is wow. this I truly feel is the first Star Wars movie to actually challenge its audience. Yeah. Where it's like, listen, you there's a great line that I love so much, and it's it almost sounds like Daisy Ridley is reading directly from the script because it's what she and the entire audience wants from the movie. She's like, Master Luke, Kylo Ren is, is in the dark side, is growing up, and we need you, the Master Jedi, to form the Jedi Order again. And it's like, oh, that's what everyone wants. And I'm like, that is so... You want me to walk out in front of the First Order with a laser sword and stare him down? And like, he still does it at the end. He still does yeah. it. Yeah, he still does it at the end. But the whole thing is like, this is a 65-year-old man who, who has failed... He failed his one goal, and like he 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 had uh, he was on a pedestal more than any other person. He was the legend, Luke Skywalker. The amount of pressure this guy had to deal with, it this is a realistic. This is the most realistic Star Wars movie because it's about what happens when a legend isn't a legend. What if he's a human being and he made one mistake and it ruined everything? And I think that's why I love so much because this is the first Star Wars movie that was actual depth yeah. there's real yeah. depth to we see character. the human luke skywalker yes. of the jedi and then we see it again in the last jedi i find I failure think, i think people, so interesting i think people i i truly believe that that the audience bought into the legend of luke skywalker 100 oh yeah the same way that the galaxy did in the star wars universe it's like don't meet your heroes yeah it's don't meet your heroes you, you put it you put it just just like that you he's Dealt with the, uh, we see him dealing with his failures, but I want to see the actual failure. I mean, yeah, we see the flashbacks, but I want to see the actual failure and the initial <clears throat> and what exactly happened. I think that would actually make more sense to somebody who wants that legendary um, Luke Skywalker to say, like, okay, now I kind of get why he's acted this way and why he's been. Have you uh, have you seen the um, comparison images of how they frame the shots of Luke between Return of the Jedi and, and Last Jedi? Uh, I don't think so. So there's a mm. there's a image thing going around where mm -hmm. Ryan Johnson framed Luke when he's in the flashback holding the lightsaber over Kylo. It's the exact same framing of when he was holding the lightsaber over Vader when he'd cut Same Vader. face too. Yeah. It's the exact same shot because it's supposed to be the same moment. It's a he split was giving second. into he was giving into the dark side 
and going to kill Kylo because of it. He was failing. And he again. didn't and he didn't go as far as he did with the fader. No, he ignited the lightsaber and immediately had regret. Yeah. Immediately. It passed like a fleeting shadow. Yeah, and but then and Kylo all, woke up and, and all he was left was just the eyes of a scared and frightened all, little boy. The, the 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 only thing that took down the Jedi the new Jedi order was the fact that Luke had a split second re- moment. Yeah. To think that he could stop something. And that's human to me. I find yeah. that so yeah. interesting because again like how do you feel about Snoke? Because I think this is actually tied directly to Snoke as well. Do you, do you are you are you cool with them killing Snoke the way they did? No, I wanted more from. Okay. okay, so okay, so that's exactly it. You wanted you wanted a remake of the old movies because you just wanted another emperor who rises to power. You wanted another Darth Vader character. You wanted Truthfully, the exact we, same well, story. I was actually kind of hope. I thought that he was actually going to be the leader of like the or the creator of the Knights of Ren. I thought that the Sith were going to be just gone, and I thought that that uh, the uh, so far as we know they are. So far yeah. as we know, yeah. Um, but I was thinking uh, Snoke was going to be more of a of a uh, um, a like a Plagueis, not I mean not a Plagueis type of character, but more of a. Well, I would hate that. Oh god, that would have been terrible. <laughs> um, but more of a character that is more of a, a character period, maybe. Okay, maybe that too. He, maybe that is what I'm looking for. Yeah, I mean, way, I, I kind of agree. In a way, he he is kind of like almost useless. But but he is not useless because he is he is the plot construct for Kylo Ren's uh, evolution. I was just listening to the Force Center podcast about they did a they did a um, they did a a, a a Star Wars therapy session live and they did they did a thing about about Captain Phasma. People were upset that Captain Phasma died in the Last Jedi, and it's hard for fans who attach them who attach an interest to a character to understand that maybe a character's whole role in a movie is to support another character. Yes. And I think that same thing has happened with Snoke. I think it's difficult for people to understand that Snoke wasn't there to be the Emperor. He was there to bring Kylo Ren to being the new Supreme Leader. Yeah. I, I'll, I'll piggyback off that and say that a lot of the things that, that you're saying you don't like about Last Jedi um, are things that I think come from, for me, the way I recognize it is that they come from I was being set up for a movie that I didn't even necessarily want from Force Awakens. Yeah. Uh, with where it was taking Snoke, where what it was making Luke out to be. And I didn't really want, because that was going to be the original trilogy again. That's what I felt like Force Awakens was sending me for. Snoke's the Emperor. Like Luke would have been Luke the Obi-Wan. Be the yeah. and what I didn't get that, though, is where I was, I was thinking I'm getting bored now. Sure. Uh, but that's where like Force Awakens was setting that up, and I didn't want that sequel. So Last Jedi made me happy because I didn't know what it was going to be, and I didn't, I didn't see any of it coming. And that made me happy because I thought I was going into something I was going to completely yeah, want to But But that being said, I, I disappointed that that's why I get disappointed with Force Awakens in hindsight is because I think that a lot of the flaws I do see in Last Jedi, because I agree with you, I think Snoke isn't much of, of a character. I don't think Rey is much of a character, which is a big problem for me with Last Jedi. I Agreed. like a lot of things in it, but I think Rey is not a character. And I blame Force Awakens for a lot of it because yeah. there should be set up going into Last Jedi. I don't think Last Jedi itself has as many problems plot-wise with its characters and everything as much as that the setup doesn't support it. Yeah, I agree. It's the middle chapter of a trilogy that doesn't have a good stand. Doesn't have good stand ground to stand on. Yeah, and so there, therein lies my hope is that this is a part two of three, mm-hmm. right? Um, 
I'm not getting the entire story, so maybe when three comes out, maybe I'll, it'll make me appreciate this this uh, second second film a little bit more than I did. We know the Knights of Ren are heavily featured, so I would not be surprised if we do get we more see, flashbacks. We that, see them that, in that trailer. Right? Yeah, yeah, so like, I wouldn't be surprised if we get more flashbacks to the stuff you want about how maybe. Luke ended up doing that thing. Right. I, I mean, oh, sorry, I'll let you talk. No, I was just going to say, kind of building on what you said, though, I think maybe that's part of what my main gripe was with it was mm-hmm. because there wasn't a lot to stand on. I didn't really care going into it. Sure. So it was kind of like, so then when it was a little bit slower, I was kind of like, yeah, this is pretty much what I expected. So it kind of it was yeah. like a self-fulfilling prophecy. Yeah. Whereas, but now I definitely going more open-minded and right. just like, I like, again, I have hope. One of the things that was exciting for me about The Last Jedi mostly was the fact that once Luke takes the lightsaber, tosses over his shoulder, I'm like, well, I got no clue where this is going. I yeah. Think, I think uh, I think with any kind of franchise film, but especially with Star Wars, we're always fighting with like expectations of what it's supposed to be. And Last Jedi just went so far against expectations, which I like because I like not not actually being followed through on my what I'm looking for. I agree. Me too. Um, I like being I like being caught off guard, but um, I I think that. Force Awakens did a really terrible thing of uh, of setting up expectations without having answers. It's a big, big problem that I have with it. Is is even though I enjoy that movie, I still think that there was a problem from the get go of them planning this original trilogy and not knowing where they were going, not having the answers when they set up the questions. And what I think is is it's it's bad because it's a, uh, a while you while you and everybody else here like they like they enjoy the not knowing what's going to be happening. Like you toss it like, oh, what's going on? I don't know. Uh-huh. Um, the movie, unfortunately, because a lot of people were expecting stuff from the setup of The Force Awakens, and they were disappointed in this, right, right. it split the fandom to the point where, it, I honestly believe that this is probably a big reason why Solo didn't do good. It 100%. Was, it, was, it, was, oh, yeah. it came out five months after this, and uh-huh. there were people that were, that were actively boycotting this on like Reddit and, and YouTube and all that right. stuff. Right, um, the mountains of salt started to form the second last Jedi hit theaters. I yeah. must, I must say, I am so glad you're not one of those people who are like, "Go woke, go broke, go." <laughs> I don't, yeah, I don't, I don't understand. They're all dumb. <laughs> but, that's, but that's the thing is, like, I, I understand not liking Last Jedi. I understand it. I don't understand treating it like it's the worst Star Wars film ever made. I don't understand treating it like it's the thing that broke the fandom. I'm like, we all just talked about Phantom Menace, like. And Last Jedi is not a worse movie to say, than Phantom I have to say, Menace. it's not Kathleen Kennedy's fault. Well, sure. Kathleen Kennedy is a is a is a producer <clears throat> who comes from a very different line of producers than the kind of producers we're seeing come up. She's not Kevin Feige. The Kevin Feige's of, of the world. Kathleen Kennedy is the kind of producer who picks a director and says, "You make the movie you want to make." If there is studio interference, it comes from Bob Iger. The movie that Ryan Johnson made is the movie he wanted to make. The movie that Forrest, that J.J. Abrams made is the is the movie that they hired J.J. Abrams to make. Mm-hmm. So Kathleen Kennedy has no say in story. She will never have a say in story. She honestly doesn't even care. She doesn't care. Yeah. She's the president of Lucasfilm. Yeah. Her mm-hmm. only goal is to make sure there are Star Wars movies that are being released. Mm-hmm. The story people are Filoni, are Ryan Johnson, are J.J. Abrams. The story pe- the sto- Fav- Favreau, the story people are just the people who are developing the projects. But part, part of her job is to make sure that it stays true to brand. That's, That's true. That's I, true. I was going to say that she's going to have an overreach or an umbrella on continuity and making sure that it's all still a part of the world and has the same kind of feel to it and everything. And that's where I think she fails is like, I know that it was their story and, and they did what they wanted with it, but it, it ultimately still needs to be under that umbrella and have. Yeah. I just think she was hired to be the Kevin Feige. I think when, 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 when George Lucas gave her Lucasfilm, uh, basically bequeathed her Lucasfilm, 
Uh, he was says, take care of my company. But Bob Iger hired her on to be like, be the new Kevin Feige. She's just not willing to do that. She's yeah. not willing to have that role. And also, Marvel, Marvel, sh- uh, Star Wars should not uh, uh, do what Marvel's doing. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Um, That's yeah. I'm not anti Kathleen Kennedy, but I do think that there's you know an amount of being overprotective about Star Wars, which I I do credit to her because mm-hmm. it's not about Last Jedi necessarily, but actually about like Rogue One. I think there probably was a more for me better version of Rogue One yeah. with all the full pieces that I wanted. So many development and everything. So many like if, things from the trailer that we if, saw. Uh, if Gareth Edwards' version had been allowed to run its course, and by the way, that's true. We may not. Uh, we probably all agree that Star Wars should not be do what Marvel is doing. One hundred percent. You know it's happening. Mm. I, it's going to happen. I think it's it, because it, of, it of did, the success. It started. I think it started. And everybody and it from Marvel is coming to Star Wars. Well, so no. So as as Ryan said, I think it started, but I think it has stopped because Star Wars isn't built like that. Star Wars has never been like that. So I think once they realized that it's not going to work, I think Solo was the one that was like, in, oh wait, this the can't last work. Jedi Solo combo was like. Maybe hold hold. In many yeah. ways, in many ways, I'm thankful for Solo's flopping because it made them stop. Yeah, it made you, them stop you, marvelizing Star Wars. You did hear that uh, the um, gosh, Aaron Eckhart, Aaron, Aaron, how do you pronounce Aaron Eckhart? Oh, Alden no, Ehrenreich. No. Alden Ehrenreich. Thank, Thank you. you. Yeah. And um, Amelia Clark. While they did sign on for multiple movies, they also said that a series now on Disney Plus is not out of the question and now that they're now I think they're starting to develop some series I'm not against in that in the background I'm not I against TV shows yeah. Yeah. Especially, I, I think the movies they, need to hold a different space than the TV shows do I think so too but if, they, if they're going to be end up being canon they're going to end up being, they're going to end up tying it in just like what Marvel is going to end up doing with you know Falcon Winter Soldier being. Yeah, but they've always done that with the. It's like arguably I mean, the Star comics Wars, do that too. Arguably, yeah. Star Wars is the first one to do it then uh, because with Clone Wars and Rebels. Um, I, I think I think Star Wars started that. I, all the comics, all the video games. I don't yeah. think what what I'll say is I don't think Star Wars is going to get to the point where we're seeing like we're not going to see two. A year. We have to see. Oh, we, well, well, that that and we don't need to see like a post credit scene that's setting up the next Star Wars movie that's coming out the, yeah. in two years or whatever that's going to have this character that we're following from the last movie. No, it keep, doesn't need to be that. It can just appear in all these different keep, parts of the timeline. Keep the after credit scenes to Marvel and Fast and Furious. That's all. I there think. you go. <laughs> uh, real quick, I'm going to go back to last night. There is one thing that I still don't like about the movie and it's uh i actually found i actually liked rose a lot more this time watching it i still don't like that she saves finn at the end i think finn should i think finn should have sacrificed himself because it would have gave him a character arc of Mm. trying to figure out who he is and he is a hero willing to make the sacrificial play so to to play off that when i was watching this too i was showing it to a whole bunch of people who have never seen last year before they get we get to that scene and they're like oh my god he's gonna destroy it and then rose comes in they're like what the hell rose and the line it's like uh, like uh what is the line that's talking about? Like, oh, we don't words, do this. That's how we beat them. Not fighting what we hate, but saving what we love. Yes. And then they kiss as, as the Death Star cannon bombs their I think friends. It's, it's, important to say that so it's important to say that she kissed him. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. But then, yeah, but then, but then, also at the end, he like puts like a blanket over her and like, like, oh, like, oh. Yeah. Well, he still saves her. He's like, I will agree. I, 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 as much as I like the last Jedi, that moment doesn't work for me. It's, it yeah. reminds me of again. It's a movie I really like, Interstellar. But Anne Hathaway says the line: "The only thing that could transcend space and time is love." And I hate that with every fiber of my that being. That is Christopher <laughs> Nolan's credo. Yeah. Yeah. But at the same time, that's the uh, same thing that I was saying too. Like they really did not utilize uh, John Boyer or uh, Finn's. They feel, it feels like a side mission. Like It, it really does feel like it, like we need 30 minutes added to this movie. Just a couple of missed opportunities. And uh, like I said, yeah, it was, I understand that Star Wars is filled with a lot of silly things that, you know, we, we end up growing to love. I don't know if I'm going to love this moment, but the moment that Last Jedi lost me was flying Leia. Superman Leia. Now, see, okay, I, I will I will I say. Know, I understand the, the whole thing about the Force. I, I mm-hmm. get it. 
It just looked cheesy enough on scene, I'm, on camera to me to be like, oh, I can't get gosh, any man, any, I can't get mad at anyone who yeah. who thinks it looks silly because it it, it, it does, it does, it does. It, it even really when does. I but even but when I watched it with fun. even when I watched it with my friends, they were they were like, wait, is she? At first, there was terror because they thought she was dead. Like Leia, the character was dead, and then they started laughing when she started flying through. And then they're looking at me like, "How is she doing that?" And I, I, have to explain I will. Why. I like the idea. I like the idea much like Baby Yoda. And there's a little spoilers from Mandalorian. Baby Yoda can use the Force instinctively. Oh, it's three episodes or it's he, four episodes in. That's fine. He the hell internet knows that at this he point. He can't. He doesn't know that he's using the Force. Leia didn't know she was using the Force at that time. It was just an instinct to save her. And so I like the moment for that reason. I think it does look a little dumb. Uh, however, she had just died, and I was like, I'm not willing to see Princess Leia die after, yeah, after Carrie yeah. Fisher just died. I get that. Um, just the, I mean, they, we have, with all the technology that we have with CGI and all this stuff, do you remember the old Supermans when literally the person was just literally yeah. on a plank? Uh-huh. And, and, uh, you know, yeah, Richard yeah, 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 I exactly. remember. That's what it almost looked like to me, and I'm just like... Okay. So I, right. I mean, I, agree. I had nachos on, on my on my lap in the theater, and it. it fell out of my lap. <laughs> oh, no, uh, it does look silly, but like at the same time, what does a lady flying through space look like? Yeah. If that's if that's what you're doing, there's no way not to make it look like exactly that. And we know, and we know that Star Wars space doesn't act like real space. So. Yes. Yeah. It's it's space yeah. magic. True. Space it's magic. a movie about space I, wizards. Yes. <laughs> Going back to Dragon Ball, it should be like Dragon Ball, where they have just a literal bubble, and uh, then they yeah, just yeah. kind of. Float around. I don't know. Can Saiyans breathe in space? We don't know. Sure. No, they got. Did you just ask? Can Saiyans breathe in space? Sometimes they do. Sometimes they don't. No, they can't. Broly. Or sorry, not Broly. Sorry, uh, uh, Bardock in Frieza. He's up in space and over the atmosphere. I know, but that's not canon anymore. Uh, the beginning, uh, of, Broly, beginning of Broly. He's not in space. He's on the atmosphere of the planet. Watch wow. that movie again. Hey, babe, babe, you see what I did? Stirring the pot. Uh, uh, all right. But can we, we can all agree, though, that the Praetorian Guard fight scene is one of the best scenes of the whole I, movie. Absolutely. That's my favorite scene in the entire movie. Not I, not just the fight, I but like... It's actually one of my favorite fight scene of the yeah. first two. Of yeah, the first two. that's a really cool It sequence. feels messy in the way that like a real fight does. Yeah. Like, there was obviously yeah. choreography because you got to, but like it doesn't... There's not 3,000 flips. Yeah. It feels like it's, people are beating each other up. It's one untrained person person fighting a bunch of un- bunch of trained people and it, it shows so yeah. you know what it actually reminds me of we i wanted to wait till this moment to bring it up um the earlier fight scenes with the uh, the extreme cgi with the prequels um it reminded me of the old like lethal weapon and, and die hard movies right mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and all the new ones is kind of like this new john wick style where you're the the good guy is getting his ass beat yeah but he's still way you know extremely uh the the, the gun the gun battle scenes are way more real realistic right i know yeah. he's competent scene, but, but he's not immortal exactly mm-hmm, right yeah. um so yeah this is why i like the, this fight scene actually i not just the past two movies the you know all the newest movies uh, uh yeah. post uh one, two, and three. Yeah, yeah. I like this too because I also really one of the things I really appreciate about the Last Jedi, and it's kind of my, my final say on this movie, is that I really appreciated that it gave the Force back to the everyday person. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that really frustrates me about the prequels, as a prequelist myself, is that the is that the Force became kind of this elitist thing, and it just kind of stuck with the fandom. Like the Force had to be something that was passed down as generational, and like that because the Skywalker, because it is so based around Skywalkers, it just became something that's like. Only the Skywalkers can be powerful in the Force. Yeah. And, yeah. I, and it really, that really started to bug me. Even because with, Let me finish. Let yeah. me finish. And it really started to bug me because I, I, just didn't, I just didn't like the idea that you had to be born into the Force. But now... The Maybe last, she's born with it. But the Last Jedi... Born into the, to the legacy of the Force. But, but now the Last Jedi has given the Force back to the farmers like Luke was. Luke was no one. Yeah. And now and 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 Ray is no one. And now and but they are still powerful. They're still able to be 
powerful. Actually, my f- my favorite scene of the Force, uh, sorry, Last Jedi is the very last scene when the kid brings up the broom. Mm-hmm. I could cry the fact that you just said that was your favorite scene. <laughs> I never hear that. I always hear people it's say it's terrible. No, it's I'm scene. so happy oh, yeah. you said no, that. I like it because it, like I said, when we because we're such a prequelist and we love all, we know that. There's, there's got to be other people that are force, force yeah, sensitive yeah. Exactly. In, the, in the universe. I love that we just get a nobody kid just picking up a broom and yeah. using the force. Because the force, the force surrounds us. It's a it's small but really everything. important moment. Yes. yes. Yeah. The force is supposed to be in everything. Well, it's really, for Johnson's film, it's his thesis statement of like, the whole point of why I told you this is for you to recognize that Luke's not the legend you thought he was. But he's still the person that they talk about. He is the hero mm-hmm. in the galaxy that they think yes. of. And he's the person who is, even though he failed to do it personally, inspiring the future generation of mm-hmm. Jedi. Mm-hmm. Yes. Like going back to when I watched Last Jedi on Thanksgiving, my friends were constantly like, "Oh, is our Ray and Kylo related? Or oh, are they gonna follow? Or are they gonna do this stuff?" Because like you know, they're Force. I'm like, guys, Raylo. It's like guys, <laughs> you no one. The Force doesn't belong to a certain. I had to tell him like the Force doesn't belong to a certain bloodline. The Force is everyone. Think of about, about the prequels, the Jedi Council. Who are those parents? It's the, they don't know. They don't care. The rebellion always says, "May the force be with you." Yeah. Not all. They are not force users. The force yeah. is their version yeah. of, of of an ethereal being, mm-hmm. essentially. Mm-hmm. Some people that ask me that, I'm like, "Well, how is Yoda related to Skywalker then? Do you see <laughs> yeah. any resemblance? Exactly. Yeah. Uh-huh. Come on. <laughs> oh yeah. But even then, I was when they were watch after we were watching, I was like, "Make sure you watch the scene." And then they're like, "Then the kid does the broom." Well, I was like, "Oh, wait, did he?" I was like, "Yes." Yes, you did. I think the Cantabite, like I, I, I think the the ideas in the Cantabite are really cool. Like, like what seeing what a rich posh Star yeah. Wars looks like. Like you've never seen that before. I think that's really funny. It looks like a prequel era inside of an original yes, trilogy. Yes, it does. Yeah. Uh, I still, I still don't like the like the the, the animal chase part. Like I, I can get, I can. I like the animals. I don't know the chase. Though. They're cute, but like yeah. Uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt shows up for to, as an alien. That's really funny. No, I like the opera singer. No, he's the guy who's like, oh, it's their ship. They landed. I told him what land here. That's just Joseph yeah, Gordon-Levitt. Yeah, yeah. Yes. he was in Looper. <laughs> it's because and he brick. was in Looper and Brick. And brick. Well, yeah. shit. apparently there's right. a cameo wow. in Knives Out too that I missed. Ooh. That makes sense. Oh, I haven't seen it yet. Oh, yeah. I haven't seen it yet either. Cool. Oh no, 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 I won't say anything. <laughs> yeah. Um, Welcome I, to the Knives Out spoiler podcast. I tricked you all. Yeah. So anyway, um, it's Cantabite stuff. Whatever. I, I the second time or third, fourth time watching it, I love DJ as a character. I love yeah. Del Toro. I'm so bummed out that I don't think he's in the next movie. I don't think so either. No. But like I, his thing is like live free, don't join. Don't, his name I don't is know DJ. How you could fit in? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. But like his this whole thing of like you're wrong, and he's just like maybe. What maybe right right now I'm rich though. Maybe he's in Ryan Johnson's movies. That'd yeah. be cool. I think that character's fascinating. Yeah. Phasma. No, oh, no, sorry. DJ. Oh. Benicio so del Toro. You just what, do you think of, of yeah, what do you think of Fazbear? Oh, she's the Boba Fett of this franchise of this series. Yeah. She's you. wasted. Like she, looks, yes. she looks cool. I want her to die in every movie. She's probably not going to be in last. I want her to be. I want her to be in like a chrome wheelchair in the next movie. A hundred percent. Yeah. She. I. Re- I love the fact that she's died in every movie, and I want it to happen again. Rise of Skywalker. And there's a deleted scene in Last Jedi where that part is not where she dies. Like when in in the original cut, she falls. She gets back up, and then yeah. she falls again. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm. Glad Glad they cut that. Cut that. Because they, you uh, bastards. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're not the first one to make that joke, yeah. unfortunately. Oh really? Oh damn. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, we promised you we'd be out. Real quick though, I'll give my final thoughts. Um, while it it didn't change my opinion on the actual movie, it gave me hope for appreciating it more later on. Mm-hmm. 
when the next one comes out. I think you're, you're what I'm happy to hear, and I've actually never heard your thoughts on The Last Jedi before. I've listened to your podcast a bit, but I, I'm happy to hear that you're not so hateful of it. They, that, that, you know, you hear so much vitriol about this film so much. And, you know, I was kind of worried that you were going to, that you were going to come on and you were going to give all these kind of the same talking points I hear. But I've never heard a lot of these, these talking points that you brought up. And I was really refreshed by it. Oh, good. This is, I was hopeful for that because this is part of the reason I wanted to do it is because I'm like, I think there are legitimate reasons to not enjoy The Last Jedi. I just don't think that they are the dominant ones that are existing on the internet. I don't think that they're the common ones that come up. It's just like, Last Jedi bad. Last Jedi worst Star Wars. Yeah. And I'm like, there's it's like why? There's more to know, this. You know what's funny is that you guys have been referencing a lot of things you've been listening, uh, reading on the internet on the um, like why people don't like it. I know that there's a there's a stigma around the Last Jedi. Like I just, vocal minority. Yeah, I, I just I I try. I actually don't read a lot of like reviews on movies. I, I'll watch it and then just kind of make it make it. Uh, give my own little critique on it and that was kind of what it is i've yeah. never really read uh, like uh, you mentioned a couple things and i was like i don't understand that reference uh, I don't, oh yeah i don't yeah. i don't i don't the the, I don't the, the go, go woke go broke <clears throat> quotes it's a bunch of people who think that star wars is too quote-unquote sj you're you're kind of familiar with comic skate right like a no, like light that's okay a thing. Oh. so that's a, it's a whole thing but like it's basically a very um white male supremacy point of view about how comics should be written um and it's uh spearheaded women by, bad uh, black people the, bad one of the guys who spearheaded is this is a guy who was involved in comics named ethan van skyver oh god and something happened he with recently me posted a thing about mandalorian because mandalorian just introduced its first female character and he's like well now mandalorian's ruined second because female character actually no but he claims it's the first Oh. Like, the, the first one who's, like, stealing focus. And, oh. uh, you know, this is a whole social justice war. And similar arguments are applied to Star Wars The Last oh. Jedi. I called him out on Twitter yesterday, and I made the mistake of using his full name. No. Oh, yeah. And then he responded to me with a ha-ha-ha. And then I got, like, a dozen really mean, horrible tweets. One of them was, so how does your wife's boyfriend feel when he bangs her when you're not home? And Ooh. I'm like, ha-ha, I don't have a girlfriend. Sorry. Oh, <laughs> wow. yeah, wife. I had to delete that tweet because I was just getting some vicious stuff. What did like, you say? Uh, I said Ethan Venskyver sucks, and it's no. There's no reason. There's no worry. There's no wonder that nobody works with him because he's a huge racist and oh, asshole. I think I did see that. Yeah. yeah, you you commented on it. Well, yeah, because I'm sick and tired of people seeing anyway, that shit and not yeah. actually watching. I didn't mean to tangent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We promised to get you out uh, of here on time. Uh, yeah. And... I'll I'll share just uh, some final things. Uh, while we were doing the Star Wars uh, thing, I thought about this really super weird metaphor, but I hope it kind of comes across. It might not. It was a while ago, um, and it's that there's this really great diner where you go and sometimes they have the prime rib special the prime rib special is super good but sometimes i go there and they don't have the prime rib special and so i get steak and eggs right if i go in expecting the prime rib special and i get the steak and eggs i'm mildly disappointed and i feel like that's sometimes what happens with star wars we always expect it to be the prime rib special but sometimes it's just the steak and eggs but the steak and eggs are still good yeah they are yeah. If it's a well-made steak, and it is. It is. I want steak and eggs. It now. depends on your mood, right? I know. Yeah, right. Yeah. Like, but I mean, yeah. if you go in expecting yeah. one thing, and you don't get to get that thing, but you still get something good, it's hard to reconcile that. Like, you still feel like you missed out on something yeah. that yeah. day. There's, I feel like Last Jedi permeates that a lot. Yeah, yeah. there's another meme. If There's another meme, <laughs> kind of like my own Final Thoughts a little bit, that I've seen quite a bit, where it's like a fandom is like, fandom and creators, and it's like, Hey, make this thing again. Okay, cool. Why'd you remake the thing? I want something new. Okay, we'll do something new. No, you made it different. Well, that's new, though. It's like, no, I want you to do the same, but but new. And it's this, con- this constant no back and forth. And then there's this that one guy who goes up, hey, I like the new thing. And the fans go, oh, you're a heathen then. 
That's kind of how I, I feel in the yeah. Star Wars fandom now. It's because I like the new stuff, and I still like the old stuff, but a bunch of um, Star Wars fans are saying the new stuff is absolute shit, and I'm like, uh, Mandalorian? I think it's uh, very, Rogue One? I think it's very important, what you're, what you're saying, that the... Shit, I'm sorry. I, almost, I forgot what I was going to say. Like, <laughs> the, Star Wars, the Star Wars films... Nothing is worse. Nothing that Disney has made is worse than the prequels, as I said. And what George Lucas, George Lucas was bullied by the fandom. He was so beaten by the response to the prequels that he sold Lucasfilm of his own volition. Yeah, mm-hmm. he decided that he was done. He sold Lucasfilm. He took the he took the opportunity to sell it. And I just don't agree that Disney has done anything wrong by the franchise. I, yeah, I, I don't think that not, Disney... Not to murder it, anyway. Like, if any company yeah, has, exactly. quote-unquote, done wrong, it was EA and Battlefront 2 with the microtransaction scandal. That's not that. That's Except, not... No one Except, no one has made a worse movie than Warner Brothers making Fantastic Beasts 2. True. 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 Oh, I gotta watch that again, too. Don't do that. <laughs> do you? <laughs> don't, do you? I'm start. still... I was recapping oh. it, and I'm still angry about All right. it. Oh. Real quick, from the mouth of J.J. <laughs> Abrams. Yeah. Uh, I think we live in a time where if you're not being divisive, if you're not creating something that's adversive, quick, quick bait, sometimes you don't quite feel like you're playing the game. I always love Star Wars because it's got a huge heart. Did I always believe in and agree with every single thing that happened in every movie, whether it was the prequels or the original trilogy? No. But do I love Star Wars? Yes. So for me, I hope, and I'm sure naively, we can return to a time where we give things a bit more latitude. We don't have to agree with every single thing to love something. I don't know anyone who has a spouse or a partner or any family member or any friend who loves and agrees with every single thing that that person is and does. We have to return, I think, to a sense of nuance and acceptance. And so I feel like as a Star Wars fan, do I love every single thing about each of these movies? No. But do I love Star Wars? Hell yes, I do. Yeah, that's all about right. That's a good. So I guess that's it. Yeah. Uh, Thank you, Real quick, sorry. Uh, J.J. Abrams did say that... uh, He's going to take more risks because of Last Jedi. Yeah. So that does excite me that we're not just going to get a cookie cutter finale. Yeah, I agree. And uh, I know I said this off air, but uh, you guys have uh, always uh, or have been able to change my mind in the past. While this hasn't changed my mind too much on the actual movie, it does give me hope for understanding it better. Mm-hmm. Come the next movie, uh, when yeah. the next one if, comes. If you ever have the opportunity, I think it's well worth watching. Um, Last Jedi's digital copy has a bonus feature where you can watch the movie with only John Williams' score. Oh, yeah. Nothing else to it really? for Last Jedi. Yes, also the um, documentary, the documentary, the Jedi and the director. Is awesome. It's uh, it is. the the, the, the Last Jedi with just John Williams' score is exceptionally beautiful. It, I it wish all the it's a gorgeous movie. Yeah, because I, I was able to watch that with Sparks one day, and it just it was. Ooh. Uh, um, what's the planet with the salt? On it? Crate. Crate. That is such a cool design for a planet. I think that battle looks dope. It's great. Yeah. yeah. So uh, I just want to say thank you to everyone who participated in our uh, call to actions about the different movies. Mostly yeah. uh, Ryan. Bad. <laughs> 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 Menace. Bad. <laughs> bad. Um, but I, will, I just want to call out um, Phil Better Show said that Return of the Jedi is his favorite. Yeah. He yeah, says yeah. it's the best Star Wars movie in all caps. And I just want to call out that weird person that I don't have your, your Instagram handle because you are quite, quite creepy trying to have a conversation with me and I'm pretty sure you're a spam. Damn dog. Sorry yeah. robot. It was just they were saying they were saying like wanna know a secret? Like on our on our questions like wanna know a secret? I'll tell you if you want. Be a follow uh, every every single oh. every single comment that on every single one was just another bit that's of the conversation. That's a bot. It's the forest. <laughs> that's a bot. I had a I had a poll on our on our podcast uh, with two votes 
Yeah. Uh, uh, Disney has done good with Star Wars. Yeah. Because yeah. yeah. I, uh, I, that was one of me. Listen, so, you the one, Ryan? I don't think no, so. No, it was me. So, um, in the Disney era, we got we got Rebels, we got Resistance, we got the new era of Rebels. comics. I think the comics, for the most part, have been awesome. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like, for years, they've been really good, and it's really expanded the universe in spots that, like, this didn't necessarily need it, yeah. but we're allowed to tell those stories. I don't think Disney has, has done a bad thing at all. Yeah, I got I, a control. I want to real quick, because people say Resistance is, Resistance is Disney's fault, because Resistance isn't that good, but Resistance... Uh, isn't the first Disney produced animated series Rebels was mm-hmm. so it is not Disney's fault because they also did Rebels and also I got a Charles Soule Darth Vader trade that I still need to read and Charles Soule and that Darth takes Vader place right after when Vader becomes Vader in yes. the armor so Hell, I need yeah. to read yeah. that yeah. Yeah. all so, the Darth Vader runs are great real yeah. quick I know that uh, um, you guys are probably going to have another conversation after like finishing up after after we take off don't know uh, but <laughs> Talk yeah, yeah. Talk about we want the, the we're gonna be too, right? we're gonna be yeah. announcing a giveaway. We also were gonna do our speculation about Rise of Skywalker, but we're not doing that right now. But we're sending Michael and Riley home with our little bingo, bingo. cards, and yeah. we'll be posting about those on social media, and we'll make comparisons later. Yeah. Um, yes, we are. We are doing a giveaway. Yes, uh, it's gonna be quite a big giveaway. Um, part yes. of what we're having is uh, Ken's book, which we've talked about before. Picking uh, why I love Star Wars. And, he uh, was on the show talking about it. Go Michael, on. you've Listen contributed. Back. You and Riley have contributed this. So uh, go ahead and say. Yeah, that it's here. the. Uh, um, it's a uh, by Timothy Dalton. It's a Thrawn. Timothy, Timothy Dalton. Dalton. What James Bond did not write Dalton. this movie. Did I say Timothy Dalton? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, nice guy. Not um, yeah, I saw him. I met him at uh, San Diego Comic Con in 2016. Oh, that's awesome. And uh, is this the Comic Con variant? Mm, no, it's not. Oh, okay. Um, Regular. Yeah, um, yeah. Through uh, I found some stickers. I'll throw that in there. That's fine. But uh, yeah, so he signed it for me. Actually, when I told him uh, that I had it, uh, I just wanted to talk to him, say thank you for writing all the books, and ma- mainly his older books because I really enjoyed those a lot too. I hear his new books are good though. They are very good. Yeah. They're very good. Um, but yeah, uh, he, he signed stickers. it at no charge. He doesn't believe in charging people for. Oh, that's cool. A, good. That's awesome. For a uh, signature. That's how it should be. Yeah, so it's a Thrawn Alliance, mm-hmm. Star Wars Thrawn Alliance. They've it's a very, so it's a very good one. We've so, got yeah. we've got posters that are going to be in this. We'll post it. We'll post uh, it. All we on. will. We will have the uh, Rise of Skywalker, like the teaser poster that came out from D twenty three. That'll cool. be part of this yeah. giveaway. We have the poster of this crossover. Uh, they'll also the be getting a copy of the game Sabacc, just like we gave to you guys. Ah, uh, that will be part of this giveaway. Uh, possibly a couple other Star Wars goodies being thrown in. Yeah, um, uh, the Star Wars. Yeah, we'll, so look out for both. Our posts and uh, on our channel as well. we'll, yeah. uh, we'll promote that as well. It's a big giveaway, guys. Oh, it's huge. Oh, yeah. You're not yes. going to want to miss and, it. And uh, we'll be we'll be announcing the winner uh, around the week that Rise of Skywalker comes out. Rise. And we'll do that. Together. Thank you so much. Yeah. For coming on. Yeah, this seriously. Is so much fun. This was fantastic. Seriously, so much fun, you guys. Uh, thank you guys so much. You know, like I said before, you guys were an inspiration to us. You get every time you guys go up, uh, uh, have a new episode. You're always one of the things I love about you guys. Always staying positive. Continue to do everything uh, that you continue to do. I know you, a lot of people that I've kind of put that I've put uh, you guys or put them onto your show. They have the same same uh, uh, great uh, critiques as I or not critiques, but uh, reviews as I have. They love the show. That's well, good to hear. They, you Thank guys you. are super positive and always have uh, great insights. So 
thank you guys and appreciate uh, the invite too. You guys always have an invite up up north Heck too. Yeah, yeah, thank you. Yeah, yeah. you guys always thank have you. an invite down here too. Yeah, Sweet. yeah. Just thank you so much for having us on. It was of great course, to actually to meet you in the flesh. Yeah, I, know. Yeah. <laughs> I can talk about Star Wars literally all day long. More, yeah. more, more collaborations in the future. Like I said, I'd love to just do an episode where we just chatted, like yeah. not about specifically Star Wars. And actually, or not not even just us, but some of the people in the YouTube community. They uh-huh. they've been itching to get get uh, you know talk to you guys too on all that. Some of them are a little shy to you know reach out so just <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, please uh, reach out um, you have no idea how happy it makes me when i get a random thing I'm like hey listen to your podcast I'm like oh thank god and i want to <laughs> i want to say that you guys have been doing a great job because i'm still i'm caught up on your mm-hmm. show oh yeah you guys, are do, you guys are doing great there you're I almost just, at 50 and congratulations on i'm sorry that. you're almost at 50 yeah oh, really yeah. Oh, you're close gosh. yeah yeah like baby, Yoda. baby Yoda, like baby Yoda. You're coming, you're coming up on it. It's awesome. Thank you guys so much. Yeah, appreciate it. And uh, yeah, yeah. Can't wait for the next. One. So, where can they find you for the people listening to this who might not have heard your show? Babe, where can no, they find no, us? No, don't. I have to read it off a piece of paper. Still. Oh, I always make Sparks do it too. <laughs> it's either Sparks or Brendan who does it, and I'm sitting here trying to think mentally. He's like, can I just do it off book? Nope. <laughs> nope. You can find us on Google Play, Spotify, Castbox, uh, iTunes, YouTube. Um, not on our uh, website because it's still under construction. What about, the, since... what about the Zune marketplace? No, we don't do Zune. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Ryan, as... quit trying to make Zune yeah. come back. It's not going to happen, Ryan. <laughs> Fetch. Uh, Sorry. But yeah, uh, we appreciate you guys watching social, and listening. Social and media. Social media is uh, at Downright Nerdy Podcast on uh, on IG. And for some reason, I, I did it wrong when I set up my uh, Twitter. It's Nerdy Downright. <laughs> <laughs> So I, I'm not really. It's the Yoda there. version of it. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't really know how to do the Twitters. And you have your own personal uh, Instagram. Oh yeah, the Sloan. Yeah, Riley Sloan. Uh, D uh, Riley Sloan DNP. Yeah. Yeah. All right. And also, you can listen to you guys too on Alexa via any pod skill. Wow. Yeah, wow. I know. Wow. Or via. Yeah. I go. Okay. To be honest, I say both. There are times I say via. He almost and said back. he goes both ways. No. <laughs> no, you son of a. Bitch. All right, all right. But I, I know because uh, you guys, all, you always give her crap for that. Always. Because. Every time. It's hilarious. Even when Rachel, when eventually I oh, interview yeah. Rachel, uh, the author, I'm like, so is it VR via? Which is it? I need to know. <laughs> we always give a shout out to Mike Matola for doing our yes, logos, we which we'll do. Uh, yes. but I want to give a shout out to oh I want to give a shout out to uh, Dave at Geek Fine Art because he yeah. made your logo, yeah. which is going to appear in this video. So downright nerdy podcast Thanks, logo. And uh, Zach Beats who made the the, tra- the post that will be for yeah. this, uh-huh. this crossover. Uh, of course, you guys can find us Fake Nerd Podcast on Instagram, Twitter. We barely talked about podcasting. YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> Um, you can find uh, you can find us on all on all the things. If you're subscribed to this, this please subscribe to the Diamond Nerd Podcast. Um, Share us with friends, family, people you love, people you hate. Doesn't yeah, really matter. Absolutely. Fakenerdguys yeah. at gmail.com. I'm at BC McClure on Instagram and Twitter. Ben, you can find me on the internet at BenMagnet27 on Instagram and Twitter. Also, you can find me writing for OldSchoolGamerMagazine.com. New article is coming up sometime this weekend. Yeah. <laughs> Sparks. Uh, Sparks Witty on Instagram and Twitter. S P A R K Z Witty. Right. Um, DJ Tony Snarka, everything. Did I say mine? It's BC you McClure. Did. Yes, you did. Twitter. Yeah. Whatever. I have a concussion. <laughs> <laughs> Subscribe to us on uh, iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, TuneIn, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Rate and View, wherever you get us. Until next week, guys. May I? Sure. May the force be with us all. They're guests. They oh, get damn. To say right. You get to oh, say stay yeah. fake nerds. I get to what? You, you get to say stay, stay fake safe. nerds. Stay fake nerds.
cast and loose. You can say it. That's what she said. There it is. Uh, there it is. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's, that's what she said. Megan says the same. Thank you so much. Yeah, oh. you gotta do. <laughs> Ditto back. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I could have had a concussion and I would have been okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you're here. To be fair, I did fall asleep watching Phantom Menace, and it was in the pod race, and I'm like, I thought this was the exciting part. Did you guys, um, oh, I hate the pod race. So game. long. I thought, I, yeah, yeah I remember pod. liking it, and I'm like, wow, this is 20 minutes long. Yeah. I always hate the so pod race. Yeah. I, I wanted to say, um, nope, it's gone. Okay. I don't understand what that language was. Oh, uh, I think you actually, that, that reminded me. No, that was Geonosis. <laughs> that was Geonosis. Uh, when, so if you watch the movies with subtitles, was something I didn't notice. Uh, Chewie is subtitled, but it's just his Good! I don't want to know what he's saying, that'd be awful. So his, they, they, they don't just say speaking Wookiee or growl or growls. They actually spell out his grunts. Awesome. Funny enough, once you're on Kashyyyk in uh, Last Jet in uh, Fallen Order, if you have subtitles on, they just say roar. Good. They Good! Go. I never want a translated Wookiee. Well, we have a translated Wookiee in Solo, don't we? We do. We do, right? It is. Solo's translated That was the most disappointing part of that movie for me. Oh, you're right. I completely forgot. The most disappointing yeah. part of that movie was Solo speaking Wookiee. Oh, yeah. Okay, that's number one and two. One and two. I did just now. I'm starting a live video right Wait, now. Wait, what? I don't know. I just started to go live. Oh, my God. No one's, We're no doing one's joining me. We're doing it live. I never told anybody. <clears throat> Razzy joined. Casey Locher joined. What's up? What's up? We are in Los Angeles. Hey, I just got a notification that Downright Nerdy Podcast started a live video. What the hell? A whole bunch of people just to reek in this here. Hey, what's up, buddy? What's going on? Hey, we are oh, here man. in LA and we're with the Fake Nerd Podcast. Podcast and it's what we Talking do. Star Wars. Yeah. There it is. There he is. And, babe, babe, we're live. Hi. <laughs> babe, we're all live. You're live. <laughs> You're all live. live on homework. Yeah. You will see I got <laughs> homework to do. Follow me this year at 4415. Razzy, what's hey, how's it going? What's Loving up, my LA trip already so far. We're getting ready. We just uh, we're staying at oh we're about to start. Yeah. Oh yeah, you're <laughs> make sure you get out here on time. I know. Yeah, keep that keep we're that rolling. Here. We're gonna be talking we're uh talking. Disney era. Yeah, we're talking right. Disney era. You really wanna keep that going? He can if he likes to. No, right. <laughs> sneak preview. No, you don't have to. Little, little, little sneaky peek. Make sneak. sure you guys sub up uh, fake nerd podcast. He's the Mark Ruffalo. Of the Mark Mark exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, cool. All right, well, I'm gonna get going. We're gonna talk more Star Wars. Real Peace. quick, I'm gonna tell, let everyone say goodbye. Bye, Bye. 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 Hey, watch us on YouTube. God, like, comment, Dude. subscribe. <laughs> Five stars. I'm glad you guys got the calendar. Oh yeah, so I was making that joke. You. <laughs> When you said freaking Calvar, I'm like, from fucking Halloween? <laughs> because he looks so just much. like him. You know? So much of what you guys talk about is foreign to me, finally. <laughs> I'm like, I know that! And then what you are wearing, you're Captain America Avengers, where he's like, I know that! I know yes. that! I understood <laughs> that reference! I actually, I think Calabar might look better. <laughs> no, fucking Calabar, when he's in his When he's in his fucking Fanta makeup at the, mm-hmm. at the fucking... Movie theater was like that looks better than Palpatine but I, does. But I really like I really like uh, how Ian McDermott transforms from Palpatine like pr- like like proper Palpatine yeah. to Darth Darth Sidious. And it's just a simple thing he does with his mouth. Like he just moves his his upper lip for, for, uh, forward. I just lo- I love his face when he's fighting Mace Windu. <laughs> he's like, oh, you know I forgot to mention the most cringy scene was when. Uh, we didn't mention no. Oh, that was terrible. Oh, we'll get to the one where we watch Return of the Jedi. Oh. Oh. Yeah. Also, I have that no that scene from Episode Three. That's all. That's an ornament. There's actually it's a 
uh, sound when you oh, push the button, you can hear the whole the no, the Lord Vader. No, thank you. Yeah, the whole no. The no is part of it. I'll play it for you before you leave. Okay, I guess if I have to watch it again. Or if you don't, again. yeah, if you don't want, <laughs> I have to. If you, don't, if you don't want to, you yeah. don't have to. No, I'm just yeah. saying it's on my fucking. Yeah, but do you remember the uh, the scene when? Uh, Anakin goes to Padme's like she's like doing her hair or something oh, yeah. and she's like you I'm, are so beautiful oh, she's like, oh because I'm so in love oh god no it's because I'm so in love with you, you. oh my so god so love is blind to you it's like you it's god, a, bad dude. it's supposed to be fun little cutesy banter but I'm like are you serious yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, god. has love blinded him but the whole Obi-Wan exchange on Mustafar where it's, where it's like let's go Anakin you have done it yourself. Oh man, we didn't. Uh, we, we didn't. We didn't talk, we didn't we talk didn't about talk. The, the 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 actual. I think the dialogue oh, wow. at the end of Revenge of the Sith between Anakin and Obi Wan is is good stuff. His girlfriend, or, or at least his uh, physical. But, but yeah. Jim makes a great comment. like, yeah. So they, uh, Michael and Jan seem to be playing a new game. It's make everybody else uncomfortable, and they're winning. <laughs> and they always like have this thing. They they say babe way too much. So now every time like when we just got in. Yeah, so we always, I say babe way too much to a pervert. Uh, just made me think about it. We just exactly. Hey, babe. This babe. is it, guys. Babe. This is this is the moment. This is the moment. Whether this uh, Rise of Skywalker is great or terrible, in my opinion, nothing in my life changes the next day. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Still yeah, gotta yeah. go to work. Right. I'm yeah. still gotta do all my other stuff, and nothing changes. It's just okay. It's another movie in the franchise. Mm -hmm. Whatever. Maybe there'll be better movies later. Maybe there won't be. I don't know. And people it keep, doesn't matter. You can be bitching about it's how Disney movie. is quote unquote destroying Star Wars, but yet the prequels still exist, think, and they're worse movies. I, I, I think the pre I think the so Disney films are, are more are better than the prequels. They are. I really wish I could stay and talk Mandalorian with you guys today. Oh, I wish we could do this all day. Oh, I could I could go for another two hours. Yeah, right. Yeah, we will. We'll we'll return to these discussions. Star Wars isn't going anywhere. Who knows? One of these days, one of us might travel up north. I don't know. I would. I would love to go. I mean, it's not that far. He was about to say my clunky. No. Actually, I'm surprised you haven't said anything about my Raider Snuggie over there. Uh, well, you know, everyone has it. faults. Oh, so <laughs> oh good. my god. You're Niners fans, aren't you? I Why? am. Uh, but you know, but, fans, plural. Fans. Oh, okay. Why Singular. aren't you wearing your Snuggie? <laughs> because it's nice and warm. And also, I want to wear the Force is Strong on My Family t-shirt, because this Force is Strong on My Family. But the great thing is, she's Detroit's everything fan, because she's from Michigan. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Okay. I'm so sorry. Right? Ever, uh, you are. I get to deal <laughs> with that. Yeah. I barely hear you. <laughs>